Welcome to the city of Rathila, Arona's birthday game. Ooh, I'm having a birthday. Ooh. He's having a Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Arona. Traditionally, what happens on birthdays is our characters die. Mm. <laughs> That's might true. Die. This is how he's. This is how he's doing it. This is how he's doing it. Because he just killed your last one, so yeah. he needs a fresh one to kill today. <laughs> Look at his little weasel face. He's like, oh, I'm kill another character. As, as long as I am not the first to die, I will count this as a win. <laughs> oh, how bold of, bold of you to assume that death is the worst fate. <laughs> anyway, the Caribbean... A shining island paradise of warm waters, gorgeous islands, welcoming natives and luxurious goods. It is also a place of nature, the calming seas, storm, hurricanes. The dangers are as numerous as beauty. It is also a land of mystery since Columbus discovered it to the modern day. The triangle has held the hearts and minds of all who sail her seas. It also holds a special place in the hearts and minds of the world, from conspiracy theorists to cutting-edge materials and chemical science, to tax havens, where the rich can hide away their ill-gotten gains. <laughs> the three points of the triangle are Florida, Puerto Rico, and, of course, Bermuda. Not, of course, that most of you probably care for the mysteries and legends of the triangle, beyond an amusing footnote. It is 2017, and the Miskatonic University preeminent scholastic centre of study in the city of Arkham, Massachusetts, New England, has assembled another one of their world-famous expeditions. You are all part of the expedition. Academics, students, survival experts, hand-picked by the professor for this trip aboard the UES Peasley, the Miskatonic University's very own private expedition spaceship. It's famed across the world as the headquarters, base of operations and centre of learning, for many famous expeditions led by the university. Environmental, historical study, archaeological, botanical, name a field of research in a region of the world, and the Peasley has been there. This trip is an archaeological one, specifically focused on the ancient Taino people who once populated the island of Puerto Rico. Not much is known of their civilization before the Spanish conquistadors sealed their fate. Between European diseases they had no immunity to and the brutal enslavement by the Spanish population, it is estimated that a population of around 50 to 60,000 in 1493 was reduced to a mere handful by the dawn of 1600. The Spanish have always claimed they were savages, living in mud huts with a barbaric culture of sacrifice, pagan worship and dark practices. As good, God-fearing Christians with the right of the Pope behind them, they had no choice to put them in their place and end their barbaric ways. The truth of their history is another question. For the past decade, Professor Armand Talbot has led a series of archaeological expeditions to Puerto Rico, uncovering long-forgotten and hidden ruins deep in the jungles of the fabled island. Two stone temples, the burnt and hidden ruins of a once fair stone city. Their destruction was so complete that little could be inferred from them. Walls that had once held ancient carving had been systematically scrubbed clean before the fires had been set. Then with the slaughter and destruction and com- completed by the Spanish, 
They had left the voracious and eager jungle to reclaim the ruins that hide them from sight. However, at the invitation of the Puerto Rican government, the professor is returning to follow up leads from his last expedition in 2007. A decade has passed since the excavation of the third temple was completed. Discovered through the use of advanced satellite imaging technologies in an open-air canyon, whose entrances had been collapsed to hide it long ago by the Spanish. Comparing earlier satellite images showed that a dense canopy of jungle covered, covering had hidden the temple, but at some point between 1995 and 2005, a storm or hurricane had ripped away part of the canopy, revealing the temple, leading Professor Talbot with his greatest discovery to date. In 2007, the professor led an expedition to this once-hidden temple and found a treasure trove of undisturbed Taino history and culture. Now the translations of the murals are complete, the history of the Taino unraveled. Now the professor has coordinates derived from ancient stone carvings for what he believes to have been the Taino principal city, Rai Thila. The carvings in the temple speak highly of it as the centre of their religion and culture. A single carving, dated from around 1560, and the last one added to the temple, states that the fabled city was utterly destroyed by the conquistadors and their fleet. Some terrible catastrophe at the time, most likely a volcanic eruption or possibly just an earthquake, made the island sink and much of the Spanish fleet was lost. The same carving contained graven images of stars, which after much work has allowed the professor to collect proper coordinates. So the Peasley was refueled, restocked, and the professor selected a keen team of scientists. That's himself, of course, Professor Armand Talbot, sadly now restricted to a wheelchair after an accident during his 2007 expedition. That's his second in command, Dr. Renise Louise Gralmond, a marine scientist who's been sent along by the university because... Well, someone in charge should be able to walk, according to the Dean. There's Gregor Kernetin, the captain of the Peasley. Uh, there's Michael Till, their survival expert and wilderness uh, guide. There's Wayne Levinson, the professor's principal graduate student, who many around the university say is now doing a lot of the work the professor used to do. And then there are several uh, undergraduate students who've been press-ganged into coming along on this expedition for extra credit. Uh, the ship reached Puerto Rico two days ago, and the ship was restocked and refueled there. We've had two days to enjoy the wonderful tropical paradise of uh, San Juan, golden beaches, palm trees, friendly native, warm sunshine. And now, however, you are ready to set out following the star charts from the ancient temple to try and find Cotrital, the island Vathila once lay upon. Sunk and lost, it is now no longer, most likely, a small atoll of barren rock poking out of the Caribbean. At least that's the professor's best projection. It could also be possible that it is just entirely sunk and you will have to lead underwater excavations. So it's a good thing you have an expert at marine archaeology and marine sciences with you. Hello, Dr. Grauman. Hello. Or should I say, bonjour. 
Should you? <laughs> if you? If you start with an accent, you've got to carry it on. Be careful. <laughs> the professor is hopeful that the island of Rathbalai, the great mountain at the centre of it all, may still poke partially above the uh, waters of the Caribbean, but that is more of a hope than scientific fact. You're going to have to travel to the coordinates the professor has unraveled from the star charts and see what you discover. Uh, how do you pronounce the island name? Is it Kuttle? Kuttle. 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 The island. That's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting any closer than that. <laughs> it's got a K in it. <laughs> Simple apostrophes. Kuttle. Kuttle. The island of Kuttle and the city of Rathalai. They are your uh, hopes and dreams. Uh, it is early morning in San Juan. Everyone is back aboard the ship. Uh, you have gathered on the bridge with the good old Captain Crenatine. Uh, the professor is here in his wheelchair. Uh, Dr. Gwalmund is here. And Wayne is also here, ready to set out. Uh, talk. Describe yourselves. We'll start with Hedgehog. Um, no, start with someone else. Okay, we'll start with Peter. Uh, fine. I don't know. I haven't given any thought to what I look like. Um, <laughs> I'm just an amorphous blob. <laughs> <laughs> I have no appearance. Um, <laughs> I. Uh... How? How? Start with the things that are actually on the character sheet. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Uh, hang on. Um, I am a male human being. <laughs> I look like I've got a really good constitution. Um, I, I, I am uh, a uh, fairly but not imposingly uh, tall man who was originally from Puerto Rico. Um, and uh, I... Um, uh, I, I'm remarkable in appearance. I uh, spend a lot of time on this uh, ship, so I am a little bit of a, a salty sea dog. Uh, a little bit. Just we've a little heard, bit. we've heard tales of your salty seaman. Mm-hmm. He has just spent several days here in port, probably um, visiting relatives or family or. The woman he's had children with. Well, which was it? Um, yes, all of those. Oh, good. Okay. Mm. Um. How 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 old are you? Oh, I'm thirty-three. Okay. But I look a little bit older. Okay, let's start with Wayne. Um. Remember, you're a grad student from 2017, not 1922. <laughs> <laughs> for, so, for some reason, I'm wearing a cravat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> put, put away this other. Uh, no, I am Wayne Leveson. I am in my late 20s. I have fairly uh, fair skin coming from Canada. Um and sort of, uh, sort of middle of the road, sort of uh, not quite 
dark, not quite light uh, hair color. Um, I've got I'm I'm very much I'm very much sort of not uh, av- av- you know average height, fairly slim build, and the sort of look of a young academic, someone who spends all their time indoors reading as opposed to doing any kind of exercise. Although it looks like. Um, I, I, I look a little bit tired as though, you know, I've been pulling long nights dealing with paperwork and chasing after all the little details that the professor seems to have all, all forgotten. I'll, I'll just let you handle that. Yes, of course, professor. I'll, I'll have, yes. Yes. Oh, all that. You've forgotten that, professor. Yes. Don't, don't worry. It's over here. You know, that very sort of tired. I've been, I've pulled late nights for the last three weeks and, while everybody else has been enjoying this lovely holiday, um, I've been working kind of thing, you know. Yeah, um, it's almost like the Doctor is using you as some sort of principal assistant who's not being paid. Yeah, I've got the look he of, like, there's... Secondary, he has students. He yeah. doesn't need to be paid. He's got a free holiday to the Caribbean. It's, uh, it's definitely the case that I am... Um, I've got the long-term goal of uh, I'm getting something out of this at the end, or I better do, or <laughs> there will I, be things to pay. I let him have one evening off to go and party, or whatever it is the youths do these days. Yes, you I spent the entire time. Be, if you're lucky, the professor will let your name be under his on a paper. Oh, <laughs> is oh over. Who, do you th- who do you think types the paper? It'll be there <laughs> in a similar yeah, size. They, they can't get published until he signs them off. <laughs> Oh yes, yes. Don't worry, Professor. I'm not changing anything else. Just the formatting. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Doctor Gravond. What do you look like? Uh, I am a 35-year-old woman, marine biologist from France. So I look like one of them. That's uh, a good description. We can all imagine what 35-year-old women from French look like. Yeah, baguettes, um, string of onions. I, I was I was gonna go with like like the little like neck scarf thing that seems like a very like modern French lady thing to have. Are you sure? <laughs> fashionable, <laughs> fashionable somehow. Well, modern. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, should, I don't I think have... any, many people from France dress like they're from the nineteen sixties, Nido. I'm I'm just I I have no concept of period history at the moment. We've established this. Uh, no, pe- people in France tend to be quite well-dressed and pretty, because France really doesn't accommodate um, ugly people. Uh, they're <laughs> quite, quite, quite awful. Um, uh, I, I should preface this by saying this is the first time I've played Call of Cthulhu, so uh, I may, may be interpreting these stats wrong, but um, I'm guessing I am averagely strong, averagely sized, um, not 50 is average. Your, yeah, not, not quite your weedy academic type, but not a, a athletic person either. You um, are, however, drop dead gorgeous. Oh, excellent. That, as yeah. previously established. <laughs> your appearance of 70 means you are drop dead gorgeous. Very well. Uh, I'm also extremely educated, um, goes along with being French. And have somehow, despite having nothing to do with the professor's um, field of study, managed to wrangle my way into being second in command of this expedition. Um, 
I have been exploiting that to work on my tan in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and despite being French, my English skill is my highest language skill. Um, so I will not be speaking French to you all. I'm I'm polite and courteous to you, but uh, also somewhat dismissive. <laughs> uh, your French is above 50, which means you are fluent. Oh, good. Yeah, 50% is fluent. So you are fluent in all of those languages. Uh, it just, you you know, you work in an American university, so your English is the one you end up using the most. That makes uh, sense. Yes. Uh, you're, you're quite happy with this job, Dr. Grauman, because as you're going off to explore a sunken island, absolutely any discovery that has the remotest link to marine scientists or marine biology or flora, you can just be like, that's mine. Put my name on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it ain't archaeological, it's yours. You're extremely, yeah. extremely looking forward to having the Grauman crab named after you. <laughs> all of the, um, all of the corals growing across the ancient temples. Those are mine, bitches. <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. That one's mine. <laughs> Grauman's coral is home to a number of Grauman's fish. Uh... <laughs> you can't just name everything. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Professor that's the point of discovering stuff. So you get to name it after either yourself or Queen Victoria. <laughs> Isn't it King, okay, we... it's Queen Elizabeth II currently? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the point is, we we discovered all those things by now. <laughs> but yeah, that that's your biggest impediment, Wayne, to getting your name on thing. Because if Doctor Grauman decides it should be hers, and Professor Talbot doesn't care about it, um, you're I'm... totally not getting it. <laughs> I've I've got the uh, I've got the um I, I I've got the general uh, principle in mind that uh, if it's under the sea then yes if it's above the ground then it's me and if it's anywhere and if it's under the sea and underground i.e. buried on the island somewhere then we'll have trial by combat <laughs> and our final player character is professor Talbot. um i am an elderly, tired-looking white man in a wheelchair. You, um, I'm completely bald because I'm, I want to be Professor X. And um, <laughs> I, I spend an awful lot of time above deck, so I've been tanned a sort of rich nut brown all over. Um, my skin has that consistency of, like, old leather. Um, uh, you get the impression I might be younger than I actually look. Um I do look quite tired, except around the eyes, where um, I, my sparkling blue eyes still glint with intelligence and wit. Um, but you get the impression that, um, as excited as I am for this trip, I am a bit tired of all of this adventuring life. I, I wanted to ask, um, is, it, it says obviously you're in a wheelchair, is, a, is it a manual wheelchair? Is it like a light wheelchair? Is it like a motorized one with a little I, <laughs> I, I have a number of them for different situations mm. but uh, the one I use around the boat is electric because I'm lazy okay that makes you sense you don't have one of those massive weighs six ton bamboo wheelchairs which he <laughs> mostly uses when he wants you to push him Wayne <laughs> I, I had them I had them add water weights in the wheels <laughs> Oh no no no! I definitely I definitely get. But you know, you've spent a couple of days at least having to push him around the marketplaces of San Juan. Oh, oh no! Oh, no. I, I don't push the wheelchair. That's what undergraduates are for. I'm there just to carry the list. 
Less a wheelchair, <laughs> more a palaquin. If it gets, we've, we're establishing it now. If it gets to it, you're carrying me in your arms like a babe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you are ready to leave San Juan. UEV Peasley is restocked. Everyone is aboard. You're aboard the bridge. The tide is in your favour. So, uh, oh, yeah, I just want to ask how 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 many undergraduate students do we have with us? You have twelve. Oh, Starting with twelve. Okay. Uh, Cho Song Hanwu, who is a Japanese exchange student. We've got twelve undergraduates to uh, to a cursed island. That is not a Japanese name. I was going to say that's that's a very Chinese name for a Japanese man. She's got a complicated heritage. <laughs> who are you to judge her? Her mother is Chinese. Her there you go. And so they took the mother's name very commonly. I'm I'm not one to judge when it comes to complicated heritages. It actually depends um, who has the most money as to which member, you know, does the husband take the mother's name or the mother, the the wife take the husband's name in Japanese and Chinese weddings a lot of time. Let's move on. Are you about marrying into... So, I'm not interested in this. Let's move on. <laughs> look, look. I, in can canonically, I have not learned their names. <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm almost seventy. I've seen a lot of undergraduate students. Like, like when they're postgrads, I start learning their names. I still call <laughs> Wayne Ryan some of the time. <laughs> Is this uh, one of those things where I do the body man thing of just as a student's walking up to you, I whisper their name into your ear so, so that you can appear to be caring and kindly professor, and in fact you've forgotten them immediately the second they've walked away? Uh, yes, <laughs> or, or often I will just address them as you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you depart Puerto Rico. Is not the noise the boat makes. <laughs> Sailing northwards. Uh, oh, I make while I'm driving the boat. <laughs> well, navigate, please, Captain uh, Penatine. Yeah, okay. Hang on, let me let me find navigate. What is, would it not be pilot skills boat? Um, you need to point it in the right direction first, and then right. I'm I'm rolling my pointing. Ah, excellent. <laughs> You in the correct direction. Yeah, I, I thought I'd drive through the island. Um, <laughs> uh, now you may roll. Doctor Professor Talbot, roll your um, navigate. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> you <a> short game. <laughs> <laughs> the boat sinks. Everyone dies. <laughs> Uh, only I survived because I had Wayne hold me up under the water. Unfortunately, he was under the water the whole time. <laughs> Roll your pilot boat, Captain. Uh, right, hang on. Well, with my... Why did you roll it like that? I don't know. Yeah, uh... It's in verbose mode. Did your, um... Did that pass, Professor? Um, No. 
Why are they rolling? Why is it rolling it weird? I don't know. Is it? Did I write it in for some reason rather than actually put it in the navigate box? I don't know. Go to the settings page of the um, character sheet. Check there's nothing weird turned on. How how would you tell? It's eight hundred checkboxes. There's not that many tabs on the settings page. Oh, Russ, it's in my character sheet. I'll just sit here because otherwise it's like being possessed by a naughty ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, let's take it. The way it was rolling that beforehand was because you have no character points added to it. Mm-hmm. So, you ha- so when it rolls a skill like that, it's essentially saying you have no skill in this. You have that's, I mean, that's true. It's just weird that it doesn't tell you that. <laughs> it is weird and confusing. Anyway, you haven't noticed, but um, after about 10 minutes of leaving port, uh, Michael, your wilderness guide, does lean over to you, Professor, and whisper quietly, um, why are we going east? Shouldn't we be going north? <laughs> Oh, what? Um, I, I look up from the book I'm reading, which is um, what I borrowed from the university's library. It's about the pa- the Pabody expedition to Antarctica. Um, yeah, the, fascinating... the university doesn't like to talk about that one very much because everyone died. <laughs> that's a, that's why it's one of my favourites. Um... <laughs> yeah, they much rather point to all their successful uh, historical expeditions where everyone came back alive. Yeah, this one this one got a little plaque or something in one of the libraries. Um, oh, what? Uh, east? Uh, well, sometimes you do have to go east to go north, old chap. Oh, we go, uh, he, uh, Michael turns to you, Captain. Are we going around a navigational error, Captain? We seem to be heading east instead of north. Um, so... I, 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 I'm not sure how this works. Do I realise my mistake, or what? Uh, yes, now that you think about it, they did want you to go fully north, but you turned... You, essentially, whilst you were plotting out your course, you you had the map slightly the wrong way around. Uh, please, I am an experienced captain, I say, while casually ad- micro-adjusting <laughs> towards the north. <laughs> uh, Michael just believes you. He assumes there must be some sort of water hazard we're having to pilot around. Probably some sort of uh, coral reef or something, hmm. Well, it could be a, sh- a sunken wreck. We could stop and explore it. Is it a sunken wreck, Captain? No, no, just, uh, you know, hazards. Unspecified uh, hazards. No time for wrecks, old chap. What? Hmm? Oh, I like a good wreck. Nice dive. I was just navigating around some treacherous waters. Well, I'm going to go catch the afternoon sun. It's, it's 10 a.m., Professor. I know. <laughs> going to go oh. wait patiently for the afternoon sun. <laughs> By which I'm going to go and bask like an old turtle. <laughs> well, um, it'll take you about a day to reach the search area, so essentially you need to uh, sail a day north of Puerto Rico, and then you're going to have to start searching at night to find the correct location using the star- ancient star maps you've uh, uncovered. If only we used those satellites again a second time. We only had the budget for one go on the satellites. Well, you did use the satellites. The problem is there's about um, 100 
200 uh, little rocky islets that poke up out of the northern Caribbean. And you're just not sure which one it would be. And I shall catalogue them all, by which I mean my graduate students and undergraduate students will catalogue them all on my behalf. And you'll get all the glory. Oh, I'm, I might name one of them after Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you shall have a small part in the library. <laughs> <laughs> the professor was heading out on the front deck uh, to sit in his uh, old man speedos, uh, sunbathing. I'm, I'm I'm dressed. I'm not. I'm not just like letting it all hang out. Oh, but, it? but nevertheless, I am enjoying the sun. <laughs> Doctor Grauman, what are you doing? Um, I believe I would be joining the professor on deck for a nice bit of sun. Yeah, he's certainly not doing any work. <laughs> there's like, uh, towards the front of the ship, there is a. Um, I should move. Move us to this page. Aha. Uh-huh. Here's the ship. Here's the ship. I've seen this ship before. <laughs> Nonsense. It's completely different. It's completely different from all of the other ships you draw on your standard boat template. <laughs> Look, I have a standard boat template. It's easy. Look, look, look. He's look. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing. It's like you know, one of the Star Trek films where they need to change generations, where it's clearly the same boat set that we've seen before, but they've like replaced all the light switches with like plastic ones, and there's like someone's just dropped a computer display over the mahogany panels. You know, it's like it's that's fine. It's how we, it's how we make it look more modern. <laughs> It's a it's a retrofit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said like you said this this ship's been used for a long time, so it might well actually be a retrofit. It's quite a big boat. It is a big boat. Um, oh god, I love that they labelled boys and girls bathroom. Well done, Russet. <laughs> Where did I do that? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, you've got to keep those uh, undergraduate students from mingling. <laughs> Boys, I'm, I'm, I think at the age of 68, I don't, care, I don't pass as a boy anymore. Well, you've got your own bathroom. I'm your... ah, I see there is a lounge and bar on board. There is. It's not like a general, you know, it's not staffed or anything. It's just a lounge room and it has a large oak teak bar at the back with alcohol cabinets, which uh, you have the keys to. Yes, yeah, which the undergraduate oh. students have been trying to get into for the entirety of the trip. <laughs> Little do they know I drank it dry on day three. Um, but okay, so Dr. Garman and the Professor, you head back here to the open promenade where you've got deck chairs and tables mm. and the Professor can recline his wheelchair. And you can catch- say, don't, don't really need a deck chair, old chap. <laughs> I will. I will pull up a deck chair and just wheel the professor into the closest sunbeam. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, my dear. Um, the trip is going well for you, I trust. Uh, yes, apart from the fact that the bar is mysteriously dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened. 
best left unanswered. What do you think? I might, I might be being kept alive by the just the alcohol in my system at this point. It's acting like a preservative. <laughs> well, you are close to retirement age, Professor. I was going to say, technically, I might be pickled. <laughs> Wayne, what are you doing? It's it's a danger to the search area, so there isn't much to do. Your bosses have fucked off once more to sunbathe. The grad students I've... are milling around, also enjoying themselves. And okay, well, if everybody's enjoying themselves, I've made all the possible preparations. Have I have I done the requisite amount of like, you know, I've I've, I've posted. How um, how well connected are we in terms of like radio or internet connection? Do we have on the boat? Um, you don't have a uh, static internet connection, but you do have satellite communications with the rest of the world. Okay, uh, the professor can uh, connect to the uh, university servers if he needs to. Yeah, we've got. Um... You can connect to the professor. <laughs> yeah, professor, professor doesn't know how to open his email. Um. <laughs> I, I, I use I use Ryan here as a filter between me and and technology. Um, I'm good at old things, newer things, not so much. I, uh, I, 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 I mean, you know, you've got quite a good connection. It's just not always on. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 ta- I go around taking. Um, I've I've got my phone out and I'm just taking a few photos of like the places and it's like things that we can post back to university for them to put on the expedition announcement news. So essentially, uh, you're doing a portal. Twitter update of Peasley, yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing the I'm doing the social media thing. That seems like a good idea because like that's the other way you get cred these days is by posting stuff on the internet. Going look, 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 I do all this research. Look at me. Uh. <laughs> Gone to the back of the ship, take us the pictures of you leaving Puerto Rico Harbor and upload yeah. them to Twitter. I was gonna yeah, say it's yeah. like it's like it's like the it's like the South Pole telescope, you know, you've got to get lots of lots of nice live pictures for the uh, the people who are ultimately funding the expedition. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna make you roll something, Nido. Uh, what am I gonna make you roll? Let's have a look at your roll, roll your Twitter. Roll me your Roll me your computer use. Ah, uh, that you've quickly, uh, that you've quickly put in there. It was there all along. <laughs> Pete, why is the background strobing on and off behind you? Uh, I don't know. It's not for me. That's you. Can everyone else see that? It's like going red, then orange behind him. I it's think it's just... It's recycling between red and green. That's weird. It'll, it'll just be like the camera like rebalancing because he's got the sun like shining almost directly on it. So it's trying to do a color balance, and it's like, oh no, Is no, it? too much, too much, too much. Yeah, it's cycling between red and green. <laughs> I, I thought we had one of those disco balls. <laughs> I mean, I who's more likely to have a color strobing disco ball, me or Peter? That's why I was surprised. <laughs> I, uh, I think you'll find. Oh god. <laughs> I want it. Give me, give me. I want it. <laughs> you do not let him have it. Okay, um, Wayne, you successfully take some pictures. You upload them to the Peasley's Twitter feed, to the university internal blog. 
you know, left Puerto Rico, heading to search zone, excitement, expedition underway at last. Yeah, look. The last couple look. of weeks have been travelling down here from Boston. It's not that exciting. At least yeah. now you're actually heading out into the unknown, as it were. Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's definitely the case that... Um... You know, uh, oh, this is this is it's this is a Call of Cthulhu modern game. I want at least one computer use role before you inevitably <laughs> blow them all up. <laughs> I would, why would I block the computers? Uh, so that we can't call for help usually, because <laughs> <laughs> this is a horror themed game. <laughs> anyway, um, Captain Crenatine. Yes. <laughs> Now we can see the ceiling. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, that was very distracting. Um, the ship is on its way. There isn't much to do now beyond, uh, you know, make sure your crew are operating the boat properly. No, I hold the wheel at all times. I'm very hands-on. Okay, well, yeah. I I I am uh, I am being hands on, but not holding the wheel at all times. Uh, so I'm mainly staying near the wheelhouse. Yep. Well, you do have your cabin just behind the wheelhouse, mm-hmm. or you could just go into the wardroom, which is essentially um, a fancy name for the officers' lounge where we sit and have cups of coffee and can watch the bridge through the windows without having to stand on the bridge. Yeah, I'll occasionally be retreating to there. It's mostly just ship's business. Uh, it's all ticking along quite nicely. The academics know, you know, not to go and touch anything they're not supposed to touch. And uh, yeah, I uh, tend on these journeys at least to keep to myself unless they need me. Would I be right in assuming that as a as an underwater science person, I would have some underwater equipment? You do have diving equipment. Usually known as scuba gear to humans on Earth. Um, scuba. I didn't fill in anyone's possessions, but yes, yeah, you have scuba gear. Excellent. It's always good. It's always good when you don't fill in the possessions because we can black. I mean, Definitely yeah, we. I, I prefer not not tediously thinking up in advance a list of eight hundred thousand things that you might have brought with you, and rather going, is it reasonable that I, as someone who's been on a number of these expeditions, brought a torch? <laughs> yeah, you have diving, you have swimming. I brought a glow stick because I was going to crack it open and convince Wayne that there was a predator here. <laughs> If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> uh, did you look at the handout I gave you, Mr. Hedgehog? Uh, which one? Of the mysterious artefact you found in the ancient... Oh, no. No, I forgot. Sorry, I was too busy looking at the other handouts. I'll just read that quickly now. I'll, I need to take <laughs> five, five seconds away um, while you read that thing. Yeah, that's fine. The boat continues sailing northwards. That's not a handout, that's a drawing. It is, but that's the object you found. Very well. If you scroll down, there are some words under it. Yeah, about 11. How long were you expecting me to take it to, take to read it? Not long. 
But I think you should. <laughs> I was just going to remind you that you have this in your possession. Mm. Yes, thank you. It's charming. I love it. I'm sure it won't be plot relevant at any point. Mm, I, I especially like the dots in it. That <laughs> certainly won't mean anything later. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. It's just a mysterious artifact you discovered in an ancient temple on Puerto Rico. Probably worth nothing. Hock! <laughs> Good plan. Let's throw it in the ocean. Throwing things in the ocean in Call of Cthulhu always goes well. Oh, no, Wayne, we need to actually fetch it back, will you? <laughs> you, you there, red shirts, I mean undergraduate 37. Go fetch that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Undergraduates all start tweeting about how you, Wayne Levinson, are an unprincipled slave-driving horror, <laughs> uh, perpetuating modern slavery. <laughs> that will be well, it. Wow, those undergraduates. <laughs> oh no, I'm being cancelled on Twitter. Um, um, yes, let's do the... Yeah, Is there anything else that we like need to do? We've all been yeah. planning... We, we've all done all the planning before this thing, I imagine. Um, most of the day to travel north. Were you saying something, Hitchcock? Oh, I was just going to say, was there anything that we needed to do aside from drive towards rock, look at rock? Not yet, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just settle in for the day then. Uh, I'm, I'm best if left alone to, like, you know, bask in sunlight. Like an old lizard. Mm. Occasionally, you ring your little bell and summon a student to bring you a drink. <laughs> or the cabin steward. I don't. I don't have a little bell. They're just really well trained. <laughs> uh, you've got them so well trained, you can just reach out when you want a new drink, and it's there. <laughs> you and Doctor Brownman have them working exactly as they need to be. So I'd, uh, check. Check over my gear briefly, and then just get wankered with the professor in the promenade. Oh, what better way to spend the day on this very important expedition than getting wankered? Oh, your constitution, Doctor Brown. Oh, oh dear. Uh, that's Hard. a thing he'll do. Hard success. You are merry, but you're not absolutely wasted. Excellent. You have enough sense of mind to not get 100% wasted. I, um, uh, I, I ask if you mind if I smoke my pipe. I do not. I am French and smoking is completely okay. Uh, I, I take an absolutely ridiculously sized pipe out of my pocket. <laughs> Sit there puffing away on it peacefully. Is it really long, like one of those ones they smoke in the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> it looks like a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a little bit like an ear trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Ta- Talbot the White Wizard of the <laughs> Okay, uh, as the sun is setting, after a lovely day of enjoying the Caribbean... You are at the edge of the search area. Um, so you need you all have dinner. You wait for it to get properly dark and the stars to come out. Because now you're going to have to gather on the front deck and wait for 
the professor to do some astronomy, which I think I remember to add. Ah, astronomy. It's not there yet, but I'm sure it will be. I, I realised I forgot to copy it off your, uh, the, the paper character sheets that were designed for this. There were a whole bunch of extra skills that were written in the far side that I didn't copy over. On ah. uh, my character sheet. She be in edit mode. <laughs> oh, I am an astronomer now. I just forgot. <laughs> well, you are at 63. <laughs> Uh, so These white matter lesions, you understand. You're going to have to try and find the correct star formations mm. uh, from the ancient Taino carvings, uh, taking into account 500 years of stellar drift. Not much stellar drift, but there will have been a little bit. Mm. Uh, and then once you have a heading, the captain will have to navigate it. Ooh. Uh, I need the professor to roll me astronomy the captain to roll me navigate, and Dr. Grauman. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Grauman to wait patiently while a skill is added. To her <laughs> you, you just stand there looking pretty, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, we need the pinko sheet for casually sexist. <laughs> casually sexist old professor. Oceanography, Dr. Grauman. My my what? Oceanography. Ah, um, where might that be? There is a lot of skills. It's under uh, science skills on the right-hand column. Marine fauna oceanography. A success. Because you're, 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 like, looking at the ocean currents and all of that nonsense. You know about ocean currents. You're, you're a marine scientist. I do. I know about sea things. I hope you swatted up on uh, oceanography, Kay, because it's going to come up a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, between the three of you, uh, comparing your various charts of the ocean and the stars and feeding information to the captain, you pick a direction which you think is roughly in the correct uh, path you need to be travelling. Yes, I navigate extra hard this time. And you aim the ship in that direction and start to travel. Um, it's cool, there's a breeze off the ocean. It's still quite warm, however, because you're, you're only 100 miles north of the Caribbean, so you're still technically, well, Puerto Rico, so you're still in the Caribbean. And as you are travelling along, um, Everyone rolls spot hidden. Ooh. Did you explain pushing rolls to Kay? Oh, I didn't explain pushing rolls, no. So I'll explain that once everyone has rolled their spot hidden. Ah, look. So, Peter has failed, as have you, Renee. Oh, dear. Uh, so, what you could do, if you really wanted to, you could go, I want to push this roll because I really, really, really don't want to die right now. So, uh-huh. I really want to pass this roll. So you'd get to roll again, and if you pass, hurrah! But if you fail, even if it's just a regular fail, it turns into a critical failure. The consequences would be dire. Mm. But it is a However, that exists. That, okay, you probably don't need it for a roll like this, but occasionally, when, say, the big gribbly monster is about to eat you and you fail your running away check, you might be like, 
I want to push this roll because I don't want to get eaten by the horrible monster. Well, <clears throat> I mean, two two people have got good successes. So yeah, uh, and the professor are clearly paying attention. You're busy looking at your ocean charts. You are puzzled because the current doesn't seem to be doing what the current should be doing. So you're just double checking on your map, Renee, because you're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Um, maybe, maybe you've got the wrong map layer up or something. Uh, but Professor Talbot and Wayne, you both noticed um, the front of the ship disappears behind the fog bank. It like it wasn't. You should have seen a fog bank rolling in from miles away, but just suddenly the front of the ship is lost in a fog bank and it rolls forward along the ship as you continue travelling. Until the whole ship is encased in fog. Uh, Captain, you were, you know, paying attention to the ship's instruments and you look up and suddenly you're just in a fog bank. Like, you should have seen a fog bank coming from miles away on a clear, calm night like this Mm. under the warm Caribbean Sea. You should have seen it rolling in. It shouldn't just suddenly be surrounding the ship. So you're like, how did we miss this? Hmm. But you are now traveling through a very thick fog bank. Uh-uh. Mm. Um, I would um, go and possibly up... I would probably nip up to the bridge and see what's going on. Just check we're on course, because like, there wasn't any fog in our projected path. I would have checked the weather before we went. It looked like Clear sailing, so where is this fog coming from? I'll uh, slow us down a bit. You slow down a bit. Uh, Wayne walks onto the bridge. Uh, Captain, uh, this is a bit of unpleasant weather we're having. Mm, I'm not quite sure how we run into it. Uh, do you have the Do you have the latest weather reports? Um, something starts battering onto the top roof of the bridge. And you can see them hitting the um, plank of the deck. It appears to be raining frogs. Frogs? Yep, there's just small green yellow frogs just dropping out of the sky and slamming onto the decks. Professor Grauman, control yourself! (laughs) (laughs) Just jokingly, I might say, lunch. (laughs) Most of them do appear to be dead when they hit. Um, some of them do, however, get up and start hopping around. How often do we get this? This is the first time it's ever rained frogs on you. <laughs> ah, the annual frog rain. Ryan, get me Lovely one of those frogs. I send someone to defrog the decks. <laughs> It's still raining frogs. Well, theologically, rains of frogs can happen, um, generally during hurricanes. I I mean, how... Let me put it another way. How much is it raining frogs? It's like a frog every other second, up and down the length. Some of them are passing the boat and landing in the ocean. Okay, that's fine. Like, someone can go up there. They're not going to get pelted by frogs. Um, you send the sailor to go get some frogs. Well, I, I, I want a frog. Uh, I, I send them to get a sample for the professor, but also uh, mostly just to get the frogs off my ship. 
keep you... them under control. I don't want to be overrun by frogs. You send the professor. Uh, you send the sailor out because you know they've got broom and they start sweeping frogs yes. over off the railings, and uh, someone comes back with a couple of frogs for the professor. Mm. Um, are they alive frogs? Uh, they brought you um, one alive frog and several dead frogs. Oh. I, uh, I I root around in the bag that's on the side of my wheelchair until I find a little glass jar to put the frog in. Are these, are these native frogs to the Caribbean? Does the Caribbean have a lot of frogs? Um, Roll me your natural world as you look at the frogs. I'm examining the frog. Let's all examine the frog. Uh, where is natural world? It's at the bottom in the middle. Well, the cat, get off my microphone cord. <laughs> uh, natural world. Failure. I don't know much about frogs. They don't live underwater predominantly. Um, the further I down they go, the less you know about them. I'm, I might know something. <laughs> Okay, so the Professor Natural Welded, and so did Wayne. I'm going to send you a telegram message, the pair of you. Oh, no. (laughs) Yay, secret knowledge. This is a bit where now uh, Kaylin's uh, they need to interpret our um, interpret our reactions to the knowledge as to whether or not they should they themselves should be worried. <laughs> Scream! Oh no! I mean, it, that your cat has decided that now you need comfort. Yeah, it is. It is a Cthulhu Mythos game, and we're heading somewhere that has apostrophes in it. That's never a good point. <laughs> <laughs> the more apostrophe is the worse it's going to be. It's on the island of. <laughs> mm. Well, okay, but. Hang on, let me oh. send it to Rona too. Who is making the mystery banging? Uh, that's the cat rubbing on my microphone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he likes you. He likes you. Pretty. There you go. Arona and Wayne, you study the frogs that have been brought into you. They've brought you three different frogs. Oh. Able to learn. In Telegram, Hedgehog Man. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at them. Which is the alive frog? Uh, that top one, the Ufaga. Orange one. Are, are any of them uh, deadly poison? Uh, Probably yeah. all of them. All of them. Oh, um. Dear. This is why you're wearing gloves, and, and the sailor was wearing gloves when he picked them up. Uh, you're, you're trained scientists. Is there is there is there a um, is there an intercom on the boat? Uh, there is. Uh, I, I go to the captain. Captain, uh, just could you go on the intercom and tell people not to touch the frogs? They might be poisonous. Uh, or lick them, or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, seven. Wayne, come here. <laughs> into powder for tonight's party. Especially, especially the undergrads. They are not to be 
powdering the frogs. Wayne, I need you to check how psychotropic this frog is. Hold out your tongue. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. Um... <laughs> Heidi, hi. <laughs> I have been informed that the frogs may be of a poisonous variety, and so it would be better not to poke at them or whatever you might be tempted to do with them without some sort of pointy stick. The sailor I... brushing them off the front of the deck is like, I'm really glad I've got boom. <laughs> I poke a couple of holes into the top of the jar holding the frog. Ugh. What an unusual problem to have, I say to myself. Uh, This loud beeping sound begins. It sounds like alarms, and various panels on the bridge instruments are flashing red lights. Is is that fine, Captain? Um, uh, I don't know, what does that noise usually mean? Uh, You go to investigate, and all of your GPS uplinks to satellites, the GPS system... The navigation uh, positioning controls, all of them have just suddenly lost connection. Oh dear. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, the server's down. They just can't get a satellite uh, connection. I just look at you with polite indifference. Yes, we don't uh, have a connection at the moment. Hopefully it will go away shortly. I say... Connection to what? You know, the navigation systems. You, you mean GPS? Yes. That's not how GPS know? works. <laughs> <laughs> GPS is always there. You can't... Do, do we still have, like, a compass? I mean, GPS can be disrupted. That's not... Okay. We, we were navigating by, like instruments and the stars and both of those have been taken away um well we'll just keep on course for a while we're not going fast anyway at the moment so we can't get too far off course uh and once this situation has resolved itself we will continue on our way thunder rumbles outside and the rain of fog is now intermixed with um Thick, heavy um, water pouring out of the sky, hammering the decks, drenching down the side of the windows. The ship begins to shift as the sea becomes choppier. I think that uh, suggestion that this is a um, a hurricane might be reasonable, but that is still a bit odd. We should have been told if there was a hurricane. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I've been worse. I've been through worse hurricanes than this. Why, in 1997, I had to sleep on the deck of a boat as it sank. It. Um... Do we? Do we? Should we? Is it safe to continue? Do we need to radio for help? <laughs> I sound a little nervous at this point. <laughs> oh, look, the boat's the boat's completely steady, isn't she, Captain? Uh, she's a sturdy ship, um, and I've dealt with worse weather. I don't know, have I? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) This is mild, you know, there aren't like 600 meter high waves tossing the ship 
You don't yeah. have to worry, Ryan. Everything will be fine. Are you never going to correct him? <laughs> he, I, he, I, ha- he has, I don't remember. <laughs> I've, I've long since given up. I just accept it as... I, I've just at this point assumed it's an affectionate pet name. Uh, he must like me. Maybe, maybe I've just assumed that all the people that like he likes, he give, he like says their name wrong. That's it, what I'm going with. Intermittent as well. Yeah. He, he remembered some name for you. That's, uh... <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll take that as a win. Yeah, I've associated your face with a name, and you're not a professor. That's the highest honor I can afford you. It might not be your name, but still. At least Dr. Brownman knows who you are. Have a name. I do. It's Wayne, right? Yes. (laughs) See, Dr. Brownman cares. Uh, The ship continues forwards. The rain and storm, the frogs stop landing uh, after about ten minutes. The fog begins to fade. Everyone roll spot hidden as the fog dissolves. There's still clouds overhead with stormy rain pouring down and the odd flash of lightning, but you can see ahead now. Oh, I failed. Alright. Um, do we have... Sorry, did you say... Do we have uh, instruments yet at all? The instruments are not back up. Okay. Um, but the fog is lifting. Okay, I'll see... Is there any way of navigating by what I can see, then? Uh, what you can see currently is a storm cloud mm-hmm. and ocean. I mean, you're still going in a straight line. You might have wobbled a bit because of the choppy wave. But I shouldn't be too far, of course. Yeah, the, um, campus, the, the campus, the compasses, you've still got manual compasses and stuff. So Okay, so I still know I'm going approximately north. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need a spot hidden from... The captain and the professor. Oh Christ! I'm Professor Farnsworth, aren't I? <laughs> oh God! You need to go to the angry dome. Good news, everyone! <laughs> I found a poisonous frog. You need to at least once, please, Inko. <laughs> Why didn't it? Okay, um, if you roll a skill and it's a success. Uh, click the little button next to it, the little circle. Alright. Because if we um, live long enough, we'll skill up. Um, oh, I'm having an issue. I don't seem to be able to connect. I'll have to reload. Okay. Can I retroactively click the little circle next to... Yeah, 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 just any, any which you've done already. Uh, if you can. I think I've only done oceanography. Yeah, well, if, if, he says it's, if he says it's an easy roll, however, it doesn't count. That's yeah. not true. Right. Oh, no, it's just any time you succeed. Let's you see if that's you. better now. Uh, you, you said spot just hidden, remember. right? Okay, yeah. that's better. I don't see shit. You do see. What? You do see. You've got 39 out of 50. Oh, I was looking at the wrong roll. Um <laughs> Oh, oh I'm, I'm much worried for the captain now. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong panel. Alright. What do I see? Just sending you a message. 
is a treasure chest. Do I see a treasure chest? This isn't Sea of Thieves. Quickly to the harpoons. Well, maybe it should be. Um, hmm. Ah, um, how long do I think it would take the ship to reach that? Probably about two minutes at the speed we're going. Okay, and how large is it? Um, you could go around it, you just need to move now. Uh, I turn the ship, uh, I, I don't yet mention it to the others because I don't want to. It's to be a cause of alarm. Roll pilot boat. Oh no. <laughs> I'll mention it if it becomes relevant. <laughs> uh, pilot boat. Or boat. Oh, come on. Sorry, roll 20 is being slightly odd. Yep, yeah, okay, success. Yeah, uh, the, the boat moves. Everyone sees this. He swings around a patch of the ocean, which appears to be bubbling. And as he swings around this one, he also then has to pilot around another patch. Mm-hmm. And there's another patch over there. There seem to be several of these large patches where the ocean seems to almost be boiling, bubbling. It's perfectly calm and flat, except for the bubbles that pop on the surface constantly. And the captain is weaving his way through these slowly. He's like reduced speed and he's like, Moving really cautiously. Uh, can we roll natural world to know what those are? You can roll natural world to see if you can work out what they are. Perhaps my oceanographic oh. knowledge. Ah, your oceanographical um, knowledge would be perfect. Hard success. Do I do that thing where I'm like, oh, Professor... Uh, I, you I, see this? Okay, I'm sending you a telegram message with a secret message. Professor Louise, are those... Hang on, let me send you a message, because you both work this out at the same time. Oh, oh, oh. There you go, Kate. Let me uh, check messages. I like the fact that Professor Talbot is blissfully unaware of any danger. Of the danger he is in. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I'm looking at my frog. <laughs> yeah, the professor is busy staring at his frog, clearly. <laughs> Like, how are you here? You're like thousands of miles from home, tapping the glass jar. Um, sanity check, Wayne and Dr. Grauman. Hey! Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, you popped the cork. Oh! Uh. <laughs> uh, Dr. Grauman, as you understand the most dire situation that you're in, like if the captain is so much as off by like 
a few hundred meters, you are fucked. Uh, you are very, 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 very scared. Lose. One sanity. And uh, you're very, very unhappy and disturbed by this because, you know, there should usually just be like one of these, maybe once every few decades, not yeah. what looks like an entire field of them surrounding your boat. Not great. Smells bad. Yeah, Dr. Talbot, you are disturbed by this eggy smell. It's like methane, and you look up from your frog and see the bubbling oceans around you once more. And Dr. Grammond is kind of like hugging uh, a pillar on one side of the bridge, just staring out at the ocean. She looks very pale. Is that remarkably dangerous? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Exceptionally so. Um, oh, uh, don't steer us into any of those, Captain, I say. Oh, good idea, I say. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always willing to offer helpful support <laughs> to, to, to my underlings. I'll uh, keep it in mind. Well, by the way, again, Peter. You're the underling while you're on this ship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How the professor sees it. (laughs) Look, I'm on the cusp of death. Everyone is my underling. I'm I'm doing some extreme boating at the moment. It's all good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for extreme boating. I'm very sad that the campaign ended because you you sail over a methane pocket and just go... Good game. Good game, everybody. It wouldn't be the first boat you've sunk unnecessarily. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first one I sunk that quickly in a <laughs> pocket in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, this continues. You're swaying your way around these methane pockets. And eventually, uh, ahead of you, you see a large clearing. Um, you leave the rain, you coast out of the rain and leave it behind you. There is a ring of storm clouds swirling above you. It's pretty much like you are in the eye of a storm. And ahead of you, you see an island rising out of the ocean. It is literally a large chunk of rock just sticking up out of the ocean. You can see what you think might be some trees or at least grass. But it's dark currently, so you can't really see too much more. Where do I think this is? Um, roll your navigate. Alright, let's have a look. Navigate. <laughs> Looking at looking at the stars that you can see and the amount of time you spent, you think you are pretty much slap bang in the middle of the professor's search zone. Ah. Well, this is promising. I'll gently unpeel myself from the pillar I have been clutching. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a smooth and uneventful journey that was. No one can kick uneventful journey. <laughs> uh, um, your electronic instruments 
are still not picking up a signal from the satellite network. Despite the fact you are under clear skies. Oh, these newfangled garbage. This technology has been existing for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he remembers when it was invented. If you can't use use a compass and sextant, you're no use to me, boy. Well, I'm sure it must be some sort of blind spot or something. I don't know. We got here. We can make our way back. Yes. Maybe we should make our way back when the storm has passed and there are less frogs and the ocean is a bit less killy. Let's stay here for a while. What were those bubbling holes all about? Uh, Methane pockets, Professor. Uh, They would have been quite uh, dangerous to the ship. Uh, Yeah. Instant death. Well, where are we? We're at the Atoll of Kuchtul. Ah, excellent. And your tissue. (laughs) (laughs) Gesundheit. Atoll of Kuchtul. Uh, you're here. It is, however, still quite late at night. You want to drop anchor and maybe think about exploring the island maybe tomorrow morning. Mm. Seems like a fine idea. We've had a perilous journey and it's time to rest up. Ah, wonderful. Um, Wayne, uh, uh, before you go to sleep, do find out what this frog eats for me. Yes. Yes, Professor. And then Um, find some of that. For the frog to eat. Uh, I, uh, where would I, even, I, 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 I mean, we, we have, have, um, have we still, uh, you say we've lost instruments, so I, I take it we've also lost, uh, long range communications at this point. You mm. haven't tried the radios or the internet, so you don't know. Okay, oh. okay. Sorry, I, I thought I thought we'd lost everything. I mean, you know you've lost everything, but Wayne doesn't. Oh right. Wayne I would. You thought Wayne was the GPS was fucking about. I would. I would attempt the Wi-Fi to see whether or not I can get on. Um, get to Wikipedia to look up these frogs. Uh, more computer use at extreme. Yay! Hard success. Uh, you uh, get the Wikipedia launch page in a language you don't recognise. I I uh, I try searching for the name of the frog anyway to see if it comes up. Uh, okay, roll your computer use at extreme. I'm like, oh, cookies. <laughs> Uh, you, you lose connection completely, and then your laptop starts displaying pictures of the frog. You're just opening windows of the frog constantly, endlessly, and you can't make it stop until your computer then just freezes on a picture of the frog and is uh, as bricked as it's possible to be. <laughs> I hold down the power button until it turns off. <laughs> it turns off! Turn back on again. 
It loads a picture of the frog. Oh dear. I will. Uh, ha- Do we have spare computers? <laughs> this is your laptop, so there are probably other people's laptops around. <laughs> I, um, uh, I'm going to go to. Uh, uh, let's have a look on here. Uh, I'm just looking at the boat. Um, is there like a particular room that is like like the student workroom? It's like the room where you know we'd have like a. It's like, oh, is that like the expedition mess? No, that would be down here. Yeah. I like, the, I like that none of us associate with the undergraduates in any way. We keep them in a cage. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, like, I mean, like, if I, I mean, like, I would head down there and like poke anybody and go and ask, can anybody get on the internet right now? My my computer's messing up. Uh, no one has internet connection. They're playing a multiplayer nethack LAN party in the expedition workshop. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> um, uh, I okay. suddenly understand why we don't spend any time talking to the undergraduate students. <laughs> are there any undergraduate? Um, I don't want to bother the professor, but are there any uh, undergraduates under her purview per se, marine ones um, who would know about this frog? Roll your luck. Ah, uh, my not dumpster. I didn't like that game, Nina, this character. It was like, I've never had sanity and luck this good. I've never had this good sanity and luck, yes. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of undergrad students who are marine scientist students. I, I ask, I tell them uh, the professor has got one of the frogs and would like to know what we can feed it. Uh, can they find out, please? Um, they ask you the name of the frog. They take a couple of textbooks off the shelves that... They look it up and they're like, just, you know, they give you instructions on how to look after the frog, leaves to feed it, um, uh, the type of water, you know, it needs fresh water to swim in. Um, you I... grab a, they grab a, um, like, tank for, like, discovered sea creatures or specimens and they fill it with water and some sand and some leaves and they make a little terrarium for the professor's frog to live in. Oh, that's that's lovely. I I will take, I take the I take hey, the room upstairs. I'm going to take it upstairs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, fine. I I I do. I make the appropriate actions to ensure the professor's instructions are carried out uh, perfectly. Professor, someone knocks on your door. Uh, I wheel over. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's a couple of students. Um, we bought something for your frog to live in, sir. Oh, wonderful! Top work. Uh, you are so. So good, so, such good students. Wonderful, excellent. It's it's a pleasure to be on this boat with you. I take take the room. Can you just find this, Professor? Hmm? One of them hands you a piece of paper, which is essentially um, giving them credit for designing a specimen tank at short notice for a creature discovered on the expedition. Oh, of course. Well done. Yes, yes. Here you go. <laughs> that, that, that's like ten credits each for them. <laughs> Well, well, good. A whole course credit. Well, well, good, well, good evening to you, you and you. They <laughs> nod. That's fine. That's why they brought it up because Wayne would give them credit otherwise. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to. Uh, I I can respect undergraduates with the same level of. You know, I, they need to reach my level first. I won't. I won't. I won't hold that from them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're not going to get they're credit not yet. They're they're they're. they're they're the, uh, they're, the, they're the newbies I have to help up to my level. Then they're the competition. <laughs> hey, uh, 
Is anyone else doing anything else before bed? Uh, I, I take I take the tablet before sleep. That means I cannot dream. <laughs> My doctor prescribed it. It's just a uh, mento. He's just been given like a pill bottle full of mento. <laughs> However, it's um, a very effective placebo. <laughs> Always works. Well, you're dreaming, Professor Talbot. No, no. <laughs> he uh, hasn't got that, has oh. he? <laughs> uh, there is no dream adventure on this adventure. Uh, Russell, I was just commenting that I'm not used to having a character who's numerically competent. <laughs> nice. I mean, I can fix that if you'd like. Nope. I see my relationship between the two of us as, as Dr. Uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite see it like that. <laughs> you wouldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're Smithers. Yeah, you love the professor. The professor will help. I think. I, I think it is more. Um, I think it probably is more like uh, the Futurama, <laughs> Futurama, Futurama arrangement with Fry and the professor, rather than the. Good news, everyone. <laughs> we we have a reign of frogs. The good news is they're only moderately poisonous. <laughs> the good well, news is there is an as everyone is back. Uh, you sleep for a chance to not dream. Uh, the next morning dawns. The storm clouds are gone. The ocean is clear and beautiful. The atoll poking out of the sea is about five miles away. Um, it looks pretty much like it did in that handout I popped up for you. Bare rock. Um, it looks nice. Um, yeah. You estimate it must be about maybe a mile across. It's mostly sheer cliffs. Uh, Captain, roll me your captain's missing. This is, this is just a photo of a rock you found in the garden, isn't it? And like really close up. Um, it's actually from Star. It's somewhere in Scotland. I stole it from Star Wars. So, what what do you actually want me to roll? I need you to roll me your seamanship. Um, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, that is one. All right. See, man, ship. I. Island Luke Skywalker is living on. Do it hard. Um, yeah, there is. Um, you sail the boat around the island, just taking mm-hmm. a look in it all. There is a sort of like shale beach of screen that you'll be able to uh, land, well, not land near, but get close to. The rest of the island is surrounded by what look like coral or rock pools. And then the rest of it is just sheer cliffs. I indicate, yes, that will be a good landing point. So you can land here. There is a beach, then there's a beach that sort of like runs around the base. Mm-hmm. There are rock pools. And then there are these sheer cliffs that lead up the mountainside. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll head to the ideal landing point. 
Okay, you head to the ideal landing point. Uh, surely, surely you mean I, I do the things to get to achieve the desired outcome? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Ah, why did it get big? Yeah, you got a little dinghy. You like dinghies. Okay. Oh, that's a little dinghy. That's nice. We have two dinghies. The captain pulls the boat in close to the shore, drops anchors, uh, starts preparing the little motor launches for a team to go ashore and start building like a base camp and start doing initial investigations. Uh, oh, those, uh, those rock pools will be calling my name, so I'll bring all my, my scuba gear. Yeah, you're, you're apparently I got those rock pools, Dr. Garmin. I'm, uh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to riding Wayne to the very top of that mountain. <laughs> Do we have? Like, I was wondering about this. There must be like a more modern thing that we get that would be like a expedition grade level of, uh, you know, wheeled mobility system that we can move the professor around on a little bit easier. Or an all-terrain wheelchair, basically. No, no, need no. Oh. There is, there is ropes no, and trees, and someone has to climb the mountain. And then lower down some ropes, and then winch the professor up. Mm. So generally, what would happen is you will go on an adventure around the mountains to find anywhere of interest. Once you've found somewhere of interest, you'll then work out how to get the professor up there to do science. That sounds that sounds like a good idea, and it also means I can be the one to make the discovery. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not. That's not how it works. <laughs> How it uh, look? That's that's my thinking right now. That's all I'm focused on. <laughs> how can I? How can it? How can this be about me? <laughs> Professor Talbot will discover with your assistance. Of course, Professor. <laughs> uh, so yes, Doctor Gramond, do you want to go and explore the rock pools? That 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 that's what we need um, the professor on. Sorry, the thing from the group chat. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I haven't seen you. Hang on. Assuming base camp is set up and... Well, it is possible the professor has one of them. It's still not climbing up vertical cliffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would certainly help with the shale beach. <laughs> yeah, that's mostly what I'm thinking about. Uh, tra- traditionally, when diving you dive with a partner in case your oxygen supply gives out um, so that you don't drown. Um, but whatever, I'm a wild card. Um, <laughs> Death! Are, are any of the undergraduates of mine also into diving for corals? Because I'll, I'll take one of them. Uh, you're only taking one student, you're not going to take a couple. I mean, they they can volunteer if they wish to. Um, someone's someone's got to build the camp. Um, um, yes. You don't need a camp. You can just shuttle back and forth to the boat. Mm. I mean, you, you might have a small camp of like equipment and stuff, but not a sleeping camp. 
any any of my students who are actually interested in course credits can, <laughs> can come explore with me. There are five students who will go with you. There are five archaeological students who will go with Wayne. And the professor will stay on the boat with the captain and the crew until it's time for the professor to go to his latest discovery and do some science. Yeah, I'm supervising. Exactly. And you're the one next to the radio, so you can call out the discoveries that you've made. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, everyone everyone has made the discoveries. It's just there's a hierarchy. Yeah, you, Dr. Grauman, Captain Grenadine, then Wayne. Isn't it um, the undergraduates, Ben Wayne? He's helping them. I think Wayne's <laughs> altruism stops us from <laughs> making discoveries. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. He's established his desire for fame. Hmm. Um, yes. Well, I, I okay. I will lead the. Um, I'll lead the archaeological team then. I guess. Okay, I just need to open various plot documents. Uh, or documents. Up the mountain, there's up the mountain. The rock falls, there's the rock falls. And into the cursed temple. And on the ship. <laughs> uh, looking, looking around the island, is there anything that looks temple-ish? Nothing that you can see from here. Nothing stands out as man-made or constructed, sadly, from what you can see aboard the ship or on the beach. Uh, you spend most of the morning shuttling stuff from the boat to the beach. You set up some like pavilions with various scientific equipment in, a radio. The radio between the ship and the shore is working. Good. Good, good. So you can talk to each other, and you've got portable handheld radios, which will also communicate with the ship. They appear to be working fine. You just can't get a connection to the outside world. Hmm. I'd try... Um, do we have satellite phone? You do have a satellite phone. Um, I'll, try, I'll try that separate, because I haven't tried that yet, separate to the ship's radio. Okay, you try the satellite phone. It's $100 a minute, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's more of like, can I get at least a dial tone, you know? Don't make a long call. Uh, the satellite phone is on the ship's bridge. You um, ask the captain for permission, I guess, and then pick up the handset. Uh, I would attempt to call... I would probably call the university back to okay. let them know we've arrived. Uh, Flight Leader, Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor to base. Florida base, please respond. Florida base, please respond. I... I look at the captain. Captain, is 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 this thing wired in properly? Uh, Who's there? Is that the Florida base? Florida base. This is Flight 19, UASF. We've lost sight of the mainland. Compass is inoperable. We need guidance to back to base. Who is this? This, this is a research science vessel. Uh, of, 
the coast of Puerto Rico. I'm afraid. We're heading. We need. We need help. Guidance is out. We need flight 19 to base. Respond. Base. Respond. Flight 19 to base. Please respond. I've got a panic look on my face. <laughs> I, I look uh, up from my book at you and I'm like, "Well, help the man." <laughs> head, head west until you see Florida. Uh, I, I say disconnect. We may be interfering with uh, the transmission getting to their intended target. I, I, I look concerned, but you're the expert in this, so I disconnect and re try reconnect and try dialing again. I turn the page in my book and I'm like, build those pilots. <laughs> Uh, roll, your, roll your history, everyone. Oh no! <laughs> oh that's oh no! History. That sounds like a humanities to me. Uh, you are humanities. You're archaeology. <laughs> oh look! All the academics pass their history rolls. Oh no! What about the captain? I'm, I'm looking for the history section. It's under H. Oh, no, Stop saying it's under H. That's not how it works. They're also <laughs> divided into categories. Um, Middle yeah, but, yeah, but it's, un, it's under H, though. <laughs> In one of the categories. Yeah. Okay, the professor... Uh, the captain has no... Um, I have Armand, no history. Armand, Renee, and Wayne, you all kind of look at each other as you think, Flight 19... That was the famous flight from the USAF air base in Florida that went missing in 1945. Oh, dear. And they've never reused Flight 19 because they don't reuse flight numbers for flights lost in, you know, transit or war or whatever. I... All three of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure you must be mistaken. I mean, like that's got to, that's that's got to be a hoax. Someone's messing messing around with us here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Professor is not so sure. <laughs> once, once is um, happenstance. Twice is coincidence. Three times is a pattern. Um, what What about you, Kay? I need your sanity, the Kays. My, my sanity is okay. Yeah. Do, I, do I roll sanity? Yes, please. Fine. It's, it's clearly a nonsense or a hoax or something. Professor Talbot, you're less convinced. Those pilots sounded scared and very worried. You lose one sanity just because it's slightly unnerving. I am unnerved. Oh no, not you. Uh, Professor yeah, Louise, Talbot. Professor Talbot. What are you doing, Professor Talbot? <coughs> Wayne is prodding the satellite phone, resetting it. That reminds me of a story I heard about a plane that got lost a long time ago. Stories. I'm, I, 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 
Oh yes, Professor, I've heard about that one too, but it, it, it can't be. That's that was decades ago. Oh, I think it was. I think it was an episode of the Twilight Zone. Actually, now that I mention it. Um. Well. Well, maybe try your magic phone again. Um, I'm going to go out and uh, look at the undergraduates. <laughs> I wheel myself out onto deck a little, a little shakily, and I, uh, I use my watch glass to peer at them. Um, they appear to be setting up a camp, a research base on the beach under the direction of Michael, your survival expert. Well, they're not doing yeah. it right, I say. <laughs> Michael seems to be correcting them on the mistakes they've made. He's a competent man. <laughs> I've got every faith in him. I just, uh, I'm just don't want to have to write those. Uh, I'm sorry, we lost your um, your undergraduate letters again. <laughs> yeah, Michael is doing fine. He's he's directing them, setting up tents, making sure they're secure, hammered down, uh, building a little base on the beach from which you can. Begin your explorations, and by you mean you, you will sit here and have a gin, and other people will climb the mountain for you. Uh, the, um, one, of, one of these days I'll be strong and fit enough again to walk up that mountain, but until then, dippy. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Nido, are you trying to call someone on the... Uh, uh, yes, I'm still trying to call the university. Okay. You reset the satellite phone, you punch in the number for the university, and you get what sounds like a Morse message back. Someone says. That Morse, was it? (laughs) I I, I doubt I know Morse. You don't know Morse. Morse is easy. The uh, the dots are uh, dots and the dashes are dashes. Just just figure it out, man. Come on. I, I'm I'm <laughs> yes. I, 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 I give up at this point and I just hand the phone over to the captain and go, I don't think this is working properly. I keep getting radio signals that on a on a satellite phone. That's not how this is supposed to work. The, the captain's an old salt. Perhaps he knows Morse. Yeah, Captain. Do you know Morse? Um, Inspector or... Yeah, Inspector um, Morse. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roll me your seamanship, uh, Captain. Seamanship. Come on. There we go. Uh, you You spend a bit of time writing it out. Yep. I think it's correct. And then you go get a book out of, you know, the wardroom and like, you think you've got, yeah, you've got an old Morse book here and you start translating it. Ah, yes. They're saying dot, dash, <laughs> dot, dot. Um. Dash, dot, dot, dot. Uh, you spend a bit of time translating this. Uh, it starts with an identifier, mm-hmm. USS Cyclops, and then the message uh-huh. is... Uh, CQD, CQD, lost, storm, instruments, instruments out, things, things coming over the rails, storm, things, CQD, 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 and that's it, and then it just repeats. Uh, seems to be some sort of urgent distress call, but where is it from? Um... 
I mean, I probably would have left this in your care by now because I've given up trying to use the phone. So, have you gone to? Have you gone to go get a dinghy to the beach? Yeah, I think I. I'm, yeah, I've, I've I've attempted to let them know we've arrived, but no, it's not working. So I'm giving up. Doctor Grauman, you're still on the bridge, aren't you? Uh, I believe so. This is all getting too nautical and spooky for me, and I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm gonna. Well, history, however. As the captain reads out the name USS Cyclops. Ah, uh, where is history again? Oh, surprising success. I have, maybe I dated a history professor once. You know this one. Um, I'm going to send you as a message. There you go. Ah, hang on. The the Cyclops was lost a very long time ago in World War One. Um, how could this be? I think that's World War One. It's after. No, it is World War One. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's some kind of radio echo or something. Um, mm. Who knows? I I don't do radio science. I'm a marine scientist. That sounds like a real thing that could definitely happen. Probably some sort of hoax. Doctor Gramlin is like, I'm gonna go out there and do marine science. <laughs> <laughs> I can go look at a crab. <laughs> Dr. Grauman and Wayne, you get in a dinghy and head to the beach. Excellent. Uh, Wayne is going to head up the mountains with Antine, and Dr. Grauman is going to go investigate the rock falls. Uh, Captain Grenadine, what are you getting up to on the boat? Um, I don't know. What do I usually do after we arrive at a place... Normally, you would remain in communications with the university, like sending like reports back to the university news service, so they could be like, "Look, our expedition has arrived and is doing stuff." Mm. So that you really should try and get communications up and running. Yeah, I'll um, I'll see about uh, trying to sort out the communication problems, or at least figure out whether they're on this end or whether it's something more fundamental, or you know, that that kind of thing. Okay, uh, you decide to start with the basics by turning it all off and turning it on again. Mm-hmm. Roll me your operate heavy machinery. Yay! Operating heavy machinery. It's a machine. It needs some operation. Uh, uh, Gregor, you shut everything down. You restart the communication system step by step. You re-establish communications with Arkham. Ah. GPS system comes back online. Uh, Everything seems to be working normally. Clearly, Wayne is just incompetent. I give them a status update. Uh, Yep, they are very excited. They want pictures of your, you know, of the place you have discovered and they'll run some press articles about Peasley Arise at Expedition Location. Excitement. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm delighted. <laughs> uh, 
there was some trouble on the way. Um, I oh, described... that. oh, that's exciting. Uh, I, I described some of our difficulties on the journey. Okay, roll me your... What's going to make me roll? Uh, there go. Roll me your... Egg. Just roll me your... Um... Uh, roll me your social skills. Where are they? I've lost them. Uh, roll me your persuade and your charm. Just to see how charming you are on this interview. Persuading charm. Uh, where is per- Persuade. Persuade. Top of the middle column. Cool. You are very persuasive. And cram, and you're very charming. They they, they have yes. sort of like they get um, essentially uh, not a reporter, but like the university press officer does like mm-hmm. a recorded interview with you that they can release. You know, they want to hear about the exciting navigating through a storm around the methane pockets. That sounds like that sounds like exciting news that the world will want to hear about. I the sea. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Good publicity. It gets them more donations on more expeditions, and then they ask you to put Professor Talbot on. Um, Professor Talbot's still on. Yeah, he's out on deck. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm spying at the undergraduates and shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Talbot, it's for you. Um. Oh, one moment. I I wheel myself back onto the bridge. Um. Yes, they'd yes. Like, they'd like Ahoy. to talk to you about uh, our arrival at the site. Ahoy, hoy. Uh, professor, this is uh, Charles, the university press office. Uh, we hear you've arrived? Ah, uh, yes, Charles. Oh, we, um, well, there's wonderful a, sights to see. Just did an interview with the captain about the hazardous navigating you had to do to reach the site. Um, oh, I'm sure it wasn't all that bad. Oh, you made it sound exciting. It'll be good on the uh, six o'clock this evening. No, it was very exciting. <laughs> he can claim hazard pay now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Professor, would you like to give it? We've got some photos uploading. Um, yep, yeah, we're receiving them now of the Atoll of Sequitquat. How do you pronounce this, Professor? As as it's written. Sequitquat. Sequitquat. Okay. The Atoll of Quittal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, would you like to give us your first impressions of your archaeological site? Um, yes, I would. Uh, we arrived today at approximately 18.30 hours, and we saw some things. They were good things. Lots of mountains. Shale Beach, we circled the island several times. Is there something I could roll for this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, roll me your persuade. Why is it persuade? Um, Close as we have. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, really a storytelling skill. Huh? Yeah, oh god. Uh, essentially, you have one. There, there are three, um, like interpersonal skills, there's fast talk, charm and persuade, but you're only supposed to take one of them and then it also counts, if you need to do a storytelling, you use the one you're good at 
I tell him a story of uh, sandy shale beaches and rock pools and mountains and sheer cliffs, which will be hard going for me, obviously, but uh, I will we'll find some way to get me up there. Don't you worry, I say, looking at Wayne <laughs> as I'm speaking. <laughs> Not on the boat. <laughs> he can peer through his field glasses at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you give them, like, you know, you're setting up the expedition base camp. You're also very exciting. You mentioned, like, you know, the star charts. The ancient star charts have proven themselves true and led you to this location. <laughs> oh, we're definitely, definitely going to find something worth writing about here. I'm certain of it. Um, the university thank you and they'll look forward to hearing your next update tomorrow yes yes yeah yeah university fatan etc etc hail Sonic. the old motto <laughs> I can get you the motto for the Sonic university if you like <laughs> I'm fine thank you well me your pow as you go to sign off ah pow my dump stat I really hope not. You're the only one of us qualified to be a wizard. <laughs> As you're saying your goodbyes, the line starts to crackle and you hear a voice. This is Captain McPhee of the BSAA Star Aerial. Please respond. I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> you put the phone down. Newfangled rubbish, I say quietly. <laughs> Roll your history, please, Professor. Uh, <laughs> I think I actually know that name, like in real life, but I'm I'm playing in my rock pool. Oh, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at this. So it's good. almost like you're a history professor. I'm not. I'm not a history professor. <laughs> you're an archaeology professor. That's just as good. That's, that's different. I will go to my, I will go to my deathbed arguing that they're different things. Probably in about an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, archaeologists dig up things and historians write stories about them. That's how it works, right? It's yeah. It's it's theory and practice. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I. Uh, I suspect someone might be having silly buggers with us. Probably one of the students, now you think about it. Yeah. Oh, it's always the students. I I, I make a mental note to mark them all down slightly. (laughs) (laughs) I make a mental note to have Wayne mark them all down slightly. (laughs) (laughs) You remembered his name. (laughs) He does when it's uh, when, it, when it's time to apportion blame. I know his name precisely. <laughs> <laughs> when it's time to apportion rewards, less so. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on the shore, hey, we join Dr. Guamond and her students. Her students probably all have names and histories and backstories, but I didn't write them. So, um, <laughs> oh, they're undergrads. No one cares. So we will call I, them Student A and Student B. I, I like how these students must all have rich inner lives, but like, like from undergraduate, from postgraduate level and up, no one gives a shit about them at all. 
It's exactly like being in academia. They're, they're uh, they, labeled one to five. If they um, if they wear the same clothes on a day to day basis, I sort of vaguely recognize them. I mean, Dr. Grauman has the one who's carrying her notes, the one who's carrying the underwater camera, the one who's carrying her spare oxygen tanks. They don't have spare oxygen tanks, but she does. <laughs> oh, excellent. Anyway, um, Dr. Grauman, you are heading around the rock pools that um, surround the base of this island. Uh, the tide is turning, so it's kind of currently going out. But there are enough pools that you can walk along. Um, a lot of the pools are quite deep and have white sandy bases and they're full of corals and sea anemones of different sizes and a whole variety of fish. Uh, some fish you don't think you've seen before. Roll me your marine fauna and your marine flora. Uh, let me just. Oh, look find, at me! I've got different skills for the different kingdoms of creature. Uh, marine science is a really in-depth field. Okay, I don't think of what the group term for living thing is. I guess just living thing. Uh, all right, fauna success hard. Flora failure. Critical Must failure. Must have skipped that one. Oh no, now she's going to mix up the flora and the fauna. Um, you catch a small, vibrant green and orange fish, which you are 100% sure you've never seen before. You get your net and you sweep it out of the rock pool and you dump it in a little carry case full of water. And you are like, yeah, you have never seen this fish before. It is iridescent, and the green almost seems luminous. Brilliant. I will name it the Grauman's Trout. It's not that big. It's quite small. <laughs> the Grauman's Minnow. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Let's see how many different sorts of fish he knows. <laughs> it's not really Minnow. It's more um, tropical. The Grauman's Clownfish. <laughs> I think we've tested the limits of K's fish here. He's starting to sweat. Let's move on. <laughs> it's fine. I'm looking forward to see what my critical flora failure is. <laughs> you're just eating this seaweed by the handful. <laughs> yeah, you do find some seaweed and you're incredibly excited about it because it's a different shade you've not seen before. And um, you pull a sample up out of the water and you spend 10 minutes with your students being incredibly exciting. And then you find it on a page of one of the books. It's just common, old, normal seaweed. It's just a slightly different shade of green than you're used to. That certainly could have been worse. There are sea anemones down there. They have spikes on. (laughs) What is this? Clip. (laughs) (laughs) Very well. Um, Let's go for a swim round and look at all of the rock pools and see if there's anything in any of them that's unusual. Into the water, the methane, methane methane-y water. You wade into the water about here, and you start heading around this way, swimming through the water. 
Um, it's quite warm. The, wa- the waves are quite gentle as they're lapping against the edge of the um, uh, island. And the tide is definitely retreating. And uh, you, there are various rock pools you can stand on. But you do find one which is about three, four metres down. You reckon you could swim down and have a look round? Yeah, three or three or four meters is enough to free dive. Let's okay, go for go for a little look around there. I assume I've got goggles on. You've got goggles. You've got a snorkel. Good, good. Let's uh, go for a very uh, a quick investigatory dive. We'll swim. Swim. That's a skill. Somewhere in here. Uh, Right-hand column of skills towards the bottom. Unsurprisingly, under S. Ah, there it is. It's not alphabetical! (laughs) It is alphabetical! It's not! (laughs) It is! It's alphabetical in categories. I failed to swim... Um, <laughs> ah, you're going to learn a valuable lesson. Would you like to push this roll, or would you just like to be a normal failure, or would you like to spend luck? Um, I have quite a lot of luck. I think that's what my, we uh, at the start. <laughs> my my odds are reasonably good of. No, actually, 65 is not great for pushing a roll, is it? Um, Well, it's better than 50-50, but not much. (laughs) You could just fail, and you have to return to the service and try again. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just take a a regular fail. I'll save save my luck. You're on your way down, and that fucking seaweed, you swim through a patch of it you didn't see, and you get disorientated... And you lose which way is down, and you have to come back up. Fuck you, seaweed. Roll diving. Uh, Barely a success. But you're more skilled at diving. And this time you take a weight. Uh, And you swim down into this rock pool. Um, It is a concave... Uh, rocky dip. They are full of fascinating, beautiful corals. Roll your spot hidden. <laughs> it's quite beautiful down there. You have the underwater camera, you're taking various pictures. You don't see anything super exciting or new, but it is quite nice and pretty. Uh, good. Great. B roll for the Twitter feed. Let's uh, continue looking around at other pools and doing doing science. You you return to the surface. You uh, swim around some more rock pools. You explore. You're about here now because you've been swimming around the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me your spot hidden again. How big around is the island? Because um, the dinghies make it look tiny. Um, it's only about a mile. Right. But the dinghies are bigger than, than the dinghies would in fact be. It is not to scale. <laughs> okay, that's good, because I was going to say, because I could piss across this island. <laughs> Wouldn't be much of a discovery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hey, you haven't found anything else exotic and non-normal um, so far, but as you surface, uh, you are about here. When you see on the beach here, tucked into the rocks, is what appears to be a shelter. Oh. Like a modern shelter or a... Yeah, it appears to be built from lifeboats. Wooden lifeboats. Hmm, eerie. Let's uh, grab my students and have a poke around. Hmm. You come out of the uh, water, big flippy flippers flapping on the beach. They're called fins. Yeah, those things. (laughs) I believe the technical term is big flippy flappers. (laughs) Yeah, the big flippy flappy things you put on your feet so you can go swimming. Uh, but yeah, there are what look like eight lifeboats that have been constructed into a sort of shelter. They've been like stacked on top of each other and nailed together. And there's an oh. ancient sailcloth cover that still you can see the tatters of it. Um, and the name USS Pickering is. Um, stenciled onto the boats. You can still sort of like see it chiseled into the boats. Roll your history! You might need an archaeologist to look at these properly, but you can also roll your history. (laughs) Let's let's roll my history, and um, do do I have a radio with me? You do have radios, yeah. I'll uh, just quickly radio and let um, let people know, hey, I've uh, found these boats. We're going to have a look. Okay, you get Dr... You don't know anything about these boats, but you get the professor on the radio. Professor, Dr. Garmund is calling you. Hello. Professor Talbot, we found some boats. They are... They have a name on them. We brought the boats with us, dear. I can't remember what the name was. Pickering. (coughs) Excuse me. Bless you, honey. It is indeed the U.S. Pickering. Uh, might might you know anything about USS Pickering? The Pickering, I say, rolling my history. <laughs> I know... Where is it? Uh, where is it? It's in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you know lots about it. You are, in fact, a buff. Oh, oh, the Pickering. It was a a large boat um, made in the 1990s from demons. Help me out here, Russell. Uh, I'm sending you a message. Oh, okay. I'm not doing well on my rolls. Wow. Are you sure it said Pickering? Reasonably. She sends you a photo. You may have found something quite valuable there. It was uh, lost with all hands in the year 1800. Brilliant. I guess, I guess we must have found out what happened to the survivors. Oh, we, we must investigate this further. Uh, heave a heavy sigh because this isn't something that I can name, but <laughs> fine. <laughs> You can you can hand this over to the archaeologist now and get back in the water. Uh, yeah, I could. Generally, not interested in 
old boats. They're well, they're not um, creatures of the sea. Send um, us send us your location, and um, we'll pop around and have a look at it in one of the dinghies. I will radio the location over to the archaeologist people. And Are you going to go and have a look yourself, uh, Professor Talbot, as you sent uh, Wayne up a mountain? Um, it's on the beach. Your wheelchair can oh, move up a beach. That's true. Um, I'm going to have to find some find someone to get me on the boat, though. You've got a captain and his crew. I mean, I'm not going on my own. <laughs> <laughs> you could take Captain McGrenatine with you. Ah, oh, yes, that's a good excuse for getting him off the boat. Captain! And he's a nautical man, and you found shipwrecked boats, lifeboats, so... Would you like to come and look at some of your forebears' history? Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they ate each other to survive. Uh, what do... You, have I heard all of this? Have I... Yeah, you were... Oh, this yeah. was just on the bridge. Right, okay. I mean... Um, the, the the professor's out on deck sunbathing, but it was coming through the radio, so you heard it from the bridge. Because every radio conversation is broadcast on the bridge and through people's handsets. Mm. Uh, well, sounds fascinating. I uh, who would I le- usually leave in charge in this situation? Your first mate. All right. Um, who is who is uh, Romeo? Lawston. There we go. That's the real name. <laughs> did you did you make him up on the spot? I did. Why was your go-to name Romeo? Um, I have a thing that talks about the Roman Empire open. So. <laughs> and I was thinking about Roman world from last night. So. What's his name? Caesar. <laughs> Caesar uh, the, uh, Salad. <laughs> the Doubtfire method of nameology. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think Nido knows he's muted. Uh, Romeo, Romeo, where the fuck are you? Um, um, in my cabin, Captain, because I'm not on watch. Ah. Uh, um, we need to take over. He's what do you so are fed now? Up with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was ignoring the bad joke, but it was a good joke. Okay, you leave your chief officer in charge. Uh, you load the professor a couple of. Uh, undergrad students and his wheelchair into a dinghy. <laughs> we're, going you... to ha- we're going to have to start numbering the students. <laughs> you, you there, six through eight, come with me. <laughs> you sail around to the other side of the island. I've even moved one of the dinghies. Maybe we could give them mysterious code names. <laughs> you there, Crepusculon. <laughs> My name is Jane. <laughs> Well, you're the raven now. <laughs> uh, Dr. Grauman, do you wait for the professor to turn up or do you go back to exploring the rock pools? Uh, I'll, I'll hang about and give people a break until the professor turns up and then points them towards the ships so they don't get lost on this tiny island. You wouldn't put it past the professor to get lost. The oh, captain, yeah. maybe not, but the professor, he is an old, doddering old fuddy-duddy. He is very old, and the captain doesn't know east from north, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, you have, you have owned yourself that. <laughs> she has a point. <laughs> okay, um, you arrive on this rocky beach, Halber and the captain. 
Dr. Garmond and her minions are waiting. There is a shelter built out of lifeboats, just like she described. Fascinating. Um, well, we must look at this in some detail, I say, um, like wheeling myself up the beach. Yeah, a couple of students help the professor into his wheelchair. It does have huge wheels and kind of like trundles up the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Massive balloon tyre. Clearly using the moon lander technology to move <laughs> the beach. Uh, are you heading back into the water now, Doctor? Uh, yes, I'll leave this for the land science people. I'll you don't take... care about land science. <laughs> if it's on land, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it on land. She's already found a fish she can name after herself. She needs to find a few more. Yeah. Got to get my name in those textbooks. I don't know. Um, let's, uh, let's continue. Hey, meanwhile, Wayne. Meanwhile, on the island. Everyone is on the island, Nido. <laughs> We're more on the island. Work. Meanwhile, uh, at the cliffs. Ah, the sheer cliffs. Mm-hmm. You have wandered up to the edge of the bridge. Bridge? The beach, Stephen? Stephen? The edge of the beach. <laughs> and uh, you are ready to start climbing with your mm-hmm. grad students. Very well. Uh... Oh, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a good climb mist. Do we have the survival expert with us? Michael is with you. Okay, good. Good. Would you like him to go up first and maybe lower some ropes down? Um, yes, that sounds like a good idea. He'll probably no climb. Coward. I'm not a climb mist. <laughs> no, no, pragmatic. Do you no climb? You say perfectly normally. <laughs> What is your climb? Express it as a number from zero to one hundred. Thirty-one. He hammers a um, in, and the rock shatters and crashes down like shale. Like its slate slides off, like in long flat chunks and crown. He's like, hmm, I'm going to need different equipment. Nido, stop crankling. Nido, yeah, that is the loudest thing's ever been loud. Blame Chow. It's the sweetie bag scared me. You can mute yourself mute when yourself. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, Michael has to go and get some different equipment, and then he comes back and he tries again. And uh, no, this isn't this isn't looking well. He he's frowning at this shell rock and is like, you know what, Wayne, I need to go back to the ship and get a completely different set of climbing equipment. This stuff is really loose and flaky. He literally reaches out and just pulls a chunk of rock off the cliff. Is there a Maybe we haven't picked a good spot. Yeah, let's 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 walk around a bit. You, you a geologist? Look at this rock. He hands you a slab of slate and starts walking along the beach. <laughs> ah, <laughs> geology. I know this. Well, it's rock. I don't know that. I am going to spend ten of my enormous luck to um, uh, know maybe what this is and what we can do about it. Excuse me for two minutes. It is pre-Cambrian slate. 
Okay. So it's from the Precambrian era. It's one of the earliest geological eras on the planet. Um, this thing is hundreds of years, hundreds of millions of years old. You wouldn't normally expect to find Precambrian slate as the surface rock on a piece of rock poking out of an, uh, the Caribbean Sea. Hmm. Um, I note this to the undergrads and ask them to collect samples of this cliff, cliff face before we move on, because they, this is very interesting. They collect samples. The Precambrian era is the era of the Earth where it formed and then cooled down. So literally, it's like the first rocks that formed on the Earth as the crust started to cool. Hmm. Well, this is already very interesting. Um, what kind of rocks would you normally find in the Caribbean? Would they be much younger rocks? They'd be much younger rocks. They wouldn't be like several billion years old. They'd be like, you know, a few hundred million maybe. Some granites and uh, basalts and such. Not, not pre-Cambrian slate from the formation of the Earth. Do I have any theories as to how this rock became exposed? Uh, not currently, no, because you had to spend luck on that roll. You'd mm. have to go back to the lab and do some more experiments. Okay, well, I've got the samples. We could do those this evening. Yeah, they put the samples in a box and we'll <laughs> send them back to the boat with one of the things. But Michael finally manages to get some ropes up and climbs clear. At one point. <laughs> He's like, he really isn't happy about climbing this cliff because it is just so unsafe. He literally makes like a... Once he's up there, he finds some actual rock that isn't going to shatter the moment he hammers something into it and, like, lowers down a rope ladder. Yeah. And he peers down and is like, I've got no idea how we're going to get the professor up here. Uh, Once you're up, I'm going to stay here and work out how to get the professor up here. That's a good idea. Um, Stay on the radio, I guess. We'll let you know if we need you to go higher and we'll I, if we need to go higher, we'll get you because obviously this rock is very um, unusual and unsafe. Um, I guess once we're up, we'll make our way further up as far as we can safely. Okay, roll your spot hidden as you start to explore. Hmm. I do not see things with my eyes. Hey, you are crunching along atop the rock. It's barren, windswept, sea-swept eroded ancient rock from the formation of the planet Earth. Geologically interesting, but not historically. Um, you can roll your geology again. Let's do some more geology. Let's get a point in that. No. <laughs> the the rolls favour us not. No. Well, Trendy has abandoned Nido. Oh, I see. I see that we're dying. <laughs> he has, however, discovered the mountain is made of Precambrian slate. Oh, we're, we're not dying yet. We're just blind and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, those are usually the precursor conditions. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm rolling for you, undergrad students. Okay. Oh, terrible. Oh, one. Fun, finally. 
<laughs> rolling for a platoon of undergraduates <laughs> who are just going to stand there and be swept out to sea. <laughs> One of them is like, uh, sir, Wayne, mm. oh, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Continue. <laughs> Do you prefer no, Wayne or father? <laughs> Oi, you dumb nuts. <laughs> I can push you off a cliff and no one will ever find you. What is um? What, what is it? it uh, there's a slope. See, um, it heads down the cliff in that direction. It also seems to wind up the mountain that way. And as they point out, you can sort of see there is a sort of sloping path that heads around the mountain this way, that goes down and up the mountain that way. It's very narrow and uh, mostly covered in slate and rubble, but it is a sort of sloping pathway that leads up. Mm. Uh, Follow it down, or you could follow it up. Let's continue up. Um, Everyone watch their footing. Roll your dexterity. Yay. Uh, I'm not passing the useful information rolls, but I'm passing all the don't die rolls. I'm fine with this. <laughs> so you're dumb, but alive. <laughs> it's the best state to be in a call of uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's always ignorant, a bonus. Ignorant, but living. This is, this is how I win... All of the games I've played so far. So, you follow this passageway up, and as you reach this point in the mountain where the second layer is, Nido, mm. it actually passes inside the rock. It's still winding up, slowly, but surely, but it's now like an interior passage. It looks... Mm. Ancient. The walls have definitely been chiselled out, but there's no refinement. There's no um, brickwork. You know, it hasn't been smoothed clear. It's just been hacked out of the rock, this passageway leading up. Mm-hmm. Um, it smells in here. It's damp. There's moss, slimy green moss growing on the crevasses of the floor and against the wall in the corners of the ceiling. There's the occasional dripping stalactite. And brine, seawater is really, really strong. So, you know, they must, these tunnels must flood during storms, you know, seawater crashing mm-hmm. over the island. Um, roll your archaeology. I was going to say, if it has been chiseled, well. Uh, not paleontology, archaeology. Ooh, hard success. There are. Taino carvings along one side of the wall. Um, the passageway comes back out to the surface about here, and then you're just on this upper plateau. Mm. But about here, halfway through the tunnel, one side of the wall is covered in Taino carvings, and you mm. recognize um, they are Taino deity names or the symbolic symbols of the deities. And there is a line of text in the ancient Taino runic cuneiform underneath the deity signal symbols. Um, 
I uh, have everyone stop and immediately let's get photographs uh, and then let's um, see if we can work out this text. Um, Do you want to call it in? Uh, well, we can't call it in. We're in a cave. <laughs> it's not gonna, I doubt we're going to get radio in the middle of the cave. Um, let's take the photos, get to the exit at the other side, and then we'll call it in. You take photos, you set up a couple of those sort of like light stand tripods with a lamp on the top. Mm. Um, you turn them on so you can get good lighting, take some proper pictures. You leave the lights in place, but you do turn them off before you head up to the surface. Yeah. They're battery run, battery powered, so. Yeah. Uh, to the surface. Um, this top, so you've wound through the mountain. Yeah. With green line, and you come out on the surface about here. Yeah. And you're just on a sheer plateau. The mountain continues up above you. Roll your spot hidden. Let's just spot hidden, and then... Uh, oh, no. Not quite. Not quite. But um, do you want to call in on the radio? Yes. I I tell everyone to take a break here now that we're out of the horrible, dark, smelly cave. Um, uh, I'm going to call on the radio, and then once we've called on the radio, I'll see if I can get out some books and do some translating of the text. Professor, Captain, uh, Rene, you all hear Wayne calling you in on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Hello, all. Um, we've we've made it halfway up the mountain, roughly. Um, we found some uh, Tiano uh, carvings in a cave. Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to send the pictures back to the boat now, um, but we'll also see if we get. We're also just taking a ten minutes here. I'll see if I can do some translating of it up here. But um, I'm going to send the data back to the boat. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, have you secured the path for my arrival? Um. What's the name of the survival expert again? Michael. Michael. Michael's still looking into it at the moment. Um, the ground up here is the other thing we've discovered is the ground here is um, pre pre Cambrian, um, which isn't very which is kind of unusual. That shouldn't be on the surface rock, but it's also making um, climbing very difficult. We're going to need to make sure that we can get secure ground before we can get you up here in person, Professor. It wouldn't be safe, otherwise we'll end up. Tossing you over the side of a cliff. <laughs> oh, no, nonsense, nonsense, man. I've done, I've done much worse climbs in my life. Make it your top priority, please. <laughs> Michael cuts in and he's like, uh, Professor, I found this other the slope that um, Wayne is following. I'm following it down the side of the mountain. I think we should be able to get your wheelchair up if we clear some of the rubble off the slope. Ah, oh, wonderful, Michael. You're a godsend. A true bastion like of science. need slope. Someone's carved this out of the rock. Almost as if it was made for me. Uh, probably not, Professor. That's, probably <laughs> <that>. <laughs> That's just a little pictogram of a guy in a wheelchair. I'm back on the beach. I followed it down. We're going to have to clear this. There's a tunnel that leads down through the rock, and then there's like a ramp that leads down to the beach. Mm. Um. It, just quickly around me, is there? Is it going to require more climbing to get higher from here? Uh, you don't know where to go from here. Mm. Um, the mountain continues above you. Yeah. Um, we probably want your help for the next bit, 
Anyway, Michael, we'll pause here briefly, uh, take 10 minutes, and then we'll uh, come back down and we'll follow the path down to um, assist you with clearing. Prepare the site as normal, as, as best you can, dear boy. Okay, says Michael. Well, I'm going back to base camp. Uh, uh, let me know when you get back. Uh, yes, Captain, Cren- Captain Crenantine and I are investigating something we found on the other side of the island, but we'll be around there as soon as we can. Oh, what is it, Professor? Um, we found a shelter constructed from lifeboats uh, from a boat that sank in the 1800s. Fascinating stuff, really, but uh, not what we're here for. True. Um, but, uh, you know, any uh, any history is good history. Um, let's... Okay, well, we have a plan. Um, I'll probably bring off the radio at this point. Um, um, and I'll see I you. Switch to the professor. Oh, okay. I was just going to say I was going to have a quick see if I could do a translation, but we can... We can I'll do that when you come back. Yeah. You sit down okay. and start trans- trying to translate the text. Okay. Professi and uh, Captain Grenadine. Grenadine! Grenadine. That's how you're greeted by the crew. Uh, you have found a shelter made of lifeboats. Ah. A makeshift shelter. Investigate shelter. Yes. Use eyes with shelter. Captain, roll me your spot hidden. Uh, Professor, roll me your archaeologize. I see a thing. A successful spot hidden. I have committed archaeology, but only just. Okay. Uh, Captain, you see another lifeboat a little bit further up the beach. Mm. So it's about here, so you wanted to have a look at that. It looks yep. like a more modern lifeboat. Um, mm. I'll send you a message about what you discover. Ah, I'll... a message. A private message. Just what everyone wants. I'll be back momentarily, I say to you. Mm-hmm. I start pouring through the lifeboat. Do you have a little brush? <laughs> oh, I'm a trained, I'm a trained yes. archaeologist, but this isn't the thing that I'm interested in. So I'm like, ah, I'll pull it all down. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, you have a look around the Pickering lifeboats. Um, you mm. walk yourself inside. You shine the torch around. You find uh, a couple. Uh, there's definitely evidence that this was lived in. Mm. There are yeah. um, bunks. You think there must be bunks from the sh- Pickering that have been like set up in here. Uh-huh. Um this isn't what you found, Peter. I sent you a message about what you found. I'm just interested. Okay. I thought you'd wandered off. Oh no, I have wandered off. Oh oh well, yeah, that's true. I wouldn't actually be here to experience this. You're not yeah, experiencing this at all. Yeah, no, yeah, I, okay. That's why I was confused. You were like, oh interesting. I was like, you're not there. No, yeah. it, it turned out I was confused. Uh I'll read your message. Uh, Professor Talbot, uh, there's definitely a sign that people were living here. There's several chests, there's mouldering old sacks that probably had foodstuffs in, um, but there's no sign of survivors. As a, um, as, as a good archaeologist, I look to see if anyone's left me any audio logs. <laughs> uh, there are uh, three <laughs> cylinders and, <laughs> and a convenient journal. How... 
How do I know this ship went missing when it did? Uh, just general marine. It was a big story back at the time. All right. General marine history. You know, it was um oil ship, you know, oil tanker. Hmm. Uh, right. I'll, I'll return after investigating this area. But yeah, Captain, there is no sign of... There's no skeletons, there's no sign of the crew. Mm. No one ever reported recovering anyone from the Pickering's crew, so you're like, where did they go? Yeah, um, is there anything in here of in archaeological interest? I mean, is there anything like a diary? I mean, like aside from finding all the, you know, the bunks and stuff that's been obviously been stayed in. You find a, like a um, uniform jacket. It's mostly shredded, but it still has the little silver buttons on it with the U.S. Navy emblem embossed on them. I'm delighted. It looks mm. like the first officer's jacket. Mm. They're silver, not gold. The captains would obviously be in gold. So it's it's probably the first or second officer's jacket. Um, you don't find a diary. <laughs> <laughs> there is no convenient journal. <laughs> okay, but is there an audio log? <laughs> Be this thing on. <laughs> <laughs> you do, however, see, um, find a um, book. It's mouldering. It's damp. It looks like the ship's log. Mm. Um, it's been here exposed to the elements for nearly 200 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, some of it might be recoverable, but you need to get it into the lab and actually do that weird science <laughs> where they put the pages in various solutions to try and recover. I carefully I, I carefully bag the book. And then Captain Crenatine walks in. Oh Captain, look at this. One of your naval forebears, no doubt, I say, holding up the uh the jacket to you very carefully. Very interesting. Um, I believe it's the first officer's jacket, as you can tell from the uh the fretwork here on the buttons. I believe that I've found uh, some wreckage from uh, another lost ship, something that went uh, astray in the 60s. Oh, sorry, it wasn't an oil tanker. It was a molten sulfur tanker. Jesus, who's shipping molten sulfur? No wonder it fucking sunk. <laughs> that's, that's so much worse. <laughs> the sulfur uh, come out on deck. melted right through the hull. Was, come out uh, on deck to take a quick breath of molten sulfur. <laughs> it's something they ship around the world because they needed sulfur for things. Mm. Why didn't they ship it in solid blocks? <laughs> and melt it when it got wherever it was going. We don't ship molten iron. <laughs> that, is, that is by far and away the least sane thing I've heard of people shipping. Yeah, T2 Tanga converted to carry molten sulfur. Molten sulfur. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, you can get more, you can carry more volume of sulfur easier mm. if it's liquid. I suppose so. I still, still, I'm not surprised it sank. Um, <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, one person having a sneaky cigarette in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. I really another lifeboat. Yes, uh, from yeah, uh, some something that went missing in the sixties. It was quite a big story at the time. I heard. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, a lot of boats were probably lost in the 1800s, 1860s. This is 1960s. The 1960s? Mm. I think we'd better take a look at it. Mm. Let's... Let's let's wheel up the beach. Uh, the professor's wheelchair goes. He's got, well, he's got little joystick handles to control it. Very well, but I'm I'm not sure there's very much to see. It's only a lifeboat. I I wonder why there are so many washed up here on this island. Hmm. Probably just coincidence. Well, I mean, ships are. Known to go missing around this area, I suppose. I mean, if... it's probably those methane pools that you skillfully avoided, Captain. Yes. I'm sure a lesser captain would have been lost to the sea. Perhaps what happens is that they, uh, the ships run into trouble around those methane pools, uh, and then they are forced to run aground at this island if they are close enough. Mm. Uh, and uh, then they are stranded on this island. That's my best idea. Well, what happened in the past won't happen to us, I'm sure. You're, um, you're a highly skilled, well-trained captain. We have modern technology. Everything will be fine. Well, one advantage that we have is that we, as far as we know, are not stranded. That's Our true. Our ship That's true. is uh, in working order. I pat him on the shoulder and I say, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> nothing and nothing could possibly go wrong it's impossible for something to go wrong <clears throat> um i roll me your luck quite done tempting fate nothing nothing could possibly go wrong yes what possibly go wrong that's the first thing that's ever gone wrong um i <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I examined the boat uh, uh, the other boat is it just a more modern lifeboat with nothing no, exciting in it they are more modern roll your archaeology <laughs> i look at, i look at a 1960s lifeboat and try to use archaeology on it <laughs> barely successfully <laughs> yeah they are just empty lifeboats they're made of um, i don't know whatever they were made Carbon rubber, rubber, <laughs> rubber, not even rubber. It's nineteen sixties, so probably right, still right. wood. Just you know, sturdier, better. Fit. I think they had rubber in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, but they wouldn't have inflatable rafts. I don't think. All right, <laughs> I don't want to fight you. <laughs> uh, but you do find the floor of both lifeboats are littered with spent bullet casings. Ah, they must have been trying to catch an evening's meal. Yes, um, possibly. Where did they go, though? Yes, uh, so, uh, an important question we often ask in archaeology is, where are the bodies? Hmm. They probably took shelter in one of the caves. Maybe um, maybe uh, Ryan and his lot will have found some of them by now. If people died here, we'd expect to have found some evidence, right? Hmm. Well, unless whatever killed them ate them whole. I, oh. ke- I, fi- I keep your attention for a second, then I make it clear I'm making a joke. <laughs> Very droll. <laughs> oh, come on, old chap. Let's go, let's go pop around to the other side of the island and see these Taino relics. That's what we're here for. This stuff, whoa, we can send the undergraduates to look at it tonight. Mm. 
Yes, let's head back. We should discuss our findings with the others. So the motor launch. Yeah, yeah. I have no qualms about making them come here after dark. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be snug on the boat. (laughs) I'm going to be in my bed with a hot water bottle and a hot toddy. Okay, and meanwhile, Dr. Graumund, you have returned to the rock pools. You have been diving and looking and exploring. Roll your marine flora and your marine fauna. Uh, marine flora, a success. Marine fauna, a success. You have found several types of marine plant, which don't you've never seen before, including a... Um, it's almost like a type of coral, but the coral is also giving growing large waving fronds of yellow green grass. Very, very pretty. I we will get the undergrads to document it photographically and send it all back to the ship for later perusal. Uh, but you also catch a um, type of jellyfish that you're pretty sure you haven't seen before. You've got it caught in one of those cylindrical tanks. That was exciting to make the uh, undergrads capture that. Oh, I sure hope it wasn't poisonous, but uh, if it was, <laughs> the undergrads would find out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more. Im- they haven't learned as much as you, so it's okay to risk them. <laughs> yeah, casual disregard for human right- life. That's uh, that's the French way. And you have also found several more small fish. Uh, one of them is pure white. It doesn't seem to have any eyes. It's the sort of fish you'd expect to see deep, deep down in an ocean trench somewhere, using like sensory apparatus to fly, swim its way around. But this one's swimming around quite happily in a rock pool. Ah, excellent. I'll um, I'll let one of the undergrads name this one. <laughs> Yeah, you've captured that. Um, also, roll me your spot hidden with a bonus die. So the way this works is roll your spot hidden, and then at the bottom of the roll box, there's a little thing you can click on that says bonus penalty. Spot hidden. Oh, you don't need it. Extreme success. You find two uh, lifeboats sunk at the bottom of the rock pools. Ooh, more lifeboats. One Um, of them is from the USS Wildcat and has a rifle in the bottom of it, but the rifle has been bent. hmm. It's rusty and barnacle-encrusted because it's been lying underwater for God knows how long, but you find that. And the other lifeboat is from the SS Cotopaxi, and this lifeboat has had the keel cracked. Uh, roll me your... There's also a skeleton lying in the boat. Very good. Oceanography. Uh, oceanography. Where did that one go? There it is. A success. Yeah, this looks like it's hit a rock and that, that smashed the keel, you think. Um, and then it sunk. And obviously this person didn't get out in time. That's what you are convinced has happened. And Arona has had too much hot wings. 
Oh dear. Um, I will say a prayer for the poor skeleton and take some pictures of him. You document your discoveries. And we'll, uh, we'll grab the rifle and send it back with one of the undergrads because, you know. Yeah, you send it back. Um, you, you've got them essentially. You've got, you're being followed by a dinghy essentially as you dive and swim and you're loading all of your discoveries into the dinghy. Um, as you reach about here, however, you spot there are two airplanes on the beach. Their undercarriages has collapsed. They're just parked side by side, lying there next to one another. Uh, this is getting a, a slightly ridiculous, the number of crashed things on this island. It um, it's slightly unnerving. Uh, all right, let's hop out and have a look at these beach planes. You hop out and go to have a look at the planes. Um... Lady, roll me your history. Success. It is the Star Tiger and the Star Ariel. They both disappeared in 1948 and 1949, full of passengers whilst flying between Bermuda and um, Jamaica. Mon Dieu. Uh, they, they, they're both, they're, they're, they're old and weather-beaten and rusted, and they've collapsed. Um, but they don't look like they crashed. They look like they landed. They were water planes, so they've landed on the water and then coasted up onto the beach. And they're side by side, and they are empty. There's no, there's no sign of crew or anything. So they're seaplanes. Yeah most ominous um should radio the rest of the people and let them know that we found like four more strange crashed things hey uh dr Graman calls up on the radio everyone informing you she's found two more uh sunken lifeboats and two seaplanes just mouldering on the beach Oh, fuck me, these wings are hot. <laughs> not, not to forget, there are now three fish named after me. <laughs> let's, let's keep things in perspective here, you know. <laughs> Two fish and a jellyfish. Yes. Jellius graumondi. Um. One, one really ugly, spooky fish that someone else can have. It's not pretty enough for me. We'll name it after Wayne. <laughs> Oh, now you remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> Only remember your name when it's to your detriment. Um, this is getting preposterous. I mean, what is this place? A dumping ground? Um, well, I mean, if it's if the currents are right, couldn't... Uh, I mean, if, if the currents are right, you could end up with sea craft coming here. Although currents don't wash you... up aeroplanes, dear chap. I know, I was going to say that. That doesn't explain the aeroplanes. I wish you would think before you speak, boy. The island is in the middle of a storm, so... Yes, the storm can't be here all the time, though. 
It's not how weather works. Do I look like a weather scientist? <laughs> no, you look lovely, my dear. Thank you. You look like a wonderful woman scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Sexist, but only in the positive way, like the first doctor wanting to give you a spank. Um <laughs> Um, <clears throat> well, I think we should all meet up at the base of the uh, the first base we established on the Shale Beach. Okay, I'll meet you there, says Michael. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. We're... Right, come back here and use the rope ladder. It'll take you straight to the base. We're on our way. We've uh, we've dived our way around most of the island. We've got to leave some for tomorrow. Yeah, we paid for six months of expedition. <laughs> um, the professor and uh, Doctor Grauman, who also has a dinghy, you you sail back round to the boat in your dinghies, and Wayne and the undergrads climb back down to the base camp, which is here. We um we uh unpack our stuff and it is about three thirty in the afternoon by the time you all gather up. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, what I think we should do is contact the university and try and get them to dig up some information on those lost vessels we heard about, the ones we've discovered here, and the mm. missing planes. Um. Well, I mean, yes. Um. What? Uh, what? Um. What is there? Is there anything we can determine about those? Or maybe it, you know, are there any? You, you have you managed to get any logs, Professor, from the crap from the craft? Um. Well, I mean, not really. Um. I imagine whatever happened to them, they sunk a long time ago with the actual vessels. The only thing I managed to find is this, I say, carefully taking the um, the log from that boat, what's name I've already forgotten, out of... <laughs> pickering. The Pickering, that's it. Uh, out of a uh, thing in a little plastic thing. But it'll take some time to look at it, because obviously we can't just turn the pages. That would destroy it. Hmm. Um, I could head back to the boat with that now and investigate that if you like. While, um, uh, while uh, you and Michael head up to the mountain to take a look at the things. Oh, I, Russet, did I was I able to do any translating on that thing? No, volcano is not good enough. Okay. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll need you with me for that. Um... Uh, why don't we send this back to the ship with some of the undergraduates? They can have a look at it. Hmm. Uh, I, I kind of give that look of like, they're the undergraduates. Do we trust them with a potentially <laughs> unrecoverable artifact? I was like, are we sure we shouldn't have someone supervise them? I say, <laughs> Oh, they've got to learn at some point, but you're you're quite right. We'll we'll examine this log later. It's not like it's going to have anything pertinent to our situation as it stands right now, and it is it. 
Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I can't stop this shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not like they're going to write the solution to the puzzle in it. No, you're, of course, you're right, Professor. Um, uh, yes, well, we'll send it. We'll, we'll send it back now, uh, but we won't start, have anybody start work on it before um, they've catastrophically destroyed it. Quite so, um, quite so. I, I seem to be in a very cagey mood today. I don't know why. <laughs> so you're okay. sending the artifacts you've discovered back to the ship. What are you planning on doing? So Wayne and the professor are going to go back up the mountain to look at the ruins. What are you going to do, Captain? Um. Hmm. Just trying to think whether there is anything more I can do around this wreckage. Probably not, though, right? Um, you could tow the boats back to your ship if you wanted to keep them, but or take them somewhere. But otherwise, probably not. What would be involved in that? You'd dispatch some sailors to, you know, tow them back to the ship. Or, you know, take send some buggies out to pick them up and they they would be a valuable fine, but I doubt that we'd just be able to tow them back it the waters are too treacherous to well, risk yeah. that sort of thing. You could send someone out with a uh, the dinghies, they could load them into the or you could move the ship closer. Um Ah, a trap. <laughs> I think um, I, I think for now I'll just follow them towards the ruins I was also brought on as some sort of expert but I don't have that much expertise that's my secret <laughs> it's not really a secret it's just that, that I was brought on as a um like a cultural expert or something, right? That's what it said in my... Yeah, you you, you have Taino ancestry. But I don't really know very much about it. Yes, <laughs> um, Greg, Gregor. So, ancient uh, Islander name. Sorry. So, uh, so I'll accompany just in case something I see rings a bell. Use less sauce. I can't. The sauce is too nice. <laughs> oh, he's in so much pain. I wish I was in that much pain. <laughs> Distress. The okay. water makes it worse. Dr. Grauman, what are you doing? Are you going to head back to the boat and investigate your discoveries? Or are you going to go and look at the ruins? Um. Yeah, I mean, we... We did find a skeleton, which was a little bit disturbing, so I'll, I'll go see if I can figure out anything to do with what ship that crew was on and what they were doing and why he's the only skeleton we found. Sounds sensible. You know, assuming he's not a skeleton from like 1766 or something, maybe we could like inform a family or something. 
Well, the skeleton was in the ruins of the Cotopaxi uh, lifeboat, which you all have to go and do some research on the boat to see, you know, when they died. <laughs> it, would be, it would be amazing if it was like a boat from the 1800s and you, you work out <laughs> this entity. Like, I've got some very sad news for you. You're afraid your great, 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 great grandfather is dead. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, the good news is we found your great great grandfather. Um, the bad news is, <laughs> I, I feel like the bad news here would be that he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want us to do with him? <laughs> yes, that uh, that is what I will be doing. Going back to the boat to research these poor deceased fellows that I feel for. Okay, you're heading back to the boat. Okay, so let me just load a couple of things. Please wait, loading monsters. No. Okay, uh, we will deal with the boat first. You arrive at the boat. Um, Dr. Gralmond. Yes. We. Oui. C'est moi. Uh, you need to roll me your computer use, please. I like how you actually speak French, but you're you're just managing to sound like an English person pretending that they can just about manage to speak French. <laughs> I mean, I I did speak French 15 years ago. Um, well, they haven't changed it in the meantime. It's fine. They're very picky about that sort of thing. In fact, <laughs> computer use. There it is. A success. Okay, you settle down. The grad students are down in the workshop starting to work on the various things that have been brought back. Um, but you start doing some research. The SS Cotopaxi. was an emergency fleet corporation design, bulk carrier for the United States Shipping Board under the World War I Emergency Shipbuilding Program. Uh, it disappeared uh, it suffered uh, serious damage in a grounding off the coast of Brazil in 1925 um, after the war and was being towed back when it collided with a tug off the coast of Havana and was drifted off and then it disappeared, assumed sunk with the, you know, the prize crew who were on board to escort it uh, back to the U.S. docks were lost. That's, um, that's quite a way to drift with no power. Um, but at least there's probably not going to be any next of kin looking for them. Probably not. 
the USS Wildcat, which you look up, was lost in 1824. And as the crew, the your men, as it were, are looking over the uh, rifle. It does appear to be a single uh, loaded bolt-action rifle from the 1820s. Uh, I'm sure another department would be fascinated by that. But it's an interesting find. Uh, You also catalogue your uh, discovery of the various fish and marine plant life uh, uploading all of that to the servers at the university, making sure that your discoveries are logged. My name will be infamous. No, the other one, famous. Yeah, you don't. You don't want infamous. <laughs> you want the other one. <laughs> so you settle down for the evening, well, the afternoon, and you are working on that. Uh, it takes a few hours because you have to go through various loopholes and jumping through various this and that to register discoveries like this, but you are sorting that all out. I feel a sense of smug satisfaction at having managed to avoid doing the professor's work and having discovered some things for myself. Excellent. Um, just waiting for something to load in roll 20. Okay, Hedgehog. Can you do me a favor in roll 20? Yes, sir. Under the chat box, can you change your as to Professor Talbot? It is, but okay. There we go. <laughs> what does you that need do? to have the avatar icons up to see what I have done. Oh, okay. Hang on. I have to turn them back on because they take up seven-eighths of my screen. I, know, I figured you would have yours turned off, but... <laughs> uh, I, uh, I see what you've done there. Yeah. Well, I realized I might need icons for you all later, so I've looked up <laughs> random people on the internet to be you. Uh, except for you, you're now Professor Xavier, as you are. I, I told you, I told you who I was. <laughs> we, we, uh, except Peter, Peter's. No, Peter has one. Does he? Oh. It's it's the video game character. If he hasn't changed his as to his character name, it won't update. If he's just updated his name manually. In the club style. Don't get it. You need to go onto the chat box and change which mode you're in. Underneath the chat box where you would type rolling, you can update which character you are. Oh, yeah. There we go. Very nice. (laughs) hat and everything. Fancy hat. I have to admit, this is a gay image of a sea captain. <laughs> did did that sea captain die <laughs> in a horrible fashion? I don't know. 
sea captain I found, but I realized I didn't have any icons set for you, so I just had to do that so that when we get to an incident where I might need icons, I'm not like, oh no, uh, break the dramatic tension. Oh, I'm gonna die, I'm too spiced. Uh, Rene is on the boat. There we go. And everyone else is still on the island. Okay. So, uh, Rene, is there anything else you would like to do on the boat other than, like, secure your discoveries? Uh, I mean, I've, I've done everything I wish to. I've found some interesting fish. Um, um, would you like to look up anything else about the other things, other things that have been discovered? There's two more um, ship, uh, ships you know of, and there's those airplanes. Uh, that is true. Um, I suppose now that I've sort of done all of my work that I want to get done, um, I'll, I'll have a noodle around and try and investigate those. Also, this is, this is excellent if you do it, because I told Wayne to do it, so it gives me an excuse to be very angry at him. <laughs> uh what skill will it require? Well, me, your computer use. I succeed in using a computer. Right, I just stuck a refresher in my mouth, and they were sticking to my teeth. <laughs> okay. Um, the, um, the pickering you discover was a naval... Vessel it left Boston Harbor on its way to join a um, U.S. naval task force in the Caribbean and never arrived. That was in 1800. The SS Marine Sulphur Queen was a converted bulk liquid molten sulphur tanker. It disappeared in 1963. Everyone just assumed it probably exploded because it was full of liquid sulfur and it was a stupid... It was um, really cheap. It was retrofitted. Uh, I noticed most of these vessels stopped disappearing after about 1960 when good navigation was invented. I'm sure that's a coincidence. And the the two planes... The Star Tiger and the Star Ariel were passenger planes. They were the early day passenger planes, so they were like made of wood. They were seat planes. They were luxurious. They had a passenger capacity of about ten. You know, you, the kind of plane where you were sitting in a giant armchair with a table between you. Ah, nice. And in nineteen forty-eight, the Star Tiger was calling in on the radios and um, was lost. They weren't able to find a Bermuda, and it's assumed that they landed in the sea and were lost. And then a year later, the Star Aerial also vanished, and then that type of plane was pulled from service because clearly there was some sort of design flaw. So that is what you are able to work out. If only they'd sent an aeronautical engineer. You might be able to learn more. Um, 
which is odd that practically 12 months apart, they both landed on the same beach, however, side by side. It is. Did they perhaps go missing on the same day? Um, they didn't. They went. They were different times of the year, but they were about 12 months apart. Hmm. Wait. That doesn't make sense. About 12 months apart, but at different times of the year. According to which calendar? Um, 12 months. They, they disappeared about 12 months apart. Yeah, the uh, star tiger disappeared in January 1948, and the star aerial disappeared in January 1949. So they did both disappear at the same sort of time of year. Yeah. January. Uh, yeah. What, what month is it currently? It's currently about June, July. <laughs> Good. Um, Arona, are you muted? Are you, would you saying something? <clears throat> no, I was just gesturing theatrically. Sorry, I was muted while I finished eating these wings. Ah, good. Good, good. Um, yes, excellent. No, that's... I, I can't think of anything else. Um, bit weird that they both disappeared at the same time. Could be a coincidence. Um... We're not at that time. Probably fine. Nothing spooky here. We're all dead here. <laughs> uh, you do a bit more digging. The tiger disappeared on January the 30th, 1948. And the aerial disappeared on the 17th, <clears throat> 1949. Hmm. So, uh, I'm just trying to get onto the loo, and then I will switch back to Team Mountain. Team Mountain. Team Mountain. Oh, so full of spice. Very odd. I'm glad we didn't come here by plane in January. <laughs> Maybe, like, the ships all crash in summer and the planes crash in winter. They get, they get so hot that... Um... They heat up a lot during the summer. Then when January rolls around, they, all the rivets pop out as they're flying. <laughs> that sounds perfectly reasonable to me, a scientist. I mean, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> I mean, there there is genuinely a thing called cryo-fitting. Um, <laughs> Sorry, well, well, during that scene, I was reading about molten, sul- molten sulfur shipping. Is that a real thing? Like, it why? is. The, re- the reason you ship it molten, right, is because it's um, it's generally produced as a byproduct of something else, and mm. it is molten at that point. So, and the people who want it want it molten, so they're like, oh, it's not really worth solidifying it and then re remoltening it at the other end. Let's just ship this really fucking lethal stuff around. Um, <laughs> Seems reasonable. If molten sulfur spills on you, it's the end of your life. <laughs> presumably, <laughs> presumably you need like enough of it <laughs> uh, well, well <laughs> even a little bit is bad news 
Like uh, if, you, if you had a like one tiny splash on your finger, it'd be like, ah, that hurts. Um, <laughs> then they, they, they drag they drag you out through the airlock and shoot you. <laughs> it's contaminated. Mm-hmm. Like no, please, it's just a little bit. I won't turn into a sulfur beast. And they're like, yes, you will. <laughs> Look, he's already turning. Pleading to not be killed is one of the first signs of turning into a sulfur beast. <laughs> The United States Science Directorate has uh, no proof that sulfur beasts exist. Sulfur beasts, the new fur affinity trend species. <laughs> oh, oh, why? What the, the wings? So spice. You keep punishing yourself with these wings. Oh. And then you come on later and go, oh, I have a tummy ache. That's like. Maybe stop eating the spicy wings. Well, I don't have a tummy ache right now. That's the important thing. <laughs> do, you, do you not remember your lesson from the port about actions and consequences? I don't learn things. I, I I don't know why anyone is surprised by this now. Like, like if uh, it's the me reaping, me sowing diagram. <laughs> I I stopped learning 15 years ago and I don't intend to restart now. <laughs> oh, oh, my tummy hurts. Oh, <laughs> it's I mostly my face. It's mostly my face that hurts. They were they were they were good I, wings. I good like there was there was more investigation I could have done there but I just didn't know what it was. Oh no, it, it's fine. He'll 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 reveal to us at the end the obvious clue that we've all missed after <laughs> we're all dead. <laughs> also, my my character canonically doesn't give a shit about this expedition. He's just here for the sun and fish. Yeah, you're 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 here you're here you're here because on sufferance. <laughs> you're you're here because the dean of the university is a prick. <laughs> Okay, so the Dean of the University has just manifested behind you, Professor Talbot. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. On an abandoned island, I uh, I hit him in the head with an oar. I mean, he's from the Miskatonic University. Oh, God. Nothing good comes of manifesting. <laughs> right. Up a mountain. Uh, it's, it's a difficult uh, climb. Everyone roll their dexteritoire. Uh, I'm, I'm still on the boat, right? Or am I joining the one? Okay. Uh, chicken wing. Where is it? Sorry. Oh. Um, what was what was that? I'm, I, I couldn't hear it. Dex. Dex. I fall down a mountain. <laughs> you are currently about to fall off a mountain. Can I, with my hard success, can I catch him? Not for You're me. in a wheelchair. No. I, I can still catch him. <laughs> I want to push this. You're pushing what? it. Why don't you spend luck? Um, that's what I meant. I didn't mean push it. I, I thought you meant just push the professor off the mountain. <laughs> I want to push the professor... <laughs> 
I, I want to rem- kick the chocks out from behind the wheels. <laughs> uh, yeah, luck it is what I intended to say. Uh, I have spent the luck. Okay. You know, uh, it's a long, slimy, moss-covered path. It winds around the edge of the cliff for a little bit here, and then it enters this long, winding tunnel that mm-hmm. moves its way up the inside of the mountain. It's clearly been chiseled out of the mountain at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then it emerges above ground here. Uh, Professor, roll your archaeology. Wayne, roll your geology. I still haven't passed the geology roll yet. Whoa, um, how well you archaeologed. <laughs> uh, My about... head snaps around. <laughs> it's quite clear from the way the rock is lying that this used to be part of the tunnel, but there's been a rock fall which has taken the outer wall of the tunnel away. Hmm. So yeah, this whole thing used to be covered, a winding tunnel under the mountain, but like this side of the mountain has slid off at some point, probably due to erosion or such. So what was a covered passageway is now exposed. I um I, I mentioned this politely as we're uh, as we're continuing up the hill. Mm. Showing off your skills and that you know Wayne is clearly not ready to step into your shoes because he missed this very important fact. Of course, of course this was all this was all tunnel at one point, Wayne. Correct. Yes, completely covered over. Look, you can tell by the uh, the striations on the wall here. Yes, uh, those are similar to the ones that we've seen in the other cave, which is still standing. Um, look, look at these tiny mosses and how the mosses are bigger over there. That's certainly a big moss. Mm. <laughs> science, science words. <laughs> okay, you keep wandering up. And in this passageway, you come across the... Taino carvings that Wayne had discovered earlier. You turn on the lights, it's dark, it's dingy, the passageway is dripping with moss and humidity, but there is a line of Taino text in the wall. Oh, we must begin efforts to translate it at once. Well, you're Taino, Professor. It's under languages. I, I know, I know it's under languages. No, I know it's under... Why am I better at it than English? <laughs> Did your life work? Oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> You're the best living speaker of the language on the planet. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> <Really> so. <laughs> you translate it. It says this, Arona. Not not necessarily super good at speaking it. It's just that everyone else who speaks it died ten thousand years ago. Mm. Is this a puzzle? It is. <laughs> Russet, we let you play Call of the Sea. We let you play Call of the Sea, and you're like, oh, come to this island, there are puzzles. I wrote this in 2017. <laughs> None of us believe you. 
Um, <clears throat> I run my hand along the um, along the wall as I'm translating slowly. Wheeling, wheeling. Yeah, sure. Why not? Wheeling, wheeling along to follow. On the summit, where the gods breathe, put us in order of precedence to open the way. What say a fascinating thing for them to have written. Say, say that again. Pretty sure it's literally a puzzle from Call of the Sea. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is not a puzzle for all of the sea. I hope it's not the totem puzzle, because that fucked me right off. (laughs) Can you say the the text again? On the summit, where the gods breathe, put us in order of precedence to open the way. Might be something to do with the wind, I'm guessing, the first bit. Well, yes, probably. We haven't reached the summit yet, have we, Michael? No, but who in order precedence? I was actually talking to Michael. No, no. <laughs> Michael Wayne is like, no. Um, this tunnel comes out another hundred yards up, but we haven't found the way up. Ugh. Blast these legs of mine! Can I think, based on my cultural knowledge, I guess that I allegedly have what they might be talking about? Well, your intelligence. Intelligence. I pass. It's probably going to be. Um, you'd expect to find like um, representatives of the Taino tribe who lived here, mm. and there'll be the chief and the high priest and the priestess mother. That there's a whole like social hierarchy mm. for the leaders. And they would have a precedence, um, you know, who's, who's more important than who. You don't know who is more important than who, but you know that's the sort of, like, tribe uh, layout for the leaders of the tribes. Yeah. Very well, then. Michael looks at you, Professor, and is like, do you want to keep going, Professor, and see if we can find the um, rest of the way up, or... Um, yeah, you... yeah, well, we must press on. Well, it's getting on to about four, sir. Do you want to go back to the boat and do this tomorrow morning? or Let's do an, init- an initial scout now. Perhaps there's a, a clear way up. <clears throat> Continue up the tunnel, and again, it emerges from like a crack in the rock. Um, again, I, Professor, it's quite I, clear. I, that... I, look at, I look at Wayne, but I don't say anything. I'm, I look at him like, come on, you can do it. Uh, like earlier with the other bit of the tunnel that emerged, it's quite clear to your eyes, Professor, with that critical success, that the tunnel should continue. It's you know There's been a rock slide and the walls have been taken away with the slate. So now you just need to find where the tunnel is that emer- heads back into like, you know the rock. All, all while I'm thinking this, I'm looking attentively at Wayne, like expecting him to mention it because of how we saw it just, just down the hill. Roll your intelligence, Wayne. Success. Now Am we're landing with a bonus dice. Oh, don't need. Yay! I am your protege. <laughs> Finally, my trust in you is rewarded. 
Um, marginally, marginally rewarded. About here, there's clearly a rock fall, and the tunnel should continue under here, but you're going to have to dig these rocks out of the way to get into it. Oh, darn it. We didn't bring any explosives with us, did we? Did I bring explosives? The captain is like, we do have um, blasting um, caps, Professor. Oh, no, it's just a fanciful thought. We we must clear it by hand. I mean, there may be something of immeasurable value just behind this. I was also going to say, sir, that this mountain being made out of slate, I'd bring the whole thing we down. We could bring the whole thing down, yes. Still, it would be more convenient for me if this mountain weren't here. <laughs> yes. Then we wouldn't have an expedition. <laughs> but all of the relics you wish to discover would be buried. Say <laughs> la vie, eh, guys? Well, I suggest we head back to the boat and we get the um, students and Wayne to excavate this tomorrow. Probably a bit late to start now. Mm. Oh, very well. I suppose we better go back and see what's happened to the boat. You turn to look off the cliff just in time to see the boat cracking in two. (laughs) Dragged down under the waves. I hope I still have my scuba gear on. (laughs) Fortunately, I kept it on while I was investigating on the boat. No, no, it's not a bad line. I've got a mask on. (laughs) Uh, The boat is fine. You all wind your way back down and take a dinghy out to the boat. Dr. Gwalmond, it's getting on for about 5pm. You're wrapping up for the day. When um, the Professor Talbot and everyone else comes back aboard. Ah, welcome back, everybody. Is it gin o'clock? <laughs> oh, you know, you really are growing on me, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we've made some very interesting discoveries over there. Um, lots of potential leads for tomorrow. Lots of digging. Good thing we have all those undergraduates. <laughs> yeah, Ryan here will lead them on a team in the morning. Uh, to his detriment. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm, I don't mind managing a team of people. <laughs> Especially when they're doing hard labor. Yeah, Wayne's not picking up a pickaxe. I've done my, I have done my time. You all retire to the UEV Peasley for the evening. You look like you have a question, Professor Talbot. Um, no. (laughs) Uh, I was just reflecting on the inevitability of death. Sorry. (laughs) I was like... Or, or, well, ordinarily, I'll be like, "Oh, let's uh, let's let's post a guard to make sure the boat is okay." Uh, but I was like, "No, this isn't that sort of call of Cthulhu. This is a a harmless scientific expedition." What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's drink a toast to the 
thousands of poor saps who've been shipwrecked or and or crashed on this island. Um, yes, yes, I, I I try and look I try and look forlorn when you say that, but the excitement about the Taino discoveries is is too much for me. <laughs> I can barely manage it. I'm like, oh, it was the the dead, the dead. Sure, sure, nothing bad like that will happen to us. Uh, they didn't. They didn't have the benefit of modern science, my dear. Captain Crenatine, your first mate, informed you that the university news team are on the radio and would like to talk to Doctor Grammond and Professor Talbot. I have them shuffled into a talking chamber. They're not talking to you. I thought you said. I thought you said you were. Captain. Oh, sorry, you were the captain. I thought the rest was coming then to me, and then, yeah. I do act as their secretary, effectively. So. Would you like to talk to the professor? Captain? Um, yes. I don't know. Sorry, one second. I just got slightly distracted by a message then um sorry i just needed to deal with something for a second what was just happening your first mate informed you that the university news service wanted to do an interview with the professor and dr Grammond. um yeah, I speak to them about it and say, do, do we think we have enough more information for an interview at this point, or would you rather hold off? Oh, uh, we can always talk to the press service. I mean, um, it doesn't really matter what we say. They rewrite it three ways from Sunday anyway. That's true. Um, well, they they had to take out all those things I said about the Swedish on my last expedition. <laughs> Tuna munches. <laughs> I I have two exciting fish, one exciting jellyfish, and one really ugly fish to report. Yes, why not? Why not? I say, topping up your gin glass. Let's let's get them on the radio. <laughs> Sorry, let's get them on the wireless. You head um, into the professor's office where. Um, you both can roll... Someone roll me computer use. Can it be me? <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> um, am I am I accompanying them for purposes of making sure the professor looks like a normal human being? No, you've not been oh. invited. They didn't say they were taking you with you. Oh, okay. um, he, he is my... He is my um, factor. He, he can come with us if he wants. Okay. I, don't, I don't explicitly force him to... To Not remain in the room. Wayne, one of you roll computer use. Okay. I, I reach for I reach for the dials, and Wayne gets there first. <laughs> uh, I lock it by two. Uh, you uh, log on to the Skype video call with the University of Miskatonic, um, and they start asking you questions about your day, Professor. You've got lots of shipwrecks to talk about. Archaeological, they're still archaeological finds, mm. and you've got your Taino mystery. Um, yeah, I I spin them a story of what um, 
what an exciting day it's been. We've uh, traveled around the island and we found a number of uh, very interesting shipwrecks and uh, boat crashes, boat plane crashes that we plan to have investigated in great detail. We've made initial strides into the Taino ruins, found something that may lead us to even further discoveries. Oh, what a day it's been. Okay, roll your persuade for me. And none of those fucking Swedes were here this time. <laughs> <I read that>. <laughs> <laughs> you promised us. You gave finger on the mic. Uh, um, it's all right. It's not a live recording. I will spend eight luck to be... Charming. Charming. Okay, Dr. Gramman, roll me your... Uh, I don't know which one I gave you. Did I give you charm or fast talk or persuade? Let me just check. Uh, roll me your charm. I am successfully charming. Okay, the, the pair of you are excitedly charming. Dr. Gramman talks about the discovery she's made. Clearly, this is an isolated, non-inhabited island atoll in the warm seas of the Caribbean. It's a unique ecosystem that's been undisturbed by man for a thousand years, etc., etc. And we talk about the exciting discoveries you've made. The jellyfishes Gramondis, the Gramond clownfish, as you called it. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm not plugged in. And the Michael Blobfish. <laughs> the, the Wayne Blobfish. The Wayne Blobfish. <laughs> the Wayne Pale Blobfish. <laughs> You've even got live samples you can show them on the cam- webcam. The artifacting 9- 2017 webcam. <laughs> as a Skype. They had HD webcams in 2017. <laughs> it's not that long ago. No, it's, uh... Uh... The only webcam I had at the start of lockdown was that awful thing from 2006 I found in a drawer. Yeah, yes, yeah, just, because, just because had... you you had a Logitech Windows 98 webcam in a cupboard somewhere doesn't mean that they had better technology. We we also had uh, we also had like you know no reason to own better webcams in 2017. An archaeological expedition, uh, Alpha C might have one. Um, Nita, you're crinkling a bit. Oh, okay, check your check your valves. Just turn Bluetooth access off on your phone. And then it won't attach to your phone as well as your computer. Yeah, then my phone complains that I'm not COVID secure, so I don't. <laughs> You're not leaving the house. You, don't you, haven't, need- you haven't left the house since May. <laughs> you can turn the Bluetooth on when you leave the house. Plus it's not just plus it's not just the phone, it will attempt to connect to other computers I own as well. Go and turn their Bluetooth off. Uh, it's the year of our, the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, and and Bluetooth, while better than the alternatives, is still a fucking nightmare. I will pair with everything in range. Will you? Will you really? Please. It's okay. I can I can tell the earphones to disconnect. It's fine. I'll pair with everything. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I only have one Bluetooth thing enabled at once when I'm oh yeah, it was like like me and Ben's car when when um I paired my phone to it once and then every time we got it subsequently, me and his phone would fight <laughs> over who had access to the radio. I thought you'd want access to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bluetooth, the promiscuous protocol. <laughs> anyway, it's really a successful evening of uh, being interviewed by the University News Corps. Everyone can have, uh, well, the professor and uh, Dr. Gramond can have two sanity points. Hooray! Yay! Wayne doesn't get any because he wasn't interviewed. He just floated around in the background making sure the technology worked. I'll give, give myself two sanity points. <laughs> Wayne can have one sanity point as a treat. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have one sanity point. <laughs> he was in the room. It's not, it's not like, you know, while we were talking up the wonderful discoveries we made, I put a tarpaulin over him. <laughs> he's, he's like a canary, right? You just put a blanket over his head and he fell asleep. <laughs> oh, no, no. We found 17 shipwrecks, two dead planes, but hey, we got success in our expedition. (laughs) I mean, we came here to find things. We did. We found lots of things. I mean, those are archaeological discoveries in in and of themselves. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but they're not marine ones, are they? (laughs) (laughs) Not everything has to be about the sea. Yeah, but you can probably get your name added to them and come up with some waffle about ocean currents leading to this island or something. I mean, if I must, it's an insult to my profession. (laughs) Yeah, but this will get your name in the newspapers and you get more money that way. Ah, that's true. I do like money. You all then eat a gigantic, delicious meal that's been cooked by one of the ship's cooks. More chicken wings! No, there are no chicken wings, Professor. You're not allowed them. God damn it. The ship's cook sadly has instructions from your wife on what your diet should consist of. Oh, she's not even real. She's just she's just an AI in my phone. <laughs> yes, it's an AI in your phone installed by your doctors. Professor, remember what happened in Spain. <laughs> remember that time in Sweden? That's bloody sweets. When you decided to try the what was it? The uh, the pickled shark, <laughs> or was it the rotten shark? Just a, just a double handful of rotting fermented shark. fish. Yeah. Fermented fish, Mm-mm. rotting raw fish, just what everyone wants. Stir stroming, that's it, or stir stroming, something like Sur-stroming. that. Anyway, you then all go to bed and you all sleep per chance to not dream. Good. Good. Captain? Yes. Sorry, I'm usually not the captain, so I'm still getting used to being referred to as the captain. (laughs) Captain Connadine, roll me your seamanship. Um, seamanship. Yes, there are seamen on the ship. They are hard. Oh, God. They are hard. Gosh. Mm. (laughs) The seamen are definitely having a good night tonight. Um... Oh, a bunch of frisky, early 20-year-old young ladies on this ship. So maybe they are having a nice time. Who knows? Um, 
getting wild with the undergrads. <clears throat> Uh, but yes, Captain, uh, you are taking some various measurements, checking the ship's location and everything, and you realise your GPS systems are still not recording your location properly. It keeps drifting off. Hmm. Like, at least twice an hour, there's a ten-minute period where there's just no signal at all on the GPS system, and when it finally comes back on, you're in the same location, but it takes ages for the system to work that out. Hmm. How do I have? Who do I have on the crew who is good? Who who does machines? The engineer. Um. The engineer. Yeah. I I I call for an engineer. You call for an engineer. You get uh, second engineer. Um, Helen. <laughs> ah, second engineer Helen. Yeah. Um, um, the first engineer, Helen Lloyd. That's her name. Uh, I have a task for you. Uh, how can I help, Captain? I explain the trouble that I've been having with the system acquiring our location. Oh. Well, she will uh, take uh, sit down and have a look and see if she can work out what the problem is. All right. Okay, she takes it apart, puts it back together again. She informs you it was a dodgy connection. Ah. And it's now working perfectly. Great. Well, this is good. We've had our fair share of uh, problems with the equipment here. We might be in need of some more robust repairs next time we dock. Well, next time we dock, I will definitely put in a requisition request to the university for a fuck ton of money. Mm. Uh, Which we will, of course, use to renovate the ships uh, and not at all have a nice time off. I think the request might uh, carry more weight if it came from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I can write you up. The second engineer. But the engineering department can write you up some, some technical documentation about what we need the money for. Yes, uh, get on that. The, uh, we need to launch a new satellite. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the ship has its own dedicated satellite tracking it. That would be a bit extravagant. <laughs> Even for a university. The, the, satel- the satellite is in, um, is in Peasley stationary orbit. <laughs> <laughs> Directly above the ship at all times. <laughs> That would be incredibly expensive. You'd have to scientists are scientists are calling it ludicrously expensive. <laughs> Just its orbital trajectory to remain above the ship at all times. Hey, uh, other than that, you all sleep. The next day, next day, day, day. The next day dawns beautiful. Warm, humid, sunny, Caribbean weather. The rock pools around the edge of the island shimmer with that beautiful turquoise clear water. And then then it goes darker as you get further out. Um, Because obviously the seabed drops. Um, It's another beautiful day in the Caribbean. Ah, Oh, uh, I'm I'm up very early. Uh, 
uh, sort of like scooting around the deck nervously, waiting for everyone to get ready so we can go back and go up the mountain. The um, what do you call them? The undergrad students, uh, Michael, the uh, survival expert man, and Wayne are heading up to excavate a tunnel. <coughs> well, um, I shall wait on the beach uh, with my friends Yog and Sathoth. Uh, you will not wait on the beach with Yog and Satoth. <laughs> right. Um, they're building a new base camp here. Up the mountain. Mm. Is anyone else going up the mountain? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Mm. Yes, I suppose I'll keep myself on hand. Hey, um, there is a tent set up. Uh, Dr. Grelmond, Professor Talbot, and Captain Crenatine are sat under this uh, pavilion tent with, you know, laptops and trays and a desk and or two. And the students are starting to dig. Nino, roll me. Um, digmanship. I think you mean this one. Yeah. I don't know why I get two dice up here on my thing when I roll it, but oh boy. Oh yeah, the, the 3D dice doesn't work properly. You organize the digging team. It takes about two hours. It's mostly lifting and breaking up pieces of shale and shuffling them out of the way. It takes about two hours in the end, but eventually they have cleared the entrance to the continuation of the tunnel. And it's dark and full of a thick scent of seawater, brine and salt and oozing slime. But the tunnel itself is open. I'm well. very keen. I'm very keen to get into the tunnel and um, up as high as possible, as quickly as possible. Yeah, the doctor, the professor, pops several of the pills he brought with them to get high, and now heads up the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> or at least he's there, rolling around on the ground, and we tell him, "Yes, professor, well done. We'll go explore the thing." <laughs> I'm with uh, the Tano now. Hey, uh, the tunnel winds up the inside of the mountain, spiraling. Uh, the walls are covered in Taino pictographs. Um, this part of the tunnel has been protected from erosion over the eons because the entrance was closed. Um, the pictographs are ancient, and they're not like any Taino sculptures you've seen before, Professor. They're almost like older, pre-Taino uh, civilization. Like It's like the earliest... N- Forms of their writing and hmm. pictographs. Do they? They look earlier. <laughs> oh God, spice! Do they look earlier than the um the ones we saw on the way in? The ones yeah. setting 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 us a puzzle. They are getting older. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. In fact, hmm. 
I'm uh, I'm making I'm making two undergraduates basically carefully push me up this. Uh... <laughs> You've got a motorized wheelchair. Yeah, I know, but the batteries don't last forever. <laughs> I see you're, you're preserving battery strength. Good plan, people. <laughs> um, we have spare batteries. After about ten minutes, uh, not ten, about fifteen minutes actually, the tunnel curves around, and you can see it slopes up and returns back outside. Hmm. And you emerge into a dell at the very peak of the mountain. So the peak of the mountain surrounds you on all sides in a circle of uneven slate. But this little dell is full of moss and um, pathways goes down to the bottom of the dell. And then there are uh, four uh, statues on either side. I wonder why we didn't make this out in the satellite photographs. Uh, a mountain with a, a hollow at the top, kind of like a caldera. <laughs> it's a... Yes, but I don't think <laughs> this island's had much seismic activity, given the fact that it's covered in yeah, ancient... That's well, true. <laughs> you're a <you're> geologist. <laughs> yeah, that's the point, Russ. It's chiral geology. You can try. You're not very good at it. I'm, I'm only I'm only buffed up on underwater volcanoes. Many uh, yeah. many geologists are fully aware of whether they're standing in a volcano or not. Yeah, again, uh, yes, it, but I can it, tell you facts about the volcano. It's Precambrian. You don't think this has ever been a volcano? This this dell has been excavated again. The walls under the moss. You scrape some of the moss off. So you can have a look. This whole dell has been chiseled out of the top of the mountain. Ah, good. Oh, so this isn't a volcano. This is a crater that someone has dug. It's not very wide. It's only about 100 feet wide at the top of the mountain. Oh, okay, yeah. That's that's achievable. This mountain does have the consistency of a crumbly cheese, so probably not that hard to dig. Hey, do you want to go and explore the uh, statues? Um, absolutely. Roll your Taino. Bang. Oh, wow. The, the 3D dice. Did you turn them on to see what they look like? I did turn them on to see what they look like. Oh, you've not seen them before? No, no, never. They look really was... It's like one of my. It's like the one thing that I do like about World Twenty. <laughs> uh, neat. Turn them off at once. No, they're, they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> you get to watch them bounce around. What's great is when you is when like Russet like rolls to kill me with the president's guards and rolls like ten d twelves and then he just across the screen. What, what makes me laugh is the result. It slows the results down. <laughs> yeah, it does. Which is why I don't use them. It's weird. Um, Thirty-four uh, out of eighty, dear boy. The statues are of Taino dignitaries. There is a chief, clearly wearing the chieftain's headdress. There is the high priestess. There is the uh, great mother, who would have been like the oldest mother in the tribe. Um, and then the fourth one is the hunter, because they were a hunting gathering kind of society. 
and they're like chief hunt huntsman would have been a respected uh figure of the community so sorry they were the chief the chief of the tribe yeah the high priest the high priestess and the chief hunter no the high priestess mm. and the great mother ah great mother Essentially, there were two women and two men. A lot, of, a lot of hunting on a small island. Not a lot of fishing going yeah, on. Yeah, these people used to live on Puerto Rico. Ah, yes. The island was supposedly sure. bigger back when they lived on it, and then there was an earthquake and it sunk. Aha, uh-huh. that makes and sense. Earthquake. <laughs> Nothing suspicious. Maybe the earthquake is what exposed those sections of the tunnel. Yes, mayhap, mayhap indeed. Um, I look around for anything that could conceivably be described as God's breath. <laughs> uh, well, listen. Oh. Listen. Do you, you hear, hear the moaning? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I listen. Professor and I listen Gatlin, hard. As you tell everyone to shut the fuck up and listen, you can hear the wind whistling amongst the tall, um, like the surrounding of the um, caldera, the uneven tops of the um, hmm. uh, caldera. You can hear the wind blowing through the gaps. And that is definitely making a noise. But the only other thing you can see here that suggests where the gods breathe is the fact that you're just outside. Um, let's go up and have a look at the very edge of the caldera, shall we? It's not a caldera. It's a bell. <laughs> At best, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a dale. Caldera sounds cooler. It does. Uh, the path does weave back up to the other side. And on the other side, there is a platform that has been carved out of the, um, edge of the caldera. It looks down over the ocean. Um, You can actually see the ship. It's here, facing this direction. And there are four indentations on this. It's almost like a shelf or altar. And there are four indentations on it. (sighs) Professor, I think I've got it. You are the professor. I was quoting the Professor Layton games for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, Professor hmm. Layton and his boy child slave. Yeah, Professor Layton and that kid that's not related to him, but they sleep in the same bed. I'm not saying someone should look into it, but someone should look into it. Um, he's his nephew. Um uh, you fellows down there, um, can you bring those statues? Do they move at all? One of your students kind of like, they're huge, Professor, no. Hmm. Not even if you actually try. <laughs> <laughs> they're ten feet tall, Professor. Uh. All right, stay there. Don't break anything. Uh, I, I examine the altar closer. Well, your archaeologies. Do do do. 
I, I lifted the top off and I just pulled the lever inside that actually opens them that, uh, that all the Rube Goldberg stuff is attached to. <laughs> Trivial. You use a brush and you, you scrape and brush the moss off the top of the shelf. And each of the four indentations has a symbol on the inside of it. Uh-huh. And you, found, you find one small triangular diamond-shaped stone which has the symbol on the inside of it like carved into it, like lying on the ground near the altar, and you kind of slot it into the right hole. Hmm. You're missing three more. Um, okay, everyone, I need you to find me more of these, I say, holding, holding it up. Let's all look around. Look around you. Perhaps uh-huh. look at the statues. Mm. Uh, we're looking for you. Uh, yes, examine, use eyes on statue. Everyone, roll. Spot hidden thing. Spot hidden. Failure. I never spot hidden things. That's... <laughs> sometimes, dead. sometimes dead is better. I see something so well that I become it, probably. I don't know. How it works. Don't tempt him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Professor Talbot, you can't really find anything from up on the altar, but you're examining the stone you found. It has a pattern on the bottom and a symbol on the top. Uh, Roll your Taino for me. Mine? Yeah. You're not sure what this Taino symbol means, but... um, the stone itself appears to be almost greenish blue soapstone of some kind, and it's definitely been hand carved. It's, it feels slippery against your fingers. Hmm. Uh, Gregor, you find two more of these triangular soapstones lying hmm. in the rubble near the exit to the uh, tunnel. They're just like off the side of the path, lying there on the ground. Ah. And Wayne, you find another one. Uh, on the statue of the Great Mother. Oh. I guess we get these things? You bring them to the professor. They all have the exact same carving on the bottom. Like the bottom of each stone has been carved into the exact same pattern. And each of the indentations on the altar has the matching pattern. So any stone can fit in any hole. Um, but the top of them all have different symbols on. Well, it's um, it's only uh, 9,999 combinations. Um, you, you get on that, and we'll... Uh... <laughs> I'll have the... I'll have the uh... Actually, it's much less, isn't it? It's four to the yeah. four to the four. Yeah, it's only 256 combinations. Wayne can do that while we have a coffee. <laughs> The students could do that, or <laughs> yeah. or, or we should solve the puzzle in the, in the way that doesn't make the GM furious. Uh, <laughs> and give them a credit. One, I um, the, the puzzle might be some kind of arcane trap. Um, oh, everything around here will be a trap. We must we must look further. Whatever they whatever they set this up for, it was clearly a test, and we must pass in order to succeed. 
We also, must succeed are, in order to pass. There, there are more possible traps than we have grad students to sacrifice. <laughs> um, mm. I'm a caring faculty member. That is the eternal problem. Insufficient uh, numbers of students. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's close to recruitment week. We can get some more students. <laughs> it's called the paradox of grads. I um do the. Si- do the symbols on the stones in any way match up with the statues? I look at the statues closely. Taino, once more. Yes, yes, of course. This must be it, I say. And it is... It. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. There is a statue for each one of them. The problem is there is no recorded record that you could remember having had seen of who is more important in the tribal society hierarchy. Well, we're just going to have to pick which one looks sexiest. Never um. never use the word hierarchical. <laughs> <laughs> Hierarchy. <laughs> the hierarchical structure. Um, Hierarchical. I... Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, I... Um, we need to place these in the correct order based on the hierarchy within the tribe. If only we knew what their internal structure was like. A Captain? Well, um... If only we'd brought along an expert. I am not an expert. Look, you should not treat me like an expert on this. I don't know you. Um... They hired me on the basis, oh, they seem like they might be an expert in this. (laughs) They're related. That's the same thing as being an expert, right? Um, (laughs) So, um, uh, I, I bring over what I found and say, look, this is how it goes as far as I can figure out. And I've already forgotten what the thing is. Um, uh, I think it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth. How does it go? What What do I know? Ash? GM? Why, why are we all talking in rhyme? We can't do that all the time. Draw your extreme intelligence to see if you know anything about this from Grandma's stories. Okay, so... Bearing in mind, my grandmother also thought that Catholicism came from bats. Um, what do you mean it doesn't? Um, oh no, that's vampirism. Intelligence, sorry, I couldn't find it. Uh, not, not extreme. The only thing you can remember is that your grandmother told you once that the great mother, the oldest living woman who had given birth to a child, was the most respected person in the tribe. The the oldest living woman. That I remember something about the oldest living woman being the most respected. Hmm. Um, and also, uh, so I remember something about never go to the island. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh they were probably talking about the 2005 Michael Bay film The Island Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it was sort of a box office bomb really uh, I, I like this tribe they clearly had the right idea <laughs> um, 
Well, in that case, it sounds like the Great Mother is probably first in our list. I say, clicking mm. it into place. Uh, the soapstone slides into the altar. Well, unless it's reverse order, of course. Yeah, or the, or they use some other pattern. Mm. Right okay. now, it's now it's only sixty-four possible combinations, so we can have the grad students do it. You only bought twelve. <laughs> I was going to say there's only twelve of them. Um, they don't. Oh, what you you assume that if we do it wrong, we'll be immediately killed. That's the <laughs> immediate incineration. <laughs> you do it wrong, and it's just going to lop your fucking head off like it's it was an egg. Very strict about this. We're like, wow. All right, maybe we should have done some more research. What about the statues? Is there any particular order they are standing, or like is one of them bigger than all the others? Mm. Roll your intelligence, Dr. Gralmond. Uh, intelligence. Oh, success, barely. As you turn to look, uh, you notice this. I'll send you a message. I'm receiving a message. Are you there, spirits? Ah, yes. Yes? So if we look at the statues, you can see the Great Mother is, in fact, the most precipitous to the altar, followed by the chief. But I'm somewhat confused, because then the next two are just kind of equal distance Mm. in opposite directions. So... I think we're on the right track with the Great Mother. Well, what you say is very interesting to me, I say, slotting the chief into place in the next one. Um, Wayne, come here. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I, I wheel carefully back. I'm just like, I'd like to observe. Just place the last two into position. I <laughs> consider my life choices. No, um, I very well. I will do as the professor requests. What are you doing, Wayne? Uh, which are the last two? The high priestess and the chief hunter. I think it's yeah, I, the I, woman next. Yeah, I, I, I would say I would the say the priestess. priestess then the hunter, but I don't say anything mm. because the boy has to learn. <laughs> yeah, I do it that way around. Priestess then hunter. Yeah, you slide the last soapstone statue, well, soapstone tile into place. There is a soft clunk. The whole altar seems to shift, and four pillars inscribed with. The strange, almost runic carving of lines seem to lift up out of the um, altar, moving on different angles. Uh, The whole thing is unfolding, like the stone itself is sliding apart until these four pillars can click into place, forming an archway. And then on the other side, there is just this 
ramp that vanishes down into the mountain. By Jove, it still works. A secret passage. This is I mean, beyond fascinating. We must document this at once. Everyone has their, their camera up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like you 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 would say that in the past, and like someone would get out the camera, and now just like fifty cameras appear and start taking photos immediately. <laughs> Let's quickly close it again so we can film the opening process. <laughs> I, we didn't have our cameras up before because I was I was fifty fifty that something was going to lop Wayne's head clean off. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't say that out loud. <laughs> Fine. We 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 all believe that you just knew the answer all along because you're a expert in their. I'm culture. a science man. I noticed, I noticed that as a I know as a wheelchair user, I um I was I am lower down than other people, so if it decapitation while I moved across the pit, mm. I, <laughs> I'd probably be okay. <laughs> okay, are you going to move down this ramp that goes down into the mountain? Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Into the hole. Yeah, you descend. Someone pushing the professor along. Uh, the ramp is actually quite a tight spiral. It t- seems to spiral down for about maybe 50 feet, and then it opens out into a large cavern. You shine your torches in. There is perfectly smooth stone on the walls and the floor and the ceiling like it looks almost like someone um, it doesn't look chiseled like all the others it's much smoother and at the far end of the room there is a massive pair of doorways Um, but roll me your geology Wayne Oh, <laughs> no. Clearly man-made. Uh, there is a massive pair of doors. There are two massive pillars on either side of the doorways, but they stop in, like, shattered clumps of stone and crystal. It's like they must have been lamps, maybe, or something, but they've broken long ago. Hmm. And then there's just this massive green stone doorway. This is absolutely There's two doorways, right? Yeah, there's two massive... It's a double door, massive green soapstone door carved with some sort of bas relief of a underwater cephalod. And there is a line of Taino text that runs across the underneath of the bas relief. I I aim my torch at the uh, at the bottom of the bas relief. Roll your Taino to translate the text in order to bring about light and illumination and some words. I'll send them to you in Telegram. Ah, that's my favourite sort of words. <laughs> don't don't read the inscriptions aloud. Or do it might be fun. I read them. I read them like in a in a rap style. There you go. Oh, that's uh, that's an important discovery. 
It is. Oh. This, this is fascinating, I say, wheeling myself closer to the doors. What is it, Professor? Oh, just a, just an inscription of... I, I can barely make it out. <laughs> just the just intake of breath. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I, I wheel myself up to the doors. Uh, uh, hang on, I need to see if I have sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I've got ten. <laughs> oh dear, um, uh, Russet, I'm trying to get the thing out of my pocket and touch it to the door without anyone really noticing. Uh, muted. You're muted. Who's muted? Uh, oh, I was just trying to talk. Roll your dexterity at hard because you're in a wheelchair and your back is to everyone, so <laughs> it's hard to hide. <laughs> What did I get? Ah, uh, not enough. That's fine though. I, uh, I've, I've done something shifty at the door. Yeah, you. Uh, those of you who are like, you're all looking up at it mostly, but one of you, you all notice the professor pulled something out of his bag. I um, I am a pr- professor. What, what is that? I. It's a key, I say evasively. Um, would I? Reason- I would have known about the professor's previous expedition that brought him on this one, would I? Yeah. Um, can I quietly whisper to him? Is that from the previous one? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. Everyone roll their spot hidden, except the professor. Spot Hippum, where are you? There you are. Wait, oh, I failed to see. You haven't seen the Gregor because people are in the way, but I'm not Renee and Wayne, you have seen the professor pull this out of a pocket. He's pretty. It's about this big. That's, that's not a pearl. That's also really hard to sneak out of a pocket. <laughs> well, it's in a bag. You know. His old man bag of emergency supplies. Uh, oh, I've got so many things in my bag. I don't know what it is, so... Just, ah... Uh, Professor, it's a, it's a giant pearl. Um, I mean, which immediately begs the question: What made it? But um, giant where's the clam that made this pearl? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, obviously, I'm aware that the professor might have discovered this thing, and that's led him to here. That's that's a reasonable conclusion to make. That's nothing. There's nothing solid about that. <laughs> What are you doing, Professor? No one's seeming to be trying to stop you. They all just seem curious. Yes, I tell you that you found a thing. Do the thing. I I blep the magic thing into the into the receptacle. Blep blep. 
you slide the magic thing into the receptacle. Well, pow. Ah, oh, my dump stat. <laughs> A catastrophe, you say? <laughs> As the professor's hand slides this pearl into the receptacle under the words on the wall, there is a sort of almost a sudden spark of green light that floods up the whole door and it sort of like knocks the professor backwards. His wheelchair just tips over backwards and he goes falling. Oh, bang, ow. And and look at that, you all kind of freeze as the vast belief of the strange gigantic cephalod on the um, doorway seems to come to life. The stone is sliding and moving and shifting. Like a tendril curls around the pearl and seems to pull it through the stone and upwards. And then the whole doorway seems to just start to slide to one side. Both pieces of the doorway gliding into the rock. There's no there's no grinding sound of gears. The whole thing just seems to slide under this deep green eerie light emanating out of the doorway. Can I predict what you're about to ask? I already have my finger on the button. Roll your manatee. It's a bit late to ask, but given that the cephalopod thing has uh, fucked off into the rock, but would it have been a species that I, as an ocean person, would have recognized? It looked like a giant squid. I'm having a Kraken time. Okay. Uh, oh dear. I did not stole that joke from... Everyone who passes loses uh, two sanity. And Rene loses four, as this is disturbing. I passed an extreme. Does that make any difference? Uh, uh, yeah. That's... No, it doesn't. Okay. You know how to edit your scores, right? Okay. Yes, but I hit the wrong button. It's fine. Sometimes people roll again when they're meant to be editing. Yeah, it, <laughs> it happen. <laughs> there we it's, go. It's, it's happened to us all, don't worry. It's not embarrassing. Just think uh, that they probably did it worse. Yeah. There we go. I have succeeded. I succeeded in failing. Okay. Uh, The doorway is open. The tunnel seems to head forwards through the uh, thing. But Professor, you are lying on your back. Yes. Um, I would be trying to help Professor once I was done being Look at what happens at the door. This is happening whilst the door is opening. Uh, uh, Professor, you are standing atop the cliffs of a rocky shoreline. Overhead, the stars shine bright, gorgeous, shimmering lights, but they are wrong. None of the constellations of man are there. These stars are older, more primal, from an ancient, long time forgotten. Turning away from the crashing sea and the booming surf, you turn inland. You see the tall, curved, spiralling towers and peculiar dome shapes of a city. Every window is ablaze in the twilight gloom, shining with a green glow 
of splendour and unearthly, unearthly wrongness. There is a song emanating from the city, a thousand voices lifted in prayer, a thousand throats crying in adoration to the two mighty titans who stand tall above the city. You can see them. They turn to look at you. Hedgehog man, please look under handouts. You have a new one. Oh, a handout. Oh. Oh. They they look friendly. Oh, no. Oh, no, you left their names on there. (laughs) (laughs) Blue mythos, hedgehog man. I don't need to. You've left their names on there. (laughs) Just because their names are on the picture doesn't mean you know what they are. Screaming emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Clicky, click, click, click. 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 Uh, Where's roll 20 gone? You did not pass. You know, you just know their names, but you don't know anything else about them. And then you sort of like snap too, and your you know Wayne is trying to help you back up into your wheelchair with a couple of the other students. I'm um, I, I'm half-heartedly fighting him off as he's lifting me. So I'm like, I can do it, I can do it, but I'm I'm not really helping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, this is it. My life's work. We must go on. We must go on. Uh, care to explain? To the rest of us, the melting rock door. Um, I'm no archaeologist, but I've seen one. <laughs> you see, I, I I am an archaeologist, madam, and that was perfectly normal to see. Well, I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Um, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a trick of the light in here. It's uh, shapes and patterns, that sort of thing. It's found commonly in um, civilization, in Polynesian civilizations, and some of it must have made its way here. I, I can only imagine. There's well, a lot of persuade, professor. There's, there's a lot of valuable, um, you know, research material here, but we must go on. Yes, Polynesia's on the wrong side of the planet, but all right. <laughs> he sounds convincing. And they, they, those Polynesians—they sure did travel a lot. Maybe they, yeah, they, they, they invented yeah, the they invented the, um, the Panama Canal and then um, closed it up after themselves. It's uh, common knowledge in archaeological circles. They could have travelled overland across <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> I'm I'm convinced. I'm mostly here for the fish. <laughs> uh, the most important thing is that I've soothed you with sweet lies. <laughs> You're uh, like, oh, you have, of uh, course it must have been a trick of the light. You can have uh, two sanity back, uh, Renee, because you know that's actually quite reassuring. Yes, I've been I've been well persuaded. <laughs> to- totally normal. Are you going to advance through the doorway? We must go on. Um, can I retrieve the pearl, or is it stuck in the door? Uh, the pearl has vanished up into the doorway. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought so. It's okay, we'll get that out later with Blaster. 
<laughs> Bring the blasting caps. Yeah, let's blow the doors. Clean off. I, I wheel off into the darkness uh, with my torch on my lap. I'm surprised your wheelchair doesn't have headlamps. <laughs> we just strap a little helmet to him. Hey, uh, the corridor on the other side of the door is large and long. Uh, the groom... The groom? The groom is here. Who shall be the bride? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Talbot has uh, volunteered. Anyway, the gloom is what I meant to say. The gloom is banished by your torches as you slowly advance. And then the tunnel opens upwards until you are standing on a threshold into splendour. Twisted columns of crystal march in two rows ahead of you. Seven columns, on two, uh, one on either side, each a different shade and hue of the rainbow. The roof itself is a supporting archway of crystal that seems to glow and is starting to lighten. It's starting to come alive with a soft, warm, golden glow, like the sun is shining down through the crystal somehow. The floor is smooth, polished onyx, and the walls of this star-shaped cathedral of light and colour are inlaid with 20-foot-tall platinum panels displaying magnificent murals. At the far end of this strange cathedral, beyond the rows of pillars, is an altar of stone. It's jade, carved into the shape of an exotic feather-covered dragon with two tails and horns very reminiscent of Oriental Eastern dragons of Korean and Chinese folklore. The air is cool. The chamber holds a slight hint of flowers, fresh water. It's warming and welcoming and breathtaking. <laughs> I, I laugh madly. <laughs> yes. Rythalia. My life's work achieved at last. We found it. We found it. <laughs> ah, excellent. All right, we. Uh... Wow. <laughs> You're at I a mean... nine, and we need you at about a three. <laughs> <laughs> now I shall show you all. <laughs> uh, I mean, wheel me down there. <laughs> oh, we must document everything as quickly as possible. Uh, let's have a look. Sorry, my phone went ka-ping. Ka-ping. Professor, ka-ping. what should we do first? Uh, roll your spot hidden from where you're standing in the entrance where. I don't see it. I'm too lost in rapturous enjoyment of the structures. Also trying to figure out where my phone is. Uh, where's my roll spot hidden? Failure. Are we all rolling spot hidden? Yep, yeah, you're all standing there in the entranceway, staring into this fabulous cathedral of wonders. Alright. Will I spot anything today? No! no. <laughs> you are all 
starstruck. I mean, it was the way when you entered the room and the crystal dome above the chamber started to illuminate and the crystal pillars are casting lights everywhere and it's just breathtaking. And it takes a few minutes before you all kind of like shake yourself out of your reverie to realise you are, you've sort of like wandered down amongst the pillars and are just like just wandering around in, in admiring the glory and the wonder. Um, have like this is so wonderfully preserved. How should we get everybody up here, or what should, what's our first step? Um, yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, first of all, well, we need to be careful. We need to establish some sort of um, camp up here so that we can start documenting our finds. Um, We'll obviously need to get in more of the undergraduates, I say gesturing vaguely in the direction of the undergraduates. Uh, there are a few of them milling around in the doorway, looking around in amazement. Photographs, we need... Everything needs to be documented, I say. Uh, from where you're standing, Professor, you notice, because you can see it easily now, that each of the columns is actually inscribed with a ring of text carved into the crystal. It seems to be identical on each coloured column. They're different Taino words, pictographs carved into the columns. So, like, each coloured column has the same same words on it, but each different colour has a different uh, different words on. I possess a strong desire to read the words. Okay, which colour are you going to read? Um... Heck, why not all of them? I'll st- I'll start I'll start a red because of how rainbows work. Okay, you wheel yourself back to red, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And you're having to like wheel yourself around the column to get a good look at it because it spirals around. Uh, Just... pro- I, I I I kind of professor. Let, let's take some photos and then lay them out on a screen <laughs> where we can well, then read them in a get line. Get on with it, man! Get on with it! I say, <laughs> flapping my hand at you furiously. Um. Yes, I guess that's what I would do. I'd organise the students, take photos, and then start putting the pictures into a line on a computer screen so that we can actually read the text as it was supposed to be actually written. So Ray and the professor are directing some students around the pillars right now. What are you doing, Dr. Grauman? Scan the words. A marine discovery, but it's under the mountain, so... And, you know, this is a resume regardless. It's very pretty, but I, I don't read this ancient language, so I'm going to go look at the statues on the altar. Hey, you're wandering up to the altar. What are you doing, Captain? Well, uh, I think I'll be taking an interest in what is being translated, so even though I don't know the language, um, I am curious about these hey. possible ancestors. Do you lend a hand with the recording of the words? Yes. Okay, so you're helping out with that. So let's start with um, Professor Gramond. Well, Dr. Gramond. You probably will be Professor Gramond after this. <laughs> intact, intact ancient temple discovered on your expedition. Now you just need to 
bump the professor off and claim all the credit. Um, or at yeah, least claim all the credit with the professor. Um, if I can get six of the undergraduates to agree and murder all of the rest. Uh, yeah, ter- terrible, terrible rock slide on the shale mountainside. Uh, those blasting charges would certainly come in handy for arranging something like that. Um, but you're having no, alter. Can we all stop planning murder? <laughs> yeah, stop practicing saying there was nothing we could do. <laughs> I'm I'm indifferent at the moment. I'm not actively sabotaging anyone. <laughs> I swear. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm vaguely interested in the eastern-looking dragons on the altar. The whole altar is one giant dragon. It's been carved out of a single block of jade. It weaves back and forth. Its head is curved up on the left. Its tail is curved up on the right. And then the rest of the altar is its body, like, sinuously moving back and forth. So uh, I did notice on my character that I speak some Mandarin, so I would know that the Jade Dragon is the Emperor's symbol, which is probably completely unrelated. It is But indeed. it made me curious. Uh, on the dragon's body, there are three empty indentations where something is supposed to stand. And there is a line of script. Uh, roll me your power as you look at the line of script. My power? Where is that? Is that a... It's a regular, normal stat at the top of the character sheet near Dexterity. have a hard success. Uh, you can't focus on those words at first. They seem to almost be moving, shifting, changing, and then you realise that you can actually read them perfectly. Oh. Um, you're not entirely sure what language you... I mean, one moment you're reading it in French, then it's definitely Mandarin, Cant, you know, um, Canto, and then it's Spanish, and then it's English. And then it seems to shift and flow between the four letters. It's very unnerving. Do I get any sense of general meaning, or is uh, it... do indeed? It says, "I will send this to you in the telegrams." Oh, that's a lot of big words. Uh, I'll just motion at the professor and say that, um, Professor, I've found another puzzle. I approach alacritously. So you abandon the others and are like, Yeah, I mean, they're taking pictures for me. They haven't, uh, they're, uh, 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 my attention has been dragged away momentarily. What do you think you found? Uh, it's another puzzle with three slots. And Mm. I'll quietly read him the thing. Uh, it's... God, should I read this? I don't know if I should. I'm always dubious. Do you mean you don't want to read the mysterious words that are changing languages out loud? No, <laughs> horror movies have taught me this is a bad. Plan. I, I mean, almost definitely not, but do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm not sure how I can read this, but I can. It's it's all the languages I know. It's weird. Um, for the entrance to the mother's path, find the triptych. That means three of those honored above the father and the mother in color and in image locate the three and place them in preference referential i know the words but i don't know what it means um i think we have to find three things oh christ love russ it send us the, send us the text would you <laughs> yeah hang on preference referential you crazy right. kids and your preference referential. Um, the preference referential is... So, the last puzzle had four things. This one has three things. The next one's going to be very easy. Uh, so what, what, what we're learning is that the puzzles get easier as we go. Honoured above the father and the mother. Mm. Yes, that seems... I sent it to you on the telegrams. Are you sure it's not a mistake? It's definitely above. Yeah. The triptych of those honoured above the father and the mother. The father and the mother referred, remind me, referred again to... You've not heard this before. They're, they're just oh. figures in uh, Taino mythology, I say vaguely across the room at you. Oh, okay. Perhaps the in-colour and image will give us their clues. Yes, yes. If if Wayne and his team could could hurry things along, I say politely, but not really. <laughs> um. Well, uh, yeah, we... working. It's okay. going to take time to video all of these columns. You're on yellow at the moment. Yeah, we're just. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I mean, I could I could give the professor like a tablet with like the words of the first column all laid out in easy to read horizontally. Yeah, You've taken the photographs. Well, no, other people have taken the photographs. I'm arranging them on the screen. <laughs> it takes time. Okay, fine. Well, we're working. We're working. About um, five minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, some, someone keeps banging something loudly, and it's giving me a headache. It's probably not as bang loud as you think it is, but I'm. It's coming I'm not moving here. I'm not in bed. It's just stop, please. <laughs> oh. While um, they do that, um, what say, Professor, we look at these fabulous platinum murals? Yes, sorry, I forgot you were talking to me. Yes, let's let's look at those and see if there's a triptych on there, eh? Where are you going? Um, let's look at the first mural... Behind uh, the show me mural one. I can't see the can't see the, the map because everyone's icons are in the way. Let's look at the mural. Just look up from the altar at the mural directly behind mural one. Yeah, this mural seems to show some sort of terrifying scientific apparatus, like there are cogs and wheels and strange jars full of liquid and there's this massive massive creature with massive wings and uh proboscis for a face and he seems to be operating the apparatus and 
in two of the large jars or canisters or tubes or something in front of him, uh, two creatures are seeming to take shape. Uh, Professor, you may roll me your Cthulhu Mythos. Why does the Professor have Cthulhu Mythos? Oh, wait, because he works for Arkham. I forgot. No! Uh, there is one small message. Oh. There you go, Mr. Hedgehog Man. Hmm, yeah, okay. I, uh, I thought that was... I thought that was quite likely. Um, how many people are, are doing the creating? Uh, there's just just the giant thing with the face. Mm. He's doing the creating. Face. The proboscis, massive g- g- platinum creature with giant wings and a proboscis for a face. Ooh. Next mural, mural two. You turned ninety degrees. Uh, This mural appears to be a battlefield, a war raging between strange plant-like creatures. Which one are we looking at? Bodies. Uh, Mural number two. You said. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You just said ninety degrees. Turn to look at. You said mural number two. So. Okay. You got a bit closer. Um, It's this massive war or battlefield between these strange exotic star-shaped creatures and hulking shapes of darkness full of eyes and teeth. Someone is thumping something constantly. What is that thumping coming from? It not me because I can hear it. Hang on a second. I think it might be UK. Yeah, that's it. That's my chair. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I can't do anything about it. Have it burned. Mute yourself for a little while while we while you eat. Uh, uh, yes, that's what you see on this second mural. You may roll your Cthulhu Mythos again, Professor. Between hulking shapes and what? Sorry. Uh, strange star-shaped creatures and hulking amphibious beasts that seem to be amorphous blobs of eyes and teeth. Uh, okay, I'm I'm sure I'm sure glad there are all these mythos traps arranged around the place. Uh, it bodes well. Uh, where has it gone? Oh, there you go. Thankfully, you don't know what they are either. <laughs> it's just beautiful, clearly native <laughs> artworks of their fictional fantastical imaginations this is so much fun we're going to walk around look at all the murals and one of them is going to make me scream and die (laughs) oh delightful which mural would you like to look at next well let's look at mural three since we're we're metagaming and doing them in numerical order uh this one shows a very strange tall comical creature uh, it seems to be holding a large tablet of stone in a beautiful chamber. It's reading. It seems unaware of this mass of eyes and bulbous flesh and horrible wind um, that seems to be tearing its way through the floor behind it. Righty-ho. Mm. 
Right. Am I am I rolling my You are. Rolling my Cthulhu Mythos, okay. You're fine. <laughs> get get in closer though. Get in closer. <laughs> I don't like it. So these um these ancient people certainly had a colorful mythology. I've I've got to admit I've I've not seen any of this in association with them. I wonder where they picked up all of these fanciful images. Are you going to move on? Uh, yeah, why not? Why not look at mural four, which for some reason isn't at a cardinal point, but in a corner. This mural, um, platinum. Is again whole platinum panel that seems to just be carved and shaped. Uh, it's a strange collection of iridescent pearlescent spheres, interlinked, merging, flowing from side to side. It has depth and color, and it is alluring. You can't shake this it is beautiful this just amorphous blob of different colored spheres all seemingly random and yet there is an elegance to it hmm. uh neat am i am i rolling my, <laughs> am I rolling my do i have to roll my mythos every time i look at a mural in this place yeah, I do like the idea that Dr. Grauman is probably just like, oh, fascinating. Uh, <laughs> taking photos, and the professor is like, oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid we've cast the dice too many times. <laughs> There's, the, the reason there are, you know, what is it, seven murals is so that the uh, GM has seven chances to bean you over the head. <laughs> I think think you're about to see how fast an elderly man can be propelled out of a cave on a stream of therapists. <laughs> uh, read your messages, Hedgehog Man. Oh, oh, you've had a message queued up this whole time. What, what fun. What japes. How lovely. <laughs> uh, wait, why would I know what that is? Because <laughs> you've read some weird Cthulhu Mythos bullshit. Uh. Well, I'm, I'm glad there's no sanity cost attached. Roll me your sanity. Oh, shit. <laughs> like humanity. <laughs> but I'm fine. You lose four sanity as you realize <laughs> that this is not some fantastical myth, but a real thing. Well, I mean, it's still a fantastical myth. It's just, you know, more pervasive than I thought it was. Yes. I think potentially ordering the spicy seafood donbury was not the wisest idea. It's full, <laughs> of, full of tentacles. <laughs> um, I believe you're fine until they start wiggling at you. What are you doing, Professor? You are you are now no longer quite feeling that this this is as pretty and safe as it once was. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> uh, ah, nervous laughter. Are you right there? 
Oh yes, oh yes, just uh oh some of the, the imagination these Taino people had. I say unconvincingly. Um if you say so. <laughs> I'm really fascinated. Hello. It's time to restore some sanity. Oh no, it's it's almost never that time. It's cream. In, in fact, it's quite the opposite. Mmm, delicious cream egg. Well, you can't have a cream egg. It's January. <laughs> that means the next official holiday is actually Easter. I've never <laughs> been so angry. I can eat a cream egg at any time of the year because it's not my religion. <laughs> I don't think the cream egg is a vital part of Christianity, to be honest. Jesus died for our cream eggs, Nido. How dare you? And he said, let there be eggs. And he saw that they were cream. Oh, is this another group I'm going to have to formally apologize to? Yes. Blessed are the eggs. Blessed are the egg carriers. I'm very angry. I'm going to eat this moam. So, Professor, this is what you've just been staring at. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> and this was mural number one. Uh, Russet, this is that. This is just that cave under the desert. Oh, that one's kind of horny, actually. I like that one. It is. It is sort of the cave under the desert. Russet. <laughs> and this was on. This was the creatures on mural number two. Hey. Oh. <laughs> It's so much worse than I imagined. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got time to finish your tentacle. Uh, this was mural number three. Right, I had these all uploaded and labeled, and then it apparently didn't save them. These are just all the monsters. Ooh. Nightmarish. Ah, a Yiffian. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what his name is. It is literally what its name is. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't think you pronounce it with a though. I think it's more <laughs> the it's Yiffian. Claw. Its claw looks exactly like a Skeksis. <laughs> Sound like Yoda. <laughs> Well, yeah, they are voiced by the same guy. Well, that's true. (laughs) Uh, This is the other creature on mural number three. Oh, oh. The one lurking behind the creature reading. Oh, that's what my asshole will look like after all those chicken wings. (laughs) (laughs) Just just got a ring of teeth and too many hands. (laughs) He's got a wandering eye and teeth that just can't stay still. And you've currently stopped at mural number four, like... Oh, well. (laughs) I laugh. I laugh unsteadily at you. I'm like, shall we carry on? (laughs) Yes, Professor, let's look at the next mural. Um, Or not, you don't seem into it. (laughs) Mural 5! 
You head across to Muir number five. I only have a certain amount of Cthulhu mythos. It's 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 fine. I hope I hope we are supposed to be looking at these murals for a solution to the puzzle, and it's not. <laughs> they're not just here to dick with us. Um, uh, I'd, look, I'd look at them anyway. I mean, that's who I am. Um, this is a, a massive, shaggy, ape-like humanoid creature. It seems to be fleeing from a city of magnificent spires and black stone. Fleeing into a prehistoric jungle. Well, that mm. seems cute. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a toothy boy. Ah, the Wendigo, one of the most appropriated myths. Still, it's the nicest one yet. Let's worship this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you know you like. You've got off the deep end. You've just gone completely like, oh yes, we must now worship the other things. But like, let's let's check first. Let's check which one's the nicest one. Mm. Welcome to Godmart. How can I help you? This one has the least tentacles. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm reasonably sure this is a yeti. Do I have to roll my uh, Cthulhu mythos? You do. Oh damn it! <laughs> it's fine. I won't. I, I won't pass twice in a row. Psych, it's Niall Hattab wearing a Yeti costume. Fuck dicks. Did you pass? You, yes, of course I passed. At first glance, you think it is just a Yeti. But then, and I'll write the rest of it in this message. Oh, cool. Oh, thank you. Oh, lovely message. Not, Wonderful. Not, not. Oh, reminds me. I should get some more for our It's not the Yeti, it's only Yet-esque. <sighs> Burns. Telegram. God, I imagine knowing about the Cthulhu mythos in the Cthulhu mythos is like eating spicy food but directly in your brain. <laughs> it it kind of is. It's like it's obtaining knowledge which your brain was not designed to handle. Oh, that that makes perfect sense to me, and it doesn't in any way make me want to roll my sanity. <laughs> mm. Fortunately, Russet is muted. Alas, he is powerless. Oh, your sanity. No, it oh. doesn't count. It doesn't count if you said it while you were muted. Everyone knows that. That's a rule. Roll uh. your. <laughs> Sanity. Uh, no. <laughs> it's his birthday. Can't he have one free one? Hooray, I passed. Uh, I passed. You are not that disturbed by this one. You're just like, that's just a silly legend. <laughs> a preposterous drawing, I say in an oddly high-pitched voice. <laughs> Scootling across the mule number six. <laughs> yeah, 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 wheeling away from it quite fast. What is Muir number six? Muir number six. Wheeling the professor from mural to mural, <laughs> watching him slowly <laughs> turn into dribbling. You see, what we do when we want to retire the uh, old Miskatonic professors and not make sure they don't fall into enemy hands is we just walk them past a series of murals and it just, and they're, 
the knowledge just folds into their brain and they collapse like old jelly. <laughs> Calms them all the way down. Uh, mural number seven, you say? Um, no. Six. No, six, six. Not. six is like six. seven. Oh, he really wants us to get to seven. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, these are all made out of beautiful carved platinum, um, rather than the coloured pictures. But I only have coloured pictures, so oh, God. that sounds like look. something Snarf would say. Look, look. look, look, this is this is look. It's just the cameo in this one. He's not the main dude this time. Um, we he... don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've been playing a Call of Cthulhu game called Masks of Nyarlathotep for two years now, uh, and he's the bad guy in it, and he's he is an asshole. <laughs> he's not. He's just he just wants to bring you love and peace by ending the world. That will bring love and peace to the world. Oh God, whatever. Um, Final Fantasy villain logic, but okay. I I look at him and I observe just a charming pharaoh sitting on a throne. Nothing Cthulhu mythos here. There is Cthulhu mythos. Oh my god. <laughs> Craig hated this room too when he was playing Professor Tarbot. This is worse than eating those wings. Oh, Hooray! thank god. <laughs> it's just a charming ancient Egyptian pharaoh in this ancient Taino temple. Oh, my favorite, oh. my favorite part is how angry he is. Yeah, that, yeah, that is that would be the one thing that would mess you up—the fact that it's in the wrong place. <laughs> uh, the next mule is this strange creature standing atop mining equipment. Hmm. Wow, where did you get that picture? Google. That is the cutest Amigo I've ever seen. <laughs> it's quite cute. I like that one. I just, I just want to ride him. <laughs> well, we'll, go for, we'll go for adventures. Oh, God. Can you imagine if, like, a, a petitioning for a Disney remake of Pete's Dragon, where Pete sees it as a charming dragon and everyone sees it as a fucking Mego? Because <laughs> it's messing with Pete's brain. <laughs> I'm a friendly dragon. What are you doing? <laughs> Your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does think... appear to have COVID-19 as a head <laughs> <laughs> I think the corporation of the mouse might ha- object to that version of Peter's Dragon <laughs> that's right. we'll call it Peter's Dragon and say it's a, a new and entirely different IP and there's um, one final mural hanging above the entrance in beautiful platinum uh, good okay I, I use eyes with mural it looks like this. Hey. He looks friendly. Yeah. Looks like someone you could hang out with. Do I have to roll the thing? Briefly. Does it? Uh, you do have to roll the thing. Uh, fortunately, I know nothing of the deep one. Yes, or of the fungus creature with the mining equipment. Oh. But you may roll me your archaeology now that you've got over the shock and horror of seeing them all. Oh, now a warning. No. <laughs> uh, you're clearly too shaken up by the horrors you have seen. 
to really focus, but the beautiful and charming Dr. Grauman may roll me a spot hidden at hard. Spot hidden. So I just roll spot hidden, but I have to meet the hard requirement. Yeah. Yeah, it'll tell you at the top. Oh, you're 25 over. That's too many. Uh, But you wander back to the group, Professor, who have been taking pictures of the words. Um, They've taken pictures, and Wayne is with uh, someone's laptop, uh, taking, uh, like, compiling the pictures into something that can be read easily. You reckon it's probably going to take you a couple of hours, however... Oh, I was I was just picturing that thing where, like, you know, you get the uh, it's the scientific it's the modern scientific deep dig thing where they've like brought up fifty seven computers down here and a giant monitor just to uh, show cool stuff. Uh, um, I guess the movie exposition board. Yes, here come to the <laughs> come to my exposition screen. <laughs> Uh, it is, however, going to take you a few hours, you know, to put these together because they're not easy. They are circular, round, solid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And remember, they are all slightly glowing, and the text is the same color crystal as the crystal that is glowing. I phone in panorama mode and just like <laughs> <laughs> slowly, slowly shuffling around. Uh, um, I, I, I've come over to help, by which I mean um, tell you how you're doing things wrong. Um, how how does the professor? Do I notice like the professor like having having changed since having looked at all those murals or not? I'm a bit sweaty. <laughs> He's doing a typing. The professor is a professor in a chair. He hasn't transformed because he saw some. Scared. I sorry, sorry, sorry. He means what emotionally. Yes. Does the professor look okay after looking at all? Yeah, he's had plenty of. T- he only lost a couple of sanity. Okay, okay, that's fine. Let's just check. It. Um, Wayne, come here. I have a vessel I need you to drink from. Um. Yes, I guess. I guess we'd just be working away. I, I, I wouldn't like. Uh, I haven't got anything further to add. Okay, are you seeing in here in the glorious Temple of Wonders, or are you going to retreat to the boat and where you have, you know, labs and computing equipment that can do all of this quickly? Well, once you've no. taken all the photos, no, we must we must stay here unless we leave the undergraduates taking photos in this mysterious temple, and we all go back and have them send the data to us. Because <laughs> we've also got to process that logbook. They were doing that last night. Well, yeah, it, it, it's not instant. You can't just toss them in some chemicals and hope it, the words work out. Oh, sorry, no. I think I, I think I missed us doing an, a sleep and a reset. I think I missed. Huh. I think I lost track of time. You did you went back to, to the boat and everything? That yeah, yeah. No, I forgot. I forgot. I, I forgot. Can't can't it be the same as the um uh, as that uh, that bit of Poirot in um Murder on the Orient Express where he just sets that book on fire and it just displays all the relevant words. Uh, can, can we try that? I don't think that will work. Easy Armstrong. Oh, 
I'm still bamboozled as to what we're supposed to find end place. Hmm. Uh, perhaps a quick. I, I reckon it's probably something to do with these words on these these pillars. <laughs> I assume. I assume they take a long time to analyze, so that we have time to look at all those lovely murals. Yeah. yeah. Look at his little face. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're archaeomonologically again, Professor. Um, those were words. No. He is too bedazzled by the glorious splendors. <laughs> now he's turned into a nookling. <laughs> no, I will not tell you that for more. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a very nice thing to say about Nido's mother and her, her relationship with Flinty. No. <laughs> oh, have you burned, sir? Um, <laughs> I, I, I will have a quick scoot around the altar to see if there's anything fascinating there while we're here. Oh, uh, roll your archaeology around the altar of glories. Is anyone else doing anything? Uh... uh Call me computer use, please, Wayne. Captain, are you looking around at anything? Uh, luckily, circling the altar is part of the uh, ritual. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know. I, I don't know whether I'm looking at anything uh, specific. I um, You're going to wander around the murals? They're just murals for you. Yeah, so I'll have a look around, oh, but... What hidden Not with any heart? aim. Uh, spot hidden hard. Spot hidden hard. Spot hidden hard. Spot hidden hard. Spot hidden. No. Okay. Um, Wayne, your the laptop you have here is not powerful enough to do all of this rendering. Mm. You're going to, have to return to the lab. On the okay, boat. that's fine. Well, um, if we finish collecting all the data, let's uh, head back to the boat. Mm. Wayne says he's going back to the boat to get the translations. Is anyone going with him? Uh, it would make sense for the professor to come with us, given the oh. fact that he'll need to read the translations once they're done. I, um, I, I, I may go back as well, just because I'm anxious about not having kept an eye on the boat for a while now. You, you can tell that I look very, 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 very reluctant to leave this place. I'll stay here with the professor and look at these pillars. I know. No, no, they're they're right. We should return, but we must hurry. It, it's fine, yeah. professor. This is like day two of our expedition of our many day expedition to this place. Ryan, this is my life's work. That's fine. You've still got many years of your life left, professor. Calm down. <laughs> And a, a, a sailing yacht happens to be sailing past. It happens to have Hercule Poirot aboard. So uh, someone's days are numbered. Torpedo the boat. <laughs> <laughs> he would survive. He's Hercule Poirot. <laughs> what was the, what was the line again? Oh, no, no, no. You cannot get rid of Poirot. That is easy. <laughs> Hercules parrot. Um... We return to the boat, me grumping the entire way. You return to the Peasley. 
Your newfangled computers let you down, didn't they? Huh? You couldn't do it all in one go in the cave, could you? Hmm? At least now we won't be in the cave when you inevitably read the terrible translation. You head back to the boat. Um, the boat seems drab after the wonderment of the... Um, this boat seems drab after the wonderment of the cavern. Yes. That's what I was going for. Uh, but you can roll me your computer use, please. Sweet thing. Just Nido. But you do have ah. dice because you have the, um, the ship. That's not great. <laughs> That's a bit lame, to be honest. If you <laughs> if you've upset that computer, uh, you get back to the uh, ship. You start transferring the photographs from the uh, laptop to the computer. Uh, something goes wrong. Something. Of course, it has. Uh, the entire um, thing. The uh, the laptop crashes mid-transfer, destroying all of your photographs of all of the pillars and <sighs> crashing the laptop into oblivion. Uh, okay, okay. Magnificent. We will have taken those pictures on other cameras and then collated them on the laptop. Yeah. I want... Uh, it, it'll be a pain, but I now will get everybody to help. I will now get every single undergrad student down there working on this thing for the professor. We are going to go through all of the original photos on all of the cameras and reassemble the data carefully this time. Roll, Not on roll, one tiny laptop. Hmm? Roll, roll my luck. Luck at hard. Uh, racing across the workshop because Shelly is about to clear all of the camera SD cards (laughs) because you've taken copies of all the data (laughs) the the three ring binder you toss across the room bonks her on the head long enough to (laughs) 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 the originals (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you failed that luck roll they would have already deleted them because you had copies why would you need the originals yeah, yeah this is this is uh, the um uh captain captain oh captain the ship has crashed all of the computer systems on the ship have now just crashed the emergency lighting has come on and you're kind of standing on the bridge staring at a red light emergency bulb because all of the computerized systems that run the ship have now just crashed. I'm going to call for an engineer, maybe a first one. <laughs> the phones are out. Uh, uh, no, I mean literally call for an engineer. Have you, have you tried opening your mouth quite wide and making yeah. a noise? Engineer! <laughs> Dr. Gralmond and Professor Talbot, where have you gone after you got back to the ship? Did you go back to your rooms? Um... Yeah, I wouldn't have hung around while they were doing the computer stuff because that's boring. Um, what time is it now? It's getting on. Uh, it's probably late afternoon, about about five thirty. Oh, is the uh, is the sun still up? 
The sun is still up. It's July in the Caribbean. Oh, how about how about a cocktail on the Fiesta deck then, Doctor? I, I was going to say I headed straight to the bar to try and recapture <laughs> the magic. So you're currently sitting in wicker uh, bamboo armchairs on the covered promenade near the bar when all of the lights go out and the, the Wi-Fi signal stops and the um, you just you can see the little computer behind the bar has just gone off. Honestly, I probably yeah, wouldn't notice any of that. Get me an engineer from upstairs. <laughs> yeah. All right, I wouldn't notice that. Uh, not my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like something the IT department would deal with. Uh, Dr. Gong pours another mojito for her and the professor. <laughs> um, yes, uh, it takes some time, but you finally track down the chief engineer who informs you that um, they're going to have to reinstall the operating system for the boat. Someone Re- Reinstall some- Windows 95? Reinstall BIOS? <laughs> uh, you, you joke, you joke, but um, I know someone who dealt with that, and there is literally a version of Windows called Windows for Warships. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a customized version of Windows like NT for that runs boats. Don't say. (laughs) (laughs) And they call it Windows for Warships. (laughs) Well, um... It's going to take him about 14 hours. (laughs) I need it in seven. (laughs) Oh, you're doing the Scotty thing, are you? I'll see what I can do. (laughs) What caused this, I demand? Um, he stares at the single monitor that is working, you know. Well, according to this, it happened on the expedition workshop deck. Hmm. He look, turns on a monitor which just has just has a single word on it in red text, and that word is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I storm grumpily to that, to there. Uh, you find Wayne and all the undergraduate students uh, desperately trying to get the computer system to restart. Um, busy with something, I say. The laptop, <laughs> yeah, the laptop's obviously working, but the actual built-in computer system for the lab here is is not restarting. And one of the students is like, "Oh, Captain, um, yeah, Wayne was doing something, and the uh, system crashed." What was he doing? We're Wayne? trying to process the expedition data. We're trying to process the expedition data. And how were you processing it with a hammer? <laughs> Why? What's happened? Um, the whole system's gone down. They're having to reinstall the operating system from scratch. Oh, uh, let's so that we don't do that. Let's disconnect the lab from the boat system if we can. Like disconnect it on a network level. That way, we can't. If we do anything, it won't hurt you, and we won't mess up the boat. How's that? Why? I think that would be wise for the time being. Yes. But, um, Wayne, that means they need to reinstall the lab system. It's dead. Can... Well, well, okay, then we'll need... I guess... Look, we're pulling an all-nighter here. I tell you what, we, uh, we can get some, one of the engineers to help with your computers after they've finished working around the clock to in, reinstall the operating system. How about that? Yep, yep. Look, look. look. 
we're not going to be we're not going to have a happy professor until both of until both this boat and this data is processed so we we have to have equal priority on these problems is there a way of taking credits away yeah not, the professor could just fail him why why not switch the ship systems to manual control <laughs> it's not it's not a thing these I ships mean, don't have manual control I seem very annoyed about this, but I there's not much I can do about it, so I just grumble off. Uh, on the on the bridge, you do have to switch the ship to manual control. It's just that none of your instruments, you know, none of the electronic instruments are working. You have been reduced to um, the wheel, the hydraulic power, the radios are out, the the phone system is out, is <laughs> the computers. Fine. Mm. Fine. Uh, thankfully, you're currently anchored and not going anywhere, so you know at least the anchors are down. Um, but it, even the operating system that manages the heating and the air conditioning has failed, and the uh, you know the lights are all off. Good thing, good thing the weather is nice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, Nido, you currently have uh, seven working laptops and people's personal <coughs> laptops, none of which have the um, power you need to do this uh, compilation of photographs. You are literally going to have to print them out and write the words out by hand, like each symbol out per hand, to put them into a single sentence that the professor can then start translating well this is a university boat uh, boat right Mm -hmm. we're just going to start covering the walls in like large amounts of paper and whiteboards you you wheel out the emergency whiteboards well done (laughs) this is is a university boat or u-boat for short (laughs) right uh, as you start that work professor uh, captain you go tell the professor and dr grauman what has happened Yes. Okay, the, the, the captain walks into the uh, covered promenade. You find Dr. Gwalmund and the professor having mojitos. They haven't really noticed anything going on because they're <laughs> watching the sunset with cocktails. Oh, so, cap- Captain, a black Russian. Oh, well, at least someone's enjoying themselves. I explain the situation. Oh, would you uh, would you like me to help fix the computers? I say in a voice that that suggests that I'll I'm, I'm up for giving it a try. Uh, doesn't really seem to be your area. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I used a computer once. It was uh, ENIAC, I think. <laughs> I have my best engineers on it. Your first engineers? Yes. Wow. First, second, second and third engineers, if they even exist. I've never seen oh. one. Tell, tell Helen, the second engineer, I said hi. <laughs> uh, in my day, when a boat crashed, it sunk. Well, there's still time. <laughs> hmm. yes. I wonder if... Uh, I, I, I wonder if um, Ryan had anything to do with this. Oh, sorry, Wayne. His name's Wayne. Uh, I suspect he might have done. Hmm. Yes. Well, I once mean, once he's finished processing my data, I'm sure he can help you fix the uh, fix the boat. 
Uh, yes, that might have been what broke the boat, in fact. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm sure he did something wrong. Yeah, so that's going to be down for a while as well. Your data will not be analysed for some time yet, I'm afraid. Why? Uh, why, would some, why would a mere collection of pictures break a boat? What nonsense. <laughs> We've definitely not seen weirder things today. I'm sure it was just the method that he used. And not that the data <laughs> contains a terrifying you see, algorithm yeah. hidden within the material. Instead of opening up MATLAB or whatever, he just uh, uninstalled Windows. Um, (laughs) He deleted the System64 file. Tried to get the data onto there by just plugging and unplugging the hard drive really quickly to spell it out in ones and zeros. He plugged two network cables into open ports on the same network. Look, look, I just I just accessed the photos with retrieve photos, so that's R, move photos, that's M, move them to the root directory, dot slash, really fast. <laughs> slash RF. We've already established this is a Windows Warship special. Uh, I need to tweet this. Um, oh, that's, 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 uh. That's a that's a joke that maybe only some people will get. <laughs> Sad, lonely people who uh, really <laughs> should be together. put down. And only ten percent of the people who get it will laugh at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed you managed to improvise an acronym for it so quickly. I'm. It's just a I'm, joke you memorized. I'm no. I'm I'm well practiced at coming up with stupid acronyms for things. Uh, as as X powers go, that's certainly not a great one, but I'm glad you have it. Okay. Uh, it is late evening. Everyone is resting up. Uh, Dr. Garmond and the professor are getting sloshed on martinis. <laughs> I know my limits. Uh, the captain is being quietly furious whilst he waits for his engineering team to reinstall the operating system that runs most of the ship. Like, it's 2017, man. Computers run practically everything on this ship. Okay, um, who's, got the, who's got the drivers for the funnel? Oh, but yeah, they're on this floppy disk. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the engineering staff are also quiet. <laughs> Oh no, the sound driver! <laughs> they're, they're quietly not reinstalling the laboratory software yet. It's currently last on the list of things to reinstall <laughs> due to both, both being furious and not life saving emergency equipment like the radio. I mean, at this point, I'm sort of. And I'm basically ordering around all the undergrads saying the professor needs this for stuff. We need to get it done. Right, uh, Nido, I need you to roll me some uh, people management. I think it's a touch. Um, Trade, charm, or fast talk, whichever is your highest, as you try to talk the undergraduate team into uh, Fast talk. Roll it. Oh, no, I'm also oh, yeah. 
they work for a few hours until it is time for dinner, and then they're like, yeah, we're off for dinner. Bye, Wayne. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Can I convince them at least to come in uh, to come in as early as possible? They start at nine. They'll see you then. All right, they're, st- they're students. Mm. You're lucky to get them at nine a.m. Uh, but yeah, your fast talk was enough to get them to work a bit late, but not enough to get them to work overnight. Uh, the translations are about a third of the way done by the time they all knock off for the night. I um, I would sort of maybe without disturbing him directly see what the professor's up to. If he's deep in his cups with the other professor, then... Um... Roll your constitution, Dr. <laughs> Bauman and Professor Talbot. I won't bother. Uh, uh, constitution is literally my dump stat. <laughs> uh, in a wheelchair. Because uh, if he's sloshed, I won't like bother telling him, oh, by the way, the translation's a bit done. Hey. <laughs> you, you peer out onto the covered promenade with the wickerwork uh, chairs, and Professor Talbot and Dr. Grauman are telling each other stories. I'm, I'm leaning in really close, and I'm like, so I said to the dean, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a pianist. <laughs> I uh, I leave them alone, and I'll um, just go to bed and try and set an alarm, get up early. Gary, yeah. is that you? Professor Talbot and Dr. Grandmond are having a good time. (laughs) Alcohol. solution to all of life. Essentially, (laughs) anchored next to a mysterious ancient ruin they discovered. It's fine. We're all fine. We haven't activated anything. It's all good. Probably. Uh, the engineering staff work through the night. Uh, Peter, are you going to help them, or are you going to leave it to them? Um, is it my thing? What? What? Do, uh, I don't know how much I would know about that. Operate heavy machinery. It's going to be electrical repair. Yeah, because you know some of the you can probably help me wire some circuit cabinets that got frazzled when everything shut down. Pete, you might want to nudge your microphone up just slightly. I will tinker with my frazzled cabinets. Well, your electrical repair. And after that, are you going to help them repair the chip? <laughs> I do twice as badly as I needed to. <laughs> yeah, sadly, you tried to help, but most of the damage is beyond your, you know, you're not an expert at this stuff. You kind of help out as required. But some of these panels, you know, they're going to have to take out the whole panel and replace it. You know what? I'm no lightning smith. You get on with it. Uh, you can roll me your mechanical repair. Maybe you can help out with any broken mechanical systems. Well, I suppose I should. I, oh, I, I just ship of Theseus this whole ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, you use your god powers to replace anything that's broken mm-hmm. good decision good decision um, you carefully and slowly and surely fix some mechanical systems that seized up when you know 
the computer operating them stops operating them with no notice. It turns out if you just shut all the power of computer systems off at once, things break. You know, large large mechanical devices that were busy doing their job suddenly seize up and stop working. I don't know who designed the ship and thusly wired in the laboratory systems directly into the uh, the ship's control yeah. system. That seems like that seems like poor design choice and not the responsibility of the students. Uh, they aren't directly connected; they're on separate systems. But somehow, somehow, Wayne, you you broke everything. Oh right, sorry, I forgot magic. Not yeah. magic. Technological failure caused by you. Mm. Mm. Uh, but you all sleep eventually. Uh, you wake up the next morning. Constitution rolls. Professor Talbot. Look, I'm seventy. Uh, I'm, I'm not. not I'm not rolling my constitution. You are, or I'll roll it for you. You are both slightly hungover this morning. So you, 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 you have a slow start. It's not bad hangover, but enough for you to not want to be up at the crack of dawn with the excitable students. <laughs> oh, I never do anyway. Wayne. Perfectly in character. Wayne, you can tell I'm in one of my moods. <laughs> Thankfully, you both have your own lounges where you can have breakfast served in the quiet. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, I, I leave. Um, I leave those two alone. I concentrate on like getting everybody excited that the work's going to do today is going to be really interesting, and you know, got, it's a challenge. Okay, well, try to make them excited then. Um, it's, roll your enthusiasm. This fast look really appropriate. It's more persuaded yeah, as well. You only have one. You only use one. So if you're, regardless of what you're doing, you use whatever. Oh, okay. Put the points into. Okay. So. I mean, about how this works. Ah. Uh, I don't like roll twenty. They are all. It's nothing to do with roll twenty, you know. It's called random chance. This would probably happen with dice as well. Yeah, but if it happened with dice, we could cheat. <laughs> <laughs> if it ha- if it happened with dice, I change the dice. Oh my god! <laughs> Ninety six. Uh. That's You're not, not a crit, really right? Sure what you said, but they are really, really fucked off with you. <laughs> the lab systems are still down. They're having to write this all out by hand. Look, I'm I'm trying to be encouraging. If they can't, you know. Professor, by the time you emerge from your suite and head downstairs to see how it's going in the elevator, there sounds like there's a full-on row going on between several of the undergrad students and Wayne. Hmm. Uh. Um. Sorry, did you say I hear this? You also probably hear it, Captain, but the Professor hears it more. I, I, wheel, I wheel slowly in and I'm like, everything okay, everyone? No, Wayne broke all the computers. We're having uh, to do this by hand, Professor. Oh, that's just how it is sometimes, unfortunately, my wonderful students whom I love. <laughs> <laughs> what are all our names, Professor? <laughs> Wayne, have that one killed. <laughs> Drag him to the furnace. <laughs> 
no survivors. Um, are you going to help them out, Professor? How? <laughs> you can start translating stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, like, if some of it's done, then absolutely, like, like, I am itching to start work on the translation, but like, I don't even have computer use as a skill. <laughs> it's okay, no. Professor. We. Uh, because we've been writing it out by hand, it's in very large print on a wall. <laughs> you don't even need your glasses. <laughs> the, last, the last time he saw me try to use a mouse, I was rubbing it on the screen. <laughs> Hello, computer. <laughs> I mean, right, roll your tainer, Professor Talbot. I, I approach the semi-translations, and I say... <laughs> this is gibberish, Professor. What if I spend ten luck so that we could get the story going again? <laughs> you could spend ten luck. I would love for you to spend ten luck. For I'm going to spend ten luck so that we can continue playing the game. <laughs> oh, I was enjoying making Wayne's life hell. <laughs> I swear to God, if there's another broken computer, I'm going to throw it in the ocean. <laughs> Professor, it takes most of the morning, uh, but you eventually finish translating the poems. Poems. Ooh. I remembered to share the correct one. Hooray. Not my version, your version. Player version. Hmm. Elder ancient race, empire amongst the stars, science champions. Thus the chaos crawls, pharaoh of earth eternal, master of men's dreams. Keepers of knowledge, master of escape, thieves throughout time. Green, sleeper in the deep, honored above us forever, father creator. Blue, escaped food source grown, biological mistake, master of the earth. (laughs) That sounds a bit like Nito. Hey! (laughs) Oh, sorry, I meant escaped food source grown. Uh, outside of all time, gate beyond which no stars shine, spheres eternal truth. Violet, prospectors from space, outpost in the dark, preserver of thought. Hmm. Mysterious. Uh, can I roll my solve puzzle? Uh... Not from the ship. You're going to have to go back to the temple and have a look around. Clearly, um, this is only one part of the clue. I sure noticed that there are three things in each of the things. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's very Look, You said I'm not allowed to do riddles, so I didn't do rizzles. Rizzles. Rizzles? <laughs> you haven't done a riddle. You've done a... He's done a rizzle, TM, entirely distinct from a riddle. <laughs> Legally distinct. Um. <laughs> Ask me how they're different. To discover, answer this rizzle. <laughs> you, you can ask me how they're different in court. <laughs> so we are looking for the solution to the rizzle. Um... The triptych of those honored above the father and the mother. I don't know any Cthulhu mythosy stuff about fathers and mothers. 
I'm assuming it's mythosy stuff. I don't know. I'm going to say at this at this point, it's probably mythosy stuff. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, and neither does my character. Uh, Would you like to return up to the temple? For entrance to the mother's path, find the triptych of those honoured above the father and the mother. In colour and in image, locate the three and place them in preference reverential. Um, I mean, in preference reverential could just mean on the altar. I think, uh, I think in preference reverential means that somebody got Rosset a word a day calendar, but sure. Let's... <laughs> Hey, that's good mystic religious bullshit. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's fine. I'm sure. <laughs> um, Color yeah. image is probably the pillars and the murals, but Mm-mm. absolutely. So you've got what the words on the pillars are. Now you need to go look at those murals. Let's Yay. go re-examine the murals. Um, while we re-examine our life choices. <laughs> Adjust, uh, but I will. I will be back in a second. The trio, the triptych of those honoured above the mother and the father. That's the thing that aggravates my brain. Roll your Cthulhu mythos. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> yes. So mean. It's a birthday, Russet, making me roll things. You haven't yet worked that one out. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Um, I suggest that we all return at once and leave some of the undergraduates trying to repair the boat with the boatman's crew. Are you staying behind to fix the ship, Peter? Uh, I probably am this time. There's so much wrong with the ship. I'm concerned about that more than I am wanting to go back and investigate the ruins at the moment. Right, you are, Captain. The ruins. Send someone back down to the ship if you need me for anything. We could always just radio you. Uh, Are the radios working? Uh, No. Because the uh, repeater that is operated from the ship is not working. Well, if we can fix the radio, then yes. Otherwise, you know, send someone down. I'll maybe focus on that then, because that seems important. Do you have a flare? Um, I, oh, we must have flares. Yeah, you have flares. Alright, I'll send, 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 up, uh, send up one of these flares if um, if you need me, and vice versa, yes? Yeah, yeah. Might I, might I suggest uh, we take a couple of different coloured ones. If it's like a white flare, it just means send someone when you can. If there's a red flare, it means we have an emergency, please send help. And which one means we have a new pope? A uh, black uh, flare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I ju- Look, I just foresee us having trouble, and we need a way of communicating an emergency. Use the standard, standard maritime flare signal chart. <laughs> there isn't. I don't think there is one. I, t- I take a uh, I take a briefcase full of different coloured flares. Mm. You take a flare garden and some different flare cartridges. Uh, chartreuse for if one of us has had an accident and needs a new pair of trousers sent up. <laughs> 
Surely the professor should just be helped into some of his uh, special old man underwear. <laughs> Do we have any brown flowers? <laughs> I'll be right back. I just need to grab it. What, do, what so, does cyan mean? Is it a brown flare? <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's weird when he walks out of his webcam and into your webcam. Mm. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, uh, well, you see, we live in the same house. That's not acceptable to me. Mm. It's, it's like an interdimensional portal. Mm. <laughs> or a very low-budget episode it's, of Doctor It's Who. just a, a regular portal, as in a, a, a door. <laughs> You should just arrange a, uh, you should just arrange a, um, like a video of him walking by, and then you can play it behind Nido when he leaves one. <laughs> uh, Peter, you should show Kay your knife video at some point. Oh yes, but I, I need to be on Zoom for that one because that's what it's loaded onto. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay. Anyway, um, so you return to the temple, leaving the good captain behind to try and fix the ship. From Wayne's mistakes. You arrive back at the temple. You're allowing yourself back inside. Uh, As you enter, the temple starts to get bright again as the light once more resumes. That's wonderful. I I wonder how they've achieved that, I say, in passing. Uh, possibly some kind of organic phosphorescence, I say. Science ish <laughs> There are marine sciences that would glow like this. Like a jellyfish in the walls. Yes. Jellyfish. Or a fungus. Some... Some funguses do phosphoresce, I think. Mm. They don't normally light up, however, when people walk in the room. <laughs> yeah, we're all glossing over that. <laughs> and we've we've also seen a doorway melt without questioning it too much, so... <laughs> okay, you're back in the temple. What are you going to examine... Hmm, well... Um, the altar has some things to be placed upon it, but we don't seem to have any things, so just have a general look around for things shaped like the holes in the altar. I I can't examine the altar because I haven't actually seen it yet. Okay, okay. Wayne wanders up to the altar. Uh, where are you going, Professor? Um. Oh, God. I'm going to sit and reread the riddle. Um, sorry, the riddle. Um, and think on it hard because figuring out who is most revered above them, see, above father and mother seems to be the um, the most important aspect of solving this. Okay. I would like you to roll me Cthulhu Mythos with two bonus dices. Oh. Because you are in the right place for the clues to be visible now. Ooh. 
So five. Uh, so your first one was a fifty. So no, no, was... my first, my first one was a seventeen. Okay, so that's a seven you've got. Yeah. Okay. And that's a sixty-seven. Is it? I'll take the 67. God, I don't know anything. No, uh, um, I'll, I'll take the 7. Excellent. Taking the 7. Uh, yeah, how, how bonuses work is you're, um, you're re-rolling the 10s die. Ah, right. Okay. Hmm. I will send Hedgehog a message. So it increases the chance of success. Not by much in this case. <laughs> Better than nothing. You know, it worked. Ah. The green one does have honored above us forever in it. Mm. There you go, Mr. Hedgehog Man. Mr. Quills, Mr. Quills. Here's the Mr. Quills. Mm. So yeah. while we're doing that, however, Professor, uh, Dr. Grauman and Wayne, would you please roll on for me the spotting of the hiddens? Fail! At this point, we can just assume that I will always fail at spotting hidden things. Um... Perhaps I forgot my glasses. What eyes? <laughs> I will send I see something. Nido a message. Roll me a D7, Nido. I haven't read the message yet. <laughs> um, a D7. Type that one. It's just a D8, but if you um, if you roll an A, it pings off into interdimensional space and never comes back. Uh, has he picked which of the murals is coming to life? There you go, Nino. Now, why would these murals of dark gods from beyond time and space come to life? I hope it's the nice fluffy one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I passed Cthulhu Mythos on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, want that one. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. You hear Wayne go, oh, okay. <laughs> he does he does that a lot. It doesn't impinge on my consciousness much. Professor! <laughs> <laughs> now I I wander oh. back over to the the altar carrying something. All right, all right that gets my attention. What are you doing as you get to the altar? I I don't do anything with it, but I'm kind of holding um I appear to be holding a piece of the mural. Um, the mural, Professor. It the the murals aren't flat. There's objects hidden within them that don't look immediately obviously three dimensional until you pull at them. So I think each of these murals might have a hidden artifact, which may act as part of a key for this uh, object. Why, why are you putting that chunk on the altar? I don't. I, I no. I just found this is just the one I found in that one. Um, he holds out the foot tall statue of Dagon 
Like the, the murals are all bas relief, so they're all like three dimensional carvings in platinum. And he's clearly slid this image of um, Dagon out of the statue, out of the 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 mural. Fascinating. I'm just sort of waving it around, going, oh, "Not exactly a friendly chap, looking chap." Uh, <laughs> this is this is the father figure that the Taino people worshipped. The fa- they revered the father and the mother as gods. Well, as demigods. So the three who are above them are clearly the gods of this pantheon. So I so I say so this isn't actually one of the ones we want. I don't think so, no, but an excellent start nonetheless. Well done, Ryan. <laughs> I uh hmm. I have I have some of the underlings uh, photograph what the object and then I'll put it back on the ship. Oh, did we leave all the underlings behind? We normally we bring would, some we, underlings. We wouldn't bring. We wouldn't leave all of the underlings behind. Who okay. will fetch and carry our things? Half yeah. of the underlings are on the ship helping out. <laughs> I I uh, I have the underlings help me photograph it and then I'll put it back where we found it. Because you this... left Doctor Grauman's marine biology students on the ship helping to fix it because. You know, you, they're not much use here, so you bought the archaeology students. What else are they going to do? Marine biology. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's here. Please, Wayne, as you slide the statue back into the mule. No, I'm putting it back where it was. Oh, goody. I don't like it when he says, oh, goody. It suggests a bad thing will take place. Nido. Yes. Please look under handouts. You have a new one entitled The Vision. <laughs> okay. Sanity check. Flash of insight. Um. You lose two of your sanities. I, Professor, mm-hmm. would you like to roll your Cthulhu Mythos with two bonus dice? Oh, what a treat! I got one of them Cthulhu Mythoses. Oh! <laughs> Actually, I did that wrong. Um, <laughs> so it should I should have clicked that, and then that I messed it up. No, we'll accept that because that second one was a zero three. So we'll accept it. Okay. Even though you just rolled it, like in real life, you would just roll both dice again. Well, I pressed the wrong thing. So you got a five. Well done. You got a five. Looking around the murals with the images and now the words from the uh, pillars. Uh, you are able to attach a name to each of the deities. Hmm. Arona, if you look in plot documents, you have a new um, handout. Ah, it's um, it's the same as Pillar's player version, but with the 
yeah. the names on it. Okay, you, you, you'd worked out which which mural and which poem, and the names of them. Yeah, it's useful. You're sitting there putting it together piece by piece because you're the smart professor. Be smart, professor. <laughs> As I'm wandering around thinking about it, I I notice that there are seven pillars, but eight murals. Perhaps one of the murals is not as it seems. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. They don't add up. Um, I I I relate to my ideas uh, to the team. Relate your ideas then. Uh, okay. So, so this one I say, gesturing to the um, the first mural, mural number one. This is uh, this is this is Father Dagon. He's the um, he's the father figure that they worship. Oh, cool. Um, Giant sea serpent looking thing. That was a very strange noise. Um, Uh, Ambulance going by outside. Oh. (laughs) Um, Yep, the second one, that's an elder thing. They're they're red in this uh, uh, on the pillar. They're the elder ancient race. Uh, mural three. Oh no! Uh, no, sorry. Uh, mural six. That's Nyarlathotep. He is the Pharaoh of Earth Eternal. Uh, great race. Is three the great race? Yes, uh, mural three. That's that's a that's a Yiffian, I say. <laughs> um, continue. Wayne Wayne giggles. <laughs> I look at him. I, I I look over at Wayne in total bafflement. <laughs> Is there something wrong with Yiffian, Wayne? <laughs> um, oh, to skip ahead a bit. Green is Cthulhu. Uh, blue is humanity. That's the one with the uh, the weird, like super hairy dude. He's a proto-human. Uh, Indigo is Yogg-Sothoth, and Violet are the Migo. So I've put names to all of the things. We're just looking for the three who are actually gods. Well, I mean... Well, I don't... I take... I'm an undergrad student. Would I know anything about any of these in a sort of purely... Come up. 
in your studies before now? I don't know. Back to university. It doesn't have Mythos Creatures 101 on the syllabus. <laughs> I mean... It's the Miskatonic University. They probably fucking do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's required reading. It's before you, before you get to the one about how you use the library. <laughs> if, if they don't, perhaps they should. Um, well, I mean, you're the only person who knows anything about this professor. How are we mm. supposed to know which ones are gods or not? Well, not humanity, says one of the grad students. Yes, I don't. You're, you're quite right. Uh, I look at Wayne desperately. Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly isn't humanity. And from the sounds of things, uh, the great race are described as keepers of knowledge, masters of escape and thieves throughout time. It doesn't sound like them either. Uh, this Cthulhu fellow is labelled as honoured above us forever. That sounds quite likely. Yeah. Hmm. Yogg-Sothoth outside of all time. Hmm? That that's that seems possibly correct. That oh, seems pretty pretty godlike. The hmm. green one as well. Father yes. creator, that's a common... It says it's creator of the father, which suggests a thingy. Yes, that's the um, one we just said, Wayne. Do keep up. Yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm rereading the list. Um, I don't think the pharaoh... That seems more like a lower position hmm. than god. Master of dreams is a common god trope, but... Mm, but... But men's dreams. They're looking mm. for something we're looking for something above Dagon in their pantheon. Good use of the word pantheon. Mm, thank you. I don't say it because I'm not there, but I, I would. Um Well, what about the red? The picture of the red one. It was. Um, uh, what were they doing again? They're having a big war between the two types of people. Mm. Mm. The big blob monsters with eyes and the terrifying starfish plants. Well, doesn't seem. Oh God! So that doesn't seem. Particularly godly, but then again, war between two sets of pantheons is also a very common god trope. So I, I think it's I think we've got, definitely got this Cthulhu fellow. Um, <laughs> seems like a real character. Yeah, he seems, <laughs> seems like a nice chap. Uh, the. This uh, Yogg-Sothoth outside of all time, that seems very promising. Mm. And maybe we should just try this Elder Things then, uh, the ancient race, the Empire Among the Stars. Maybe they're, you know, well, obviously, you know, all of these things are just uh, things that the Taino people have made up as uh, mm. cultural focus points. Mm. None of this is real, of course, I say, laughing with the uh, with the grad students. <laughs> in, in the first, uh... 
The first yeah. mural, Cthulhu is literally above Dagon. <laughs> yes, I mean, like, is there any pictor- Is there anything in the pictures that suggest one thing entity above another thing? Which, um, uh, open them. Oh, oh, god. Uh, I can't open Nyarl for tap, but pretty sure it's not him, right? Yeah, he. Well, I mean, he's sort of. Uh, I don't know. Roll me your Cthulhu mythos once more, Professor. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know, if this whole section of the game is me rolling Cthulhu mythos, you might have given me more than 15. <laughs> 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 Never mind. However, on this one occasion, <laughs> uh, you remember this from a book you read in the library. We all sit looking expectantly at the professor as he ruminates <laughs> on his past research. I vibrate gently in my chair. We pass you a brandy so you can swirl it around in a, in a glass and look thoughtful. Oh. No, you're quite right. I do think this Nyalhotep fellow is above them in the Pantheon. We should try this. I think you I think you've cracked it there. Vinay. Doctor Doctor works. Let's give it a go. What could possibly go wrong? Um, very well. I shall wander over to the mural of Nyalthotep and molest it to see if any bits slide out. I'm going to uh, go feel up Cthulhu. Uh, you can't reach Cthulhu from your wheelchair. <laughs> Someone pass me my science broom. Uh, <laughs> I join the professor and help him search the thing for uh, something Don't other than they're going to pull out. Um, Roll me pal as the figure sitting on the throne slides out of the throne and you're able to lift it out of the mule. Is this me? It is you, Dr. Grammond. Very well. Uh, It'll be up near the top. Power. Yeah, no trouble whatsoever. You slide this out and carry this statue of an Egyptian pharaoh on this Caribbean island. (laughs) Thousands of years. Uh, to the altar. You don't plug it in yet, but you carry it across. Hooray. We've established that the Taino people had very active imaginations. Um, Wayne, roll your power as you slide the Statue of Cthulhu out of the memorial. Again, no trouble whatsoever. You're able to lift down the giant squidly monster beast. Excellent. It's heavy, it's made of platinum, but, you know. Professor, would you like to go and examine Yogg-Sothoth? Um, if I couldn't reach Cthulhu, I'm not going to be able to reach Yogg-Sothoth. Well, Yogg-Sothoth is the entire wall of bubbles. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the one I had a really bad reaction to. Sure, I'll go and I'll wheel over to that and look, have a look at it again. You don't have to. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I insist. Yeah, you wander over. Uh you reach out and you feel that most of the bubbles will actually slide out. <laughs> you have to pick the right bubble. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like this at all. <laughs> they all have the same base underneath them, so when they slide out, they have the same 
slot on the bottom that would slide back into the wall or the altar. Oh, I select my favourite bubble. Made of pure platinum. It's just a gigantic lump of platinum that is going to make you rich when you, you know, you remove these murals from the ancient temple and ship them back to Arkham. How dare you? We're not grave robbers. Yeah. We are, but... Ancient temple. The Puerto Rican government don't need to know about this. (laughs) Not until you've sold them to the British Museum. (laughs) Are any of these platinum baubles small enough to slip into a satchel? (laughs) Certainly not. They're quite huge. I've I've sent the appropriate reaction to the chat. It belongs in a museum. (laughs) Very good. Okay. Uh, you all congregate at the altar carrying a platinum statue. I I have that same gift. <laughs> well, I say, all we've got to do is just place them on there and well, nothing will probably happen. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, well I mean, it, I hope it unlocks something. <laughs> Maybe a further chamber? Oh, yes, probably some sort of a minor mechanism underneath it. <laughs> Very well, Professor. Let us place them on three. We count now, down. Now, now, are we placing them on three or after three? Like a second later, after three. Uh, it's three, two, one, go now. And on now. <laughs> <laughs> But wait, on now, on now, you spin on the spot and then you put it down. Maybe, maybe we should just do it one at a time. For <laughs> yes, yes. Let's assume, let's assume that they had only one person doing this and put them down one at a time. Is there a... It said, ah, yeah, I remember the the thing. It said, it said in order. So oh, uh, which order. of these is the biggest, most important one? I don't think it said in order. I think it said... Um, preferential it had some foolish language <laughs> with, with referential <laughs> integrity um, yes preference reverential which so, I, I think is just fancy words for on the altar but I, I, I feel like it possibly means like you know the most important one has to go on the high is, is it just three in a row or is yeah, it like three in a row. Mm. well I tell you what let's just plop them all on there and if something goes wrong we can try figuring out what preference reverential is Okay. Very well. We do that. I placed the first statue upon the altar. The statue of Yogg-Sothoth slides onto the altar with a faint click. I'll I'll do Cthulhu next. Okay, you slide the platinum statue of Cthulhu onto the altar with another faint click. I will also put the statue on the altar of the pharaoh. It slides into the altar. The altar shivers slightly. And then the head turns and the whole altar comes alive. The jade dragon seems to flow like liquid. Its coils lifting up into the air to form an archway. And underneath where the coiled dragon was lying is now a ramp descending into the darkness. Oh, it's wheelchair accessible. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the three statues are now like perfectly held above at the top of the arch, so they're looking down on the, the room, and the dragon's head and tail are on either side. Yes, I say quietly. Just a simple, ordinary mechanism. I'd give you an incredulous look. <laughs> I don't even put any effort into sa- not sounding like I'm talking bullshit. One of the uh, grad students lowers the camcorder and is, like, playing it back. That did work, right? Yes, Professor. Um, got the whole thing on tape. <laughs> I, I, I instruct several people to start uh, recording additional ones. You know, like, just after well, we've had, like, one camera failure I've, and various technological failures, I... Uh, I'm telling everybody, like, like, we need three cameras running at all times, at least. Perhaps no one is going to believe us. I, uh, I am mildly disturbed by magic dragons, but I feel we've come too far to turn back now. <laughs> That's the spirit! <laughs> Meanwhile, on the boat... Death. Captain, roll me your computer use, please. Roll me my computer use. Swear to God, if there's another broken laptop. (laughs) Where is it? Where's the computer use? Where do you use a computer? There you go. It's on the sea. Yeah, you... Enter your login, you reboot the boat. The boat is now up and running. Would you like to reconnect? <laughs> well, before I uh, do anything else, I just want to check that they have disconnected that whole research system. Oh, yeah, they haven't rebooted the research lab. They're, okay. They can completely take that apart and find out what the fuck Wayne did to break it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I started up then. Yep, you start up the ship. The ship comes online. GPS systems are getting a fix on the satellites. Mm-hmm. The radios are up and running, and the telephone starts ringing. I pick up the phone, pick up the phone, yeah. It's uh, Arkham University, the Miskatonic University, even. They would really, really like to know that you're all okay since you've been out of contact for, like, 16 hours. Um... Yeah, yeah, everything's uh, fine. We just had a bit of a, a malfunction here. Uh, How are you? We're all fine. We're really, really relieved you're all okay. Um, you vanished off everything. We, we've, we've been out of contact for much longer. We'd have been hiring a boat to come and look for you. Uh, no need. Um, Excellent. And the waters are quite treacherous anyway, so I wouldn't recommend it. How long did you say we were out of contact? About 16 hours? Oh, yeah, okay. Look, let's be fair. 16 years! Um, Yeah, look, look, let's be fair. If if we hadn't... If if, if they'd gone missing, they would have just added us to the list. (laughs) 
They'd have just uh, hammered your names onto the memorial in the quadrangle and uh, the three miles tall. <laughs> I described the rather impressive structures we found. Um, oh, well, those sound fascinating. As soon as the professor gets back, we would love to have an interview with him on those. Mm. Um, is there anyone back in uh, the university who might be able to help us identify? the purpose of such uh, a place. Well, you'd probably want the preeminent professor in Taino studies in the world who is currently on your boat, Captain. Yes, but he's not the only person who knows anything about anything. No, but he's the best one our university has. I don't know. Have you heard me talk? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty much convinced I am. I mean, uh, we can ask around other universities, but we don't normally do that until after the expedition is over. I'm just saying, you got some clever clogs at that university, I know. Yeah, but our best expert on the Taino is currently with you. Fair enough. Um, Uh, Anyway, I'll let you get on. Uh, We'll speak to you later. We'll update you if anything else happens. Chip won't. (laughs) (laughs) They sign off. Would you like to try and call the professor on the radio? Uh, yes, I try to call the professor on the radio. Roll me your luck. Uh, rolling luck, luck, rolling luck, roll. Luck. 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 Uh, Professor, your radio goes off. I I drop it in astonishment. Well, it's tucked into the side of your wheelchair. I I throw it until it smashes in astonishment. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a bit crackly, however, because you're underground like this. I pick it up and I snap it in half and I'm like, now no one can save us. (laughs) Uh, No, sorry. (laughs) Renee and uh, Wayne pull out their radios. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> um, good news, we've nearly got the radios working. Ah, well, let us know when you... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you scamp, Captain. Uh, yes. Uh all working. I was in touch with uh, the university uh, who says that their press office would love again to uh, talk to you about all of these new structures that we found. Oh, yeah. They're so needy, aren't they? Um, Mm. All they do is pay the bills, I guess, but I've got tenure, so... Mm. Um, (laughs) I think we... Well, we found... A fascinating entrance, and I'd like to explore it. Okay. Um, what's stopping you? This radio telephone call. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, get the hint. It's it's very fascinating, and perhaps you should come up from the boat, Captain. It sounds like things are well under control there, and you can come and see what we've discovered yes you're right I, I am much happier now that we are back in contact with the uh, university I um, 
inform the others that they should uh, cautiously... Well, actually, I, I guess I finished this call and say... So, <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, well um, if, if you s- sound like you're going to... Um, what is he doing with stream? If, if you sound like you're, you're going to hang up, I, uh, I, turn my, um, I, I turn my voice down a bit, by which I mean I speak quieter. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, Captain, uh, do, you, um, do, you have, do you have any firearms on the ship? Firearms? Uh, do I have any firearms on the ship? There are, yeah. There's like a box with some emergency guns that you keep locked up in case you need them. Um, would you like me to bring my box of emergency guns? Very much so, yes. Right. Um, I... <laughs> Very well then. Uh, Everything may is I fine. May Everything I ask? Fine, and we found we found a very ordinary door, and we'd like to go through it. But I'd really like to have a gun. May I ask what you're expecting to see? Oh, well, I'm pretty sure my ancestors are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was a good joke. <laughs> um, uh, uh, call it an old man's waters. Um, that's what I call the sea. <laughs> it's no wonder it tried to sink your boat. Um, Uh, okay, fine. I will bring us some form of being armed if it will ease your mind. Uh, I will be there shortly. Wonderful. I hang up. Right. Uh, so I go and inform the others to cautiously try to bring back online the research thing, uh, continue with that work, but do not reconnect it back to the main network just in case the same problem occurs. Yep, your chief is going to take the whole thing apart. Uh, then I get my own rifle and uh, g- go to the weapons box and see what I can reasonably take with me. Okay, uh, I think everyone else has handguns. Mm-hmm. I think the professor has a handgun. I think Dr. Garmond has a handgun, and so does Wayne. If you check on the old combat tabs, everyone. I do. You can see what weapons you have. Oh, you... You mean we're just carrying no. guns? No, no. You haven't got them. They're in the box. Oh, okay, right. I was like... On your combat tab. I was cap- like, I brought my research Luger, <laughs> which I use, I use to clear any impediments to research out of the way. I'll fill a bag with them and then swing the bag around above my head to check that the safeties are on. Um, <laughs> um don't worry, Please. the safety's off. Or however you usually do that. Please <laughs> do it in the room with the undergrads. <laughs> Don't worry, the safety's on, and the, and it's not loaded. Bam! More, it's not more loaded now. With, uh, more comfortable with the traditional over-under hunting shotgun of the shafts, but uh, <laughs> a pistol will do. <laughs> Yeah, you know, as as a professor, my standard weapon is the uh, M fifty one anti tank missile. But uh, 
I'll take what I can get in a pinch. Okay, uh, it takes about... Uh, roll me your intelligence, Captain Grenadine. If you're going to make me think of bringing ammo as well, then I've thought of that. No, this is for something else. <laughs> All right, okay. Did you remember to bring the gun batteries? It is the future. Uh, uh, you bring the radio booster system. Like, you know, you can set up a radio station. You've got two of these. You can set up a radio station in the um, crater like the, at the top of the mountain, and that will boost the radio signal down into the temple. All right, good. I'll bring that along as well. Um, you have another one, but you don't know how well it would work underground, but you can take those little boxes with an antenna on them. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take it with me to try, you know. Okay, it takes you about half an hour to make your way up the mountain with all of this stuff. Uh, but you eventually find the others in the temple... You um, you take a bit of time when you get to the courtyard outside with the statues. You set up the little radio box, and then you head down into the temple, and you find that the altar, the gigantic slab of jade, has now moved, and it's now an archway above an entrance. All right. Um, cool. Where are the others? They're standing around. They're, they're just standing around, waiting for you, having having a snack and a drink. As I one does. Another pepper army, Doctor. I, uh, you know, I announce myself. Hello. I'm just going to the bathroom. Okay. You guys will play. It'll go great with the martini I brought with me. <laughs> I can use it to stir it. <laughs> ah, you're just in time. Look, look at this perfectly ordinary door that we've opened, I say a slightly strained tone in my voice. How? Never mind. I'm sure it was most impressive. Most impressive. Um, yes, I think we should head down and explore. I think we need to probe this island's mysteries thoroughly. Very well. With guns. Oh yes, hand those out. Uh, I open the box, and I'm like, "Guns, get your guns!" <laughs> I, I, I definitely look a little bit confused, P- Professor. Oh, um, well, you know what it's like. Sometimes you're down in a cave, and there are bears, oh, or wolves. Yeah, wolves. Wolves, sometimes wolves. Um, Wolf bears. Ferocious seven-foot-long bats. Yep, bats. Big, really big bats. That's also a problem. One time I was attacked by a Labradoodle. (laughs) That was on campus, though. Uh, It's not really relevant here. (laughs) I wish I'd had a gun. You still shot it. (laughs) (laughs) So, So these are for wildlife, Professor. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it just feel better to be prepared. You know what I mean? With bees. Um, flora, fauna, flora. <laughs> for the chance of a lifetime, for the murkiest scam. Uh... <laughs> 
Do you begin okay. to descend the ramp? Or are yeah, you- uh, yeah, we do. We oh, do. but first, though, I mentioned that I've also um, brought this really, really, really radio Roylay system. This, this radio beaster. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to teach him vowels at some point. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone wants you to bring a Raleigh system, honey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I do not have a weapon in my combat tab. Is that important? And that means that you did not get a gun. Oh, very well. Because you don't have one. I do not carry a gun. I wish I did. It's all right. You can stand behind us. and Actually, no, let's check that. You probably would have an emergency gun. I'll give you pirates. one. It, feel, it feels unfair otherwise. I'm reasonably sure they won't do much good against, you know, an elder god, but uh, a desert eagle... Shit, like. (laughs) Thank you. I don't often get to use the modern day guns, so. um... (laughs) Yeah, that's. Well, here's the best one. Don't often get to use the modern day guns. That's why I've got a gun from 1918. (laughs) Wait, I thought the model P08 was. Yeah, it's modern as well. Okay. They still make them in the modern days. <laughs> just, just trawling through the modern gate, modern day weapon list. Uh, uh, I've got a, um, <laughs> I've got a taser. <laughs> uh-huh. My... I've got a, a reciprocating double barreled grenade launcher attached to my wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> my my second favorite Israeli gun, <laughs> the Desert Eagle. Right, where were we? Oh, yes, you were going down the hole. Are into you going the, down the hole, hole, everyone. Um, yes, we are going to proceed into the hole. Okay. Uh, you start down the initial ramp, and that is maybe about um, 100 metres before you emerge onto a large platform. You've got torches out, showing light. Um, you are at the top of a large spiral. Uh, you can see to your left the pathway spirals down into the earth, but the other side of the spiral is about um, three quarters of a mile away. So there's a massive chasm stretching out ahead of you, and this ramp spirals down the outside edge of it. And in the middle of it, there is just this dark. Hole vanishing into the earth. Last one down's a rotten egg. I say, and I take the break off. (laughs) (laughs) Never never one to shy from a race. I will leap directly into the void. Uh, (laughs) I definitely don't do that. Oh shit! She's not getting down there. She's not getting down there before me. Um, sorry, I mean, I mean, we we proceed with all due alacrity down the hole. You pour, you peer over the edge of the hole and like shine your torches down that you cannot see the bottom. 
Hmm. It just disappears into the darkness. Where's our survival expert that we throw into dangerous situations ahead of us? You didn't bring uh, him with you. What? What do you mean we didn't bring him with us? He's back on the boat. You were going up to look at a temple. You already discovered there was no like dangerous animals for him to kill. We radio the boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, uh, your radios don't work. We go what? outside and we radio the boat. As soon as you get back into the temple, the radios work. But whilst you're down the, 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 at the top of the spiral, there's no radio. We radio the boat, ask for Mike to come over and wait for Mike. Uh, he asks if you need him to bring anything. Um, yes, we found a, a big hole in the ground and we'd like to thoroughly explore it. We might need a rope or perhaps two ropes. I'll bring my survival gear then. You probably need a... Um, a piton. A very long rope. I'll bring my climbing kit then. You might need a caribana. Professor, stop trying to say words you've heard me say. <laughs> <laughs> it might eventually arise with all of the survival gear. I'm I'm like a very anxious child on Christmas morning at this point. I literally cannot wait any longer to go down the hole. Uh, he arrives with all of his survival gear in a big rucksack on his back. But he wanders down with you, and he's like standing at the edge of the ramp. He's like, this thing is huge, Professor. Uh, that's what they all say to me, Mike. Um, he reached, Can I have that flare gun? <clears throat> uh, I, I look for a few moments between the flare gun and my pistol, and then I pass him the flare gun. <laughs> He kind of aims it down the ramp and fires. And he watches. And after about 30 seconds, the flare... You can see it's still spinning down out of, down into the hole. And he watches it, and he's counting on his watch. Right. I think if my maths is right, that, Professor was about 2,500 metres before I lost sight of it. There's no such thing as a bottomless pit, Mike. It's deeper than 2,000 metres. That's two miles, Professor. Two miles down. So you're saying you should bring bring snacks. (laughs) I think we might need to break out the camping gear, Professor. And food and water. All right, well, let's let's go down and see how far we can get, and then we'll head back. No. <laughs> we all go and get the equipment we need to not, I don't know, die of dehydration because we've gone two miles under the earth in a mysterious cavern. Yes, who knows what the air is like down there as well. No, it's, it's fine. Look, I take a few deep breaths. That's up here, Professor. It's It's... Air rises. Everyone knows that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I bang, I bang the arms of my wheelchair, and I'm like, I am grumpy and impatient. This is why we have a survival expert. Wayne, you have the professor's sedatives on you for surviving. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. What we what we do is we say, if the professor won't behave. The professor can go down the hole now. <laughs> We don't get paid if the professor dies. 
don't we? No, Wayne. You get arrested for murder. You don't hear any of you told on me. You don't get paid, but a tenure position might open at the university. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sadly, I think will want that tenure position. (laughs) We're totally dobbing Wayne in for murder. Uh, Okay, fine. Two murders. (laughs) Okay, okay. Enough, enough. Um, Let's let's proceed on in a sensible fashion. So, uh, Mike takes time to get camping gear, grad students to carry camping gear, tents, food, water, uh, various devices to sense for radiation, the air, that kind of stuff. Oh, he's such a warrior. It um... takes several hours before he has everything he wants carried up to the temple. Um, Quickly grab one of the emergency oxygen bottles that's used for diving. That's clever. Yeah, you can order those up, Dr. Grauman. Well done. Clever. Clever. Sorry, what what was your question? Please roll me your computer use if you try to get the radio receiver that you brought with you, the second one, talking to the one in the temple. All right. Ross, could you look at your telegram? My telegram. Beep. Boop. Is it gone? Where is it gone? Okay, give me a clue. It's under science skills. Oh, yeah, there it is. Right, okay. It's right above oceanography. Uh, I'm gonna. He, he won't have that on his character sheet because he doesn't. He's not an oceanographer. I think I'm gonna lock that just to get us through this. Hey, the signal is weak, but you do get a repeater, a repeat signal going up from here, back yeah. in the temple, at least. Uh huh. And by the time Michael has all of the equipment he thinks you might need and the people to carry it, it's getting on for about noon. Hmm. Okay, um, Professor, you've got uh, 12 hours of battery in that battery, and we've got three fully charged batteries and a portable generator. But it will take a portable generator about 15 to 16 hours to recharge one of your wheelchair batteries. So, well, this this sounds like a this sounds like a puzzle. Um, <laughs> I take the fox across first with the grain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I shoot the goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shoot the goose. Not in public. Um. <laughs> um, uh, the goose disarms you with its ninjutsu and a knife. I, I flap my arm impatiently, like uh, worrying about things like battery charging is for someone who isn't me. Oh, very well, Professor. 12 hours seems like plenty of time. Into the hole. Have you ever read House of Leaves? Just a just a question. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> then all of this is going to be a delight. You start down the ramp. It's quite a shallow ramp because this hole is quite wide. So it takes you about 
40 minutes to get opposite and ever so slightly below the uh, starting platform. Wow. Um, the platform, the, the ramp itself is carved in these waving symbols, almost like uh, waterways have been etched into the uh, ramp on the way down. Otherwise, it's perfectly smooth. There's no carving on the wall, but roll your geology if you're a geologist. Oh, I'm a geologist. I can geologize five times. Can you? One, two, three, four, five. You don't geology. Oh. <laughs> the professor can archaeology, though. And uh, Dr. Grauman, can you call me your oceanography? The professor will help. Uh, I successfully oceanograph. Professor Talbot and Renee Grammond, you put your heads together chatting. It almost looks like someone has used high-pressure water to carve the rock because the, the, the way the rock walls of the shaft are, it looks like water erosion, but the professor is able to point out that, it, you know, the uh, geological bands, you know, this, this didn't happen over geological ages. Someone did this all at once, almost. Hmm. These ancient people certainly had some high-tech construction equipment. Uh, I I think it's aliens. I've been watching the Discovery Channel. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Glamour's current theory is that aliens did visit the Earth and educate the ancient peoples of the world, and here's the proof. You are going to be made for life. Oh no, no! This, this is—they probably discovered this structure. Uh, natural erosion. We must keep going. Yeah, I'm sold on my. You just agreed it wasn't natural. <laughs> <laughs> this cave looks like a natural formation. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I seem like I want to go into the cave. <laughs> You continue traveling after what um, feels like five turns around the um, spiral. You arrive at a large platform. It's, it's like the, the, the ramp edges out over the pit into a big like landing. And on the left, there is like an embrasure full of fresh water. And there are stone benches around the fresh water. Ah, a lovely resting platform, I say. Well, people must have walked down here, and people do need to sit down sometimes. Seems safe. Can I roll my anthropology? You can. It's probably a religious structure. Yes, probably a religious structure. Definitely built by the Taino people. <laughs> you were making your way down this very deep hole you have discovered that plunges into the depths of the earth. The um, It's about a quarter of a mile wide 
and the slope is quite shallow, so it is taking time to descend. You have been travelling for a good two, three hours when you reach another one of those wide rest platforms. And uh, Michael, your wilderness expert, is using uh, some sort of laser equipment to try and get readings. Is that one of those things that shoots a laser that then supposed to reflect back at you? And he's frowning at it. It's like, we have so far descended two miles. A rangefinder. I think. I'm not getting the most accurate readings, Professor. I've got no idea how deep this thing goes. I get no response when I fire the rangefinder down. Oh, you, you're newfangled garbage. In my day, we just did this. I wheel over to the edge and I drop a coin over it. Now we simply listen for it to land. You never hear anything land. <laughs> After a few minutes, I'm like, well, my hearing isn't what it once was. <laughs> do we continue, Doctor, or do we stop for a rest? Um... Well, I, I'm I'm still happy to go on. I mean, how long did it take us to get down here? A couple of hours? You've been going for about three hours now? <sighs> um, yes, well, I, I think we should carry on. It looks like we'll probably be spending the night in here. Well, let's keep going then. Hmm. Walking. It is dark. It is quiet. The air is... There is a soft breeze coming up from below. It is clammy and cold and damp. And the lights from your torches don't seem to quite carry as far as they should. The gloom seems to press in much sooner than it should do. Ominous. (laughs) I, I just assume my cataracts are playing up again. But you keep walking down the tunnel while we curved ramp deeper into the air. Eventually, sprinting down there, you reach another one of those uh, rest spots. You've been walking for about six, seven hours at this point, just slowly heading deeper into the dark. Uh, Michael is like, I can no longer get a response on the, you know, there's no return on his laser from up or down at this point. It's just not reflecting. Oh, good. We must is, be halfway there. Is, um, if, if it's, if it's not working going up or down, could there be, um, like, uh, something in the atmosphere here that's actually thicker than we think than it first appears like it's scattering the beam he points the laser at you and fires it at your chest and he's like no it's absolutely working fine see look you are approximately 4.6 meters away from me yes but I mean it, you know if it's in the air but it accumulates over time then hmm. well remember these... we can no longer see up Remember, you're supposed to use these things for, you know, surveying, so we'd put a reflective object at the other end that I could then aim it at. Did you remember to do that? (laughs) How did we do that if you can't see it? Exactly. (laughs) It doesn't work if you can't see the... 
it's less accurate if you can't see the other end. Hmm. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. I thought it was just generic. Uh, well, you meet your oceanography, Dr. Gramond. Uh, oceanography. We are below the sea. A very hard success. Uh, you have a little chat with Michael, and he reckons you've travelled, um, despite you've been the fact you've been walking so long, because the slope is so shallow, you've probably only gone about four and a half miles down, even though you're constantly walking around this shaft. It's like walking down the threading on the inside of a screw. Um, the uh, depth of the ocean is about eight and a half miles. So the shaft hasn't even quite reached the seabed currently. Hmm. It's, it's um, definitely a discovery that I would like to put my name on it. <laughs> the the Grauman's Oceanic Chasm Shaft. <laughs> I was thinking plunge hole. <laughs> I think you're going to have to fight Professor Talbot for whose name goes on this one. Um, I'll, I'll take second billing. It can be the Talbot Grauman pit. This whole thing is fascinating. I mean, they must have found this tunnel and built up the shale mounted around it on top. Hmm. Does it's any a, of this ring a bell to me? Uh, you've heard no stories or legends about this, I'm afraid, Captain Grenadine. Mm. This is not included in any of the oral histories your grandma used to tell you. I had no idea. Did she often speak of Father Dagon? <laughs> and Mother Hydra? Either that or, um, you know... God tapped a hole in the earth. <laughs> we found we found the uh, the earth's like air refill bung. <laughs> when we reach the bottom, we can pull it out, and the whole thing would just go <laughs> around the solar system. Uh, that would be disturbing. Then, well, we can't stop here. We must keep pressing on. No, says Michael. We've been going for six hours. We need to stop and eat and rest. Ugh, fine, but we have to find out what's at the bottom of the shaft. Well, we can, I mean, we can continue down after everyone has had a hot meal and a sleep. Very well, I say. With very poor grace. Totally going to confiscate your wheelchair batteries. <laughs> We're on a slope. <laughs> and the wheels. <laughs> What's he going to do? Put me up on shocks? Yes. I, oh. I, <laughs> I concur. We should all eat a hearty meal. Um, it's been seven hours and I'm getting French grumpy. <laughs> oh, you haven't eaten garlic on anything. Oh, it's, it's well, you know, it's like, shall we continue down the shaft or shall we have lunch? Let's have lunch. <laughs> I need my coque monsieur. Um, That's French for cheese toasty. 
Pretty sure it's not cock. <laughs> cock. Crook. You've got a. You've got a. Your R. Cock. Okay. Uh, Michael cooks a rather nice meal for everyone on a gas stove. It's just a big beef stew, but that seems fitting for being down this cold, dank hole under the earth. And uh, he makes uh, Wayne do all the washing up. <laughs> Why would there be washing up? Because there are, you know, you've had bowls and he. Has how would I wash up? There's we no running water down here. You, hear, you take this bucket and you take this uh, water skin full of water and you do the washing up. Uh, okay. You have to do it straight away so it's easier to rinse them all off. Uh, well, yeah, we, we just use disposable cutlery and we just throw it down the hole after <laughs> it. <laughs> I was fixing. I was fixing. <laughs> I'll go get I'll, the, I'll... The, the disastrous cosmic horror you have disturbed. Well, <laughs> Cthulhu with a whole bunch of plastic forks in his head. And, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more thinking like you know, t- you know, turns out, t- turns out not only is Cthulhu green, he's also green. <laughs> he's very angry when you litter. What were you saying, <laughs> Mr. Hedgehog Man? Um. Uh, well, well, I've grumpily been forced to stop in my constant downwards descent. I'm gonna go through the notes I brought with me to see if there's anything about a big floor hole. Okay, roll me your Tano as you study your various notes. Peter, go and help him with the jar. Um, don't wanna. How dire is the situation? What? The jar situation. Hey, there we go. The jar is fine. You didn't have to stop whilst I opened the jar. I did, I like a performance Oh, I thought it was like a jar of snacks or something, but no, it's just a jar of candle It's a scented candle Setting the mood Has my character sheet gone? Did you remember? Uh, Well, obviously, because I did some rolling, it's just vanished again after you open it I think sometimes Roll20 closes it if he times out or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea that Russet's got a scented candle, which is just dankness for mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just mildew and... Cave, <laughs> cave smell and old socks. Uh, what did you ask me to roll, sir? Hey, no. That's, hey, a, that's no. not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> scented so, scent candles for RPG sessions where it's just like cave moss or... Um, Success. Blood. It could be a thing that you send out to us all, Arona. Okay. Sorry, your web camera is confusing me. Why is there like a doorway suspended halfway up your wall behind you? This? No, no, no. Not the bookcase. That, that thing, yeah. Oh, uh, it's a mirror. It's, it's a mirror, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the door is not entire mirror, so it just looks like this little doorway was it's not it's not a, it's not a borrower door <laughs> oh yeah it does oh yeah that's funny so, <laughs> the door K, K, K is only four and a half inches tall so um <laughs> now you can see my printer now you can see. if I if I stand in the doorway I can be like now he can strip no, no strip no now 
Now he's very tiny. Oh, now we see Kay at actual size. Now, now he's stripping off his pyjamas. Get on with it. Uh, Perfessi. Um, oh. <laughs> I give you a message. There are all of my cushions. A message? I sit quietly watching the professor eat his notes. But you're not observing. Anyone else doing anything else whilst the doctor is, the professor is reading his notes? Uh, Are we in one of the rest areas? You are. Uh, I'll have a have a prod at the liquid pool just to see mm-hmm. if it looks man-made or weird in any way. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, well, oh no, that's the wrong person. Renee, there she is. Something was prodded at. Roll me your... Hmm... Roll me your natural world, and then your spot hidden. Uh, natural world. Success! Spot hidden. Failure. Uh, it's definitely man-made, though you're not entirely sure how it's been man-made. It's like the basin of the pool has been extruded. It's all one solid piece of rock. It's not like bricks or anything that has been mortared. It's not covered in plaster or anything. It's literally just one solid piece of rock that seems to have been slotted into place. Um, and the pool is being constantly filled. So it, there's a like an opening at the back through which fresh water is pouring. And then there's almost like a... Um, what do you call them? You know those um, overflow plugs you get in baths and sinks to stop them filling up and spilling out? There's another hole. So as the level of the water rises up to a certain level, it spills back through that hole. So it doesn't flood. It's, oh my god, they invented the overflow. You're not entirely sure also how it's pumping water up here. There's no obvi- obvious plumbing or machinery, but the water is rising and filling this basin. Mm. I would assume the water is flowing down from above under the force of gravity. Do we, do we have, um, do we have uh, chemical testing, like a water safety testing kit with the survival yeah. expert. Michael's already used that, so he used this water to cook dinner with. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's like, I don't remember there being like a source of water up near the top of the mountain. Like, which this would flow from. We never found like a source of clean water on the surface. It's, it's rain, rainwater just gently filtered through three and a half miles of uh, Pre-Cretaneous shale, um, mm, whatever. That we should we should bottle this to be perfectly lined up every what mile. <laughs> uh, I mean, Giants Causeway. Weirder things happen in nature. Yes, let's go with that, Doctor. <laughs> As um, I'm. <laughs> As I'm looking through my notes and eating the last of my stew, I say, of course, of course, this makes sense now. What makes sense now? 
I shut the book and I look up and I say, oh, nothing, nothing, just, uh, what makes sense now? If you're leading us somewhere that you uh, know where you're leading us, then you should uh, share. Yeah, we're not going any further until you share, Doctor. (laughs) Professor. (laughs) This isn't one of your other characters where we'll just casually follow whatever they say. (laughs) Because we trust them implicitly. (laughs) I mean, you will. You're my slave. (laughs) I'm not not sure. (laughs) Oh, oh, nothing. Just a uh, an old Taino phrase I discovered in um, in our last researches. But you remember back in two thousand and seven? None of you were there. Well, it was it was very nice. Um, what was the phrase? Oh, we thought they were being metaphorical, but they referred to um, uh, the dark path. Yes, yes, that's it. Um, we we assumed it was more of a metaphorical thing, but this maybe this is it. Well, it is dark, and it's certainly path-like. <laughs> that makes sense, Professor. What did they say about it? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> The professor laughs maniacally. Oh, just, oh, just some superstitious nonsense, I guess. Um, we should probably carry on as quickly as possible. What did they say about it? <laughs> I think everyone is paying attention now. <laughs> uh, they called it the dark path from which the gods come. Okay. I mean, there's there's nothing that terribly mysterious about that. No, see? Perfectly ordinary. Perhaps it's still metaphorical. (laughs) Yes, yes, of course. You just had the metaphor in the wrong place. Maybe, Maybe this is a platinum mine or something. That's a very rational explanation for where they got all that platinum. If it is a platinum mine, uh, dibs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what were we thinking? This was just a massive four mile deep plug of platinum they've mined now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that's what the screw threading is. They just slowly turned it continuously <laughs> until it popped out of the hole. <laughs> Well, um, ancient civilizations building wonders. I mean, it's it's this is yeah. just a hole in the earth. This is less impressive than perfectly geometrically aligned pyramids. Yeah, this is this is much less harder to do than Stonehenge. I say unconvincingly. <laughs> the um, ancient South American civilizations did have a fuck ton of platinum, and uh, when the conquistadors arrived, they um. They threw most of it into the ocean because they didn't know how valuable platinum was, and uh, they needed to make space for gold. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> that's, um, I mean, I mean that, that's, this is all a shockingly rational explanation for explaining this thing, which was otherwise really weird. <laughs> yeah, it all makes perfect sense to me. Are we all ready to carry on, Gown? I think we should sleep, Professor. The tents have been erected. 
bed. Uh, you are not Michael. my nursemaid, Michael. Actually, I am, Professor. I'm in charge of keeping you alive and rested and well and fed. So oh. technically, I am. He lifts you out of your wheelchair and like pops you into your tent and is like, sleep well now. Here's your book. Okay, get your blankie <laughs> and your nightcap. I, I make loud pro- protesting noises constantly throughout that. And a brandy. Um, once, well. once the professor is in his tent, <laughs> Michael then takes his wheelchair and turns it upside down. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would not put it past the professor to try to sneak off in the middle of the night. <laughs> it, it's also because it charges like one of those apple mice with the plug on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible design. Yeah. <laughs> under the wheels of that wheelchair because I, I don't want to be the one who discovers it's rolled all the way to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine. You're not the designated professor carrier. You've got to put the handbrake on. It's upside down now and its wheels are poking into the air. It can't roll off anymore. Should we mm. set up the batteries to charge a little with the generator while we sleep? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Sleeping with the generator on. <laughs> <laughs> it's whisper quiet <laughs> look I don't know about you fellows but I can't sleep without the gentle thrum of a diesel engine yeah 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 if, if there isn't any pollution around me I find it very hard to sleep <laughs> you know, they say about about setting off a generator in an enclosed room it's, it's fine it's, it's four miles deep and half a mile wide I think we're good that's true, but we don't know what's work, what's making the atmosphere work down here. <laughs> and uh, there, there is a gentle breeze. Uh, mm. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. Does everyone sleep? We uh, sleep a chance to remain perfectly calm. <sighs> everyone rolls sanity. Oh. Oh, exciting! A failure. Extreme. I have a lovely, t- have a lovely. Sleep. He'll kill us all. Is that everyone? That is everyone. I was waiting for someone else to roll sanity, and then realised I'm playing Michael, and he doesn't have to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Talbot. <laughs> I move from from tent to tent, shooting them all. <laughs> okay, and then uh, then I find out what the result of my sanity roll was. Uh, sitting atop the steaming corpses of your friend, you uh, were reduced to zero sanity. Yeah. Uh, well done, you are dreaming. You think you're dreaming, or maybe you're drowning. You're not sure. The stars are above you. You are under the water. Everything is bubbling. Thick bubbles are escaping from your mouth as you struggle and attempt to uh, reach the surface. But the surface keeps getting farther and farther away from you. You're slowly running out of air and you hear or feel something against your feet. Something wraps around them and starts to pull you deeper as you run out of oxygen. And then you wake up with a start, lying in bed, drenched in sweat. Scream! And you do indeed scream and lose 1d6 sanity. Do we get awoken by scream? 
You lose three sanity as you wake up screaming. Everyone roll constitution to see if you're awoken. Scream! Renee is fast asleep. Wayne is fast asleep. Hang on. Uh, Scream! You woke up. Scream! I go over to investigate who's screaming. Scream! Um, I've had all this before. I wake the screamer. Um, yeah, he was very experienced at waking screaming people in the <laughs> Uh, you 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 duck into the professor's tent and are like you know you, you give him a shake and he wakes up. Ah 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 yeah ah drowning. Uh, oh, it's it's, it's all right. Is it breakfast time? It was just a dream. Uh, is it breakfast time? What is the time? Uh, you've been asleep for maybe three hours, so no, it's not breakfast time. No, not even nearly. You woke uh, me up, probably everyone else as well, if they have any kind of constitution. <laughs> you, um, <laughs> you hear gentle snores for all around <laughs> um, Oh. Oh, well. Uh, you, you should continue to get some rest. Must have been a passing fancy, I say, uh, brushing my um, complex old man pajamas down. Uh, he, he is wearing. It's, it's, like a, yeah, it's like a button-up shirt pajamas. You know the ones that nobody wants to wear. His nightcap. His nightcap <laughs> has fallen off. Like the nightmare before Christmas, with a with a sleeping cap. Personally monogrammed. Do you go back to sleep, Professor Gregor? I, I mean, I certainly do. I mean, I certainly wait for Gregor to go back into his tent. And then what do you do? Uh, uh, well, I, I, I move to the entrance of my tent, uh, realize that the wheelchair is upside down and charging and probably going to make a lot of noise if I try and sneak off in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if after lying down I hear it... <laughs> 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 I I angrily return to my tent. Yeah, yeah they're, they're wise to your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and they could probably catch up to you anyway if you did steam off in the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's downhill on a ramp. <laughs> do you, do as, long as, really... as long as there's not a jump at the bottom, I'll be fine. <laughs> You're going to turn the motor off and let it roll. <laughs> or the professor could just roll down the ramp. Yeah, picking up a lot of speed. <laughs> no, I, I I return to sleep. You return to sleep. Eventually, you were all woken up by Michael. It's been eight hours. He reckons you've all had enough sleep times. He's made a big thing of porridge for everyone and feeds you all porridge full of delicious raisins, which, of course, Gregor loves. He has extra raisins. No, no, none of my characters like raisins. <laughs> no, 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 I made this character, so he, he's like <laughs> the raisin fan in the world. He loves them. Uh, I've if, gone, I, I've gone off them. <laughs> uh, it's it's a pity because this is actually porridge. It's just a big old bowl of heated raisins. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think it's raisins? It's actually spiders. <laughs> the, the raisins contain spiders. 
fur to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Peter really doesn't like raisins, and Arona once fed him a chocolate-covered raisin, and Peter thought it was a chocolate-covered <laughs> peanut, and the look of betrayal, apparently, on Peter's face. Oh. <laughs> in, in my defence, I didn't know. <laughs> they're, they're just mummified grapes. Yeah. Really, I love yeah. them. They're just, they're just grapes that died a long time ago. They're just terrible, rotten grapes. <laughs> I love raisins, but I don't normally buy them. In case Peter eats them Accidentally. Like I, like, I like it when you get the raisins and sultanas as a mix. Those are nice. Ugh, anyway. No, no, they're never nice. Anything raisin like is bad. After a delicious breakfast and a cup, cup, cup of coffee and tidying up the camp, you are ready to resume your descent into darkness. We should be looking to reach the bottom of the shaft today, I say. Well, that depends how deep this thing goes, Professor. I mean, how far can we walk in a day? Well, we got about four miles yesterday, but that was because this thing is this ramp is really slow, so... We walked about eight miles in a circle around this pit, uh, descending it, but we only went four miles down. I peer over the edge. How much rope did we bring? Not enough, Professor. (laughs) (laughs) Eight miles of climbing rope. Just like a a drum the size of a a shipping container. Uh, Why don't they have like a prehistoric elevator? Like we could, um, we could throw a couple of the ship's mattresses down and jump. Yes, but we have to go. What's it going to do? Break my legs? You could land on something else, Professor, like that expensively insured head of yours, like an undergraduate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's keep going, then. You must understand. I'm so close to completing my life's work completing my final destiny we must keep going i was i was just going to say um in terms of um like because it's we have to bear in mind how long it's going to take us to get back up um we might need to you know there there might come a point at which we'd have to turn around because we literally don't have enough supplies to make it all the way down and back again oh yes yes i flap my hands michael will keep track of that stuff won't you michael yes we should go back up now. We're out of supplies. <laughs> we're not actually out of supplies, are we? Annoyingly. No, he was just saying that to annoy the professor. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I have a gun. <laughs> Come on now. Um, for for the math nerds out there, if we travelled eight miles long and four miles deep, the angle of the slope would be forty seven degrees. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. The slope is forty seven degrees angled. It's re- real steep. Um, it's quite steep. Yeah. <laughs> I find this relaxing. I say, the veins in my neck throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> Just screaming away down. <laughs> um, yeah, you you wait. Well, going down a forty-five degree slope is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad on the way back up. Sorry, it's just that's that's the kind of thing I always work out when I listen to these things and like ah. Uh, okay, uh, you resume. Descending, you walk 
for hours down this dark slope, slowly but surely plodding around the edge of this wide chasm, heading deeper into the earth. Every mile or so of ramp, there was another landing. They're all identical. Benches, pool of water, and then you continue down. Everyone roll, listen, after about three more hours. Listen. listen. That was Latin, Professor Talbot? Oh, that was. (laughs) Uh, I listen in Latin. (laughs) I don't hear shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I must be really tired. (laughs) None of my old ears deceive me. Okay, Armand and Renee, you can both hear the faint roaring sound of what sounds like falling water coming up from out of the depths. It's very distant currently, but it's very faint. The soft, roaring sound of falling water. Stop, I shriek. Everyone stops. Listen, do you hear that? I do. It sounds like falling water. We must be getting close. Come on. Make haste. You continue walking. Another three hours pass. Still, the roaring sound does grow louder, imperceptibly louder, as you descend. Um, All this walking must be hell on your legs, I say. Yes. (laughs) I mean, we could always take turns in the wheelchair. I, I walk up behind the professor and gently flick him in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> we can also oh. sit in the professor's lap an hour each. <laughs> well, Here is well story. Uh, so, some of you, some of you, I'll let do that more than others. <laughs> I think that's called sexual harassment. In the workplace if you do that to Doctor Garmond. Now, now, I, 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 I watched that PowerPoint presentation. It's not sexual. It's not sexual harassment unless there are witnesses around. Uh, Dr. Grauland is comfortable with this as long as she gets to rest her legs for a while. <laughs> uh, back when I could use these useless ham hocks, I say patting my legs, I, uh, I could walk 25 miles down a slope in a day. Question. Is, is the, is the uh, professor actually um, you know, paralyzed with legs down or just very frail? Very crazy. Uh, do, do, have I have I told anyone why I'm paralyzed? Um, they some people know you're paralyzed, but they don't know why. Hmm. Just that you are. Oh no! They just... I would know. I would imagine I would know out of character. It's not like a thing where he'll like potter around the office, but then he can't move much further than a few feet. I can't. No, think. they they just up and stopped working one day. It comes to everyone eventually. I say unconvincingly. <laughs> uh, this is this isn't really an in character question, does it? Uh, I would uh, just know. No, I no, I can't use my legs. Okay, no. So it uh, it would be insensitive to ask, but I'm French, so I ask. <laughs> uh, it's it's been a long walk, and we're running dry on conversation topics. <laughs> we've we've absolutely analysed every rock all the way down. Oh no, um, it was. Uh, an accident on my last exploration trip, uh, I say, as I, I wheel like dangerously deeper into a pit in the ground. We um, 
Well, some of us were bitten by a poisonous insect that uh, led to an allergic reaction and uh, complications, I'm afraid, I say, laughing. It is what it is. Well, good thing we're in the modern day with fabulous electric wheelchairs. Yes, otherwise, uh, otherwise, Ryan, they would have to carry me, I laugh. <laughs> that would be a sight to behold. I joined the professor in the darkest. It's Sorry? another hour before you can see a faint light from below. You are approaching the base of the slope. It it gently comes to a halt at the bottom of the slope. Uh, there is a large um, circular uh, base of the shaft. It's covered in a mosaic of uh, which appear to be like a ocean map with islands. And then on the directly opposite the base of the ramp is a large doorway through which you can see light and greenery. I'm going to look at the map to see how old it like, looks based upon like you know the understanding of the world and the people who made it. Well, your history. Uh, Wayne, I'm going to send you a message. I am most relieved that we appear to have reached the end of this endless <laughs> ramp of despair. Everyone's going, ah. Um, and perhaps I can apply my oceanographer's knowledge to this map as well and see if we can get some more. You can roll your oceanography. The, the barest scraping of success. I think I'll be looking at the outlines of the actual um, consonants and things to see. Um, you know, because people have thought consonants were various different shapes at different times. Is this a map of just some local islands, or is it a map of the world? Um, game, right? I'll send you a message of what you see. Ah. So the ocean is here, and all of this is above the water. All of what? I was looking at Ah. Oh. So the sea level is much lower, so the entire Caribbean peninsula is land above the sea. Can I roll my paleontology? Because I haven't rolled that yet, to know what, how old it must have been for that amount of sea increase. Level you can roll your paleontology, indeed. You can also roll me your archaeology and your history. Okay, paleontology. Okay, don't bother rolling others. This, <laughs> the sea levels would only have been this low during the last ice age, uh, about sixty thousand years ago. That doesn't. 
I, I, I get the feeling that doesn't compute with when we think the Taino civilization existed. Well, you know it was destroyed um, in the 1600s. You don't know how long it had been around. I, um, what's it? Professor, this m- map indicates it would have been... Uh, this this map could only have been drawn like this during the last ice age. The, the Taino civilization might be much longer lived than we previously thought. This yes, strongly, I say I say non-committally. <laughs> this strongly supports my aliens hypothesis. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have very high psychology to notice how clearly, obviously, the professor somehow already knew this, and it's very cagey about it. <laughs> Well, Michael's like, well, so they lived on this whole peninsula of land? Yes. Um, that explains why their, their civilization was much more widespread. Um, and then whatever event caused the peninsula to sink below the waves uh, greatly reduced them in number and in capacity. It, it looks like they were spread across multiple islands? Yes, yes. Hmm. I mean, it's, it seems like um, it could even be the case that they, the, the calamity was merely the, the, the last ice age, which, which would be, you know, I, I'm a gog by this and like, oh, and chatting excitedly with all of the undergraduates at this amazing discovery that we've all been part of. Do I remember hearing anything about any calamity? Uh, the only climate your grandmother really told you about was when, you know, the Spanish destroyed your people. Hmm. Yeah, the more recent ones trumped the previous ones. Yeah, when most of your people were murdered and all of their history was lost. How I, how I to say, all of this is news to me, I say, then. I, I, I kind of... Yeah, yes, Captain, it looks like your people might have, be one of the oldest civilizations in the world. Well, they're not really my people. Why? Why about your ancestors? 20, 20 millennia, yeah. <laughs> so, are we going through this archway into this? What? Michael wanders across and peers through the archway and is like, oh. Oh. Okay. Hmm. I'm just doing that academic thing where it's like, oh, look, there's the obvious thing. No, no, we must look at this relief first. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing there looking with his, like, pressing the shutter on his camera. Uh, as you look through the archway, you see a large cavern. It's full of plants. In the distance, you can see a waterfall pouring out of one wall down into a big pool of water that then streams its way across. The room itself is illuminated by massive four-story tall bioluminescent mushrooms. A gigantic tree-sized fungus that rear up out of these prehistoric-looking ferns. Uh, they're not underwater, but I'm certainly interested in them as, <laughs> as flora. You may roll your marine biology, or your um, biology, or your uh-huh. marine fauna. Marine flora is higher. Oh, but they're definitely not underwater, so I don't know. <laughs> you are just distracted by the beautiful nature of these 
flowers. Uh, you can roll me extreme natural world, everyone else. Extreme natural world. I don't care about plants. Wait. Is that not... It did roll. Oh, did it? Yeah. I think I have a issue then. Oh no, it didn't roll. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna refresh roll twenty. It being weird. Right. Uh, get back into my character sheet. Hey. No one got extreme. So the rest of you, they're just really fancy plants. They're palmed uh, ferns, short-stemmed green bushes, things with massive flowers on. They look beautiful, but you've got no clue about any more details about them. Mm. It looks quite fantastic, though. Uh, everyone can roll me a spot hidden, however, at hard. All right. I fail. Surprisingly. A hard? Yeah, no one got a hard spot. Well, I'm going to spend the, the one to get the hard. Oh, you get the hard. I will send you a message, Professor. Uh, I'm going to spend the four to get a hard as well, just because I don't trust. <laughs> you don't trust me? No. Because of how you're being extremely shifty all the time. Look, this is my life's work. Uh, So you can send me that message as well. When is Arona not being shifty, though? Often. (laughs) Not in my experience. Uh, Sure. Hope these... Giant mushrooms aren't a sign of other giant things to come. Oh, like a giant chicken. Would that have giant wings? Yes. Wings a kilometer across. Society uh, as a whole will have to completely regear to the production of buffalo sauce. Burn, burn the cornfields. We grow spices now. <laughs> there you go. Message sent to both of you. Alright. I'll have a little look then. Um, Dr. Grauman, do you move into the cavern and look at some of the plants a bit closer? Hmm. You may roll your marine floor again. Hey, look, there's a different path. Ah, I'm successful this time. Now that you're closer and you're fingering the leaves with your gloves on and you're peering at some of the flowers at a cautious distance, 
you are able to see that, yeah, these are all prehistoric um, plant life from various different ages of the Earth. You've only ever seen these in fossils before. They should all be dead, long, long dead, but here they are. I I trundle past you all in my wheelchair. Uh, um... I follow. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, this is the find of a millennia. All these plants should be extinct. Um, I I grab your head and I turn it upwards so that you see the big brachiosaurus going like, in the distance. No, that's not <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking of the start of Jurassic Park there. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Just rip your head off and point it at a dinosaur. I'm like, oh fuck. Did you? Uh, we'll say the dinosaur, aren't you? Piss take they did for the new animation. We did, yeah. It's it's the start of the yeah. first episode. Uh, yeah. um, the actual show yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I uh, make a beeline over towards some weird looking fruit trees. Like, yes, we must take samples at once, I say, picking some of the fruit and putting them in my bag. Well, okay. Um, Michael opens like his bag and starts clipping off leaves and flowers and putting them in little Ziploc bags. And the students start to spread out and start like collecting samples as well. Wear, wear your gloves. Uh, make sure everything is labelled. I say um, distractedly. And I go. um, yeah, I, I go. Yeah, I, I go around. I, w- I think I would actually be good here and go around and actually supervise, make sure everybody's like you know not contaminating your, things. Um, paleontology, Nino. Yeah, wanting to be a good student. What about yeah. the archway? This is the archway. No, no. Oh, this is, there's another archway on the other side of the jungle. Oh, okay. But it's on the other side of like the river, um, and you haven't quite reached the river and the pond yet. But yeah, I pass. Yeah, yeah. Everyone sort of like settles down, wandering around, collecting um, samples of plant life and bagging them up. And there's lots of excited chattering. And then after about maybe 20 minutes of wandering, you reach the edge of the pool. Uh, roll your marine uh, fauna, please, Dr. Glamond. Uh, I'm find a dolphin here. The water is surprisingly clear. You can see fishes in it. Again, they're all prehistoric fishes that shouldn't be alive swimming around in this pond. Uh, but if I know they're prehistoric fishes, then someone's already named them off of a fossil, so I'm disappointed. Um, this is no, true. I'm, I'm not... very excited to rediscover these species. Wayne, I say, clapping my hands together. <laughs> I pay significant attention given the fact you actually used my name. Yes, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I beckon you over to me. Which of the uh, which of the undergraduates do you think is the 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 most likely to remain alive? I look a little bit more downcast. <laughs> I hope all of them, Professor. <laughs> uh, which is the which is the best one? Are you asking? Why why do you ask, Professor? We oh. should send someone up back up towards the ship with some of these things. Uh do we have? Uh, I need to speak with sort of um, Michael. I think I think Michael would be the better one to ask for that, Professor, given the fact that he's obviously been 
keeping an eye on the students so would know which of them are what's the right uh, word um uh, competent in the realms of looking out for themselves I, I wave my hand as this is this conversation has clearly gone on longer than i want it to um yeah yes just make it happen send send two of them back with word and um perhaps some of the leaf samples something just in case i i worry at what just in case might mean but um i nod uh, and go to michael um and ask him like in his professional opinion, which of the students have been the most uh, attentive in terms of, um, uh, you know, following his instructions, et cetera, et cetera, and would be good to send back up by themselves. Okay. He will tell off three students and load them up with supplies and a tent and um, packets of archaeological discoveries. Mm-hmm. I, I make sure that they've got some several a couple of spare copies of the data cards as well for copies of the recordings we've made so far. Before they go off, I get Wayne to tell me what their names are, and I uh, I individually thank all them all for their contribution and say it's you know it's we're sorry we they can't stay with us to, for press onwards, but you know these these discoveries are very important. We won't forget their contributions to science. That's okay, Professor. They will happily talk to the news service when they get back up top on your behalf, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not here for the news, I'm here for me. Shoot him like now! They will these <laughs> and gun the professor down. We send off our data packet. Okay, the students start to climb back up the slope. <laughs> I I watch them carefully through the barrel of my Luger. I think I could I get that one from here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said through the barrel of it, which suggests that you've taken the gun apart out of just like you're looking down the barrel of it. It's like, no, no, Professor. Yeah, I, 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 I spit the bullets uh, <laughs> while staring through the barrel. Mm. It's an unusual technique, but a valid one, you'll find. Uh, anyway, next, whilst I quickly use the loop. You never really progressed from, like, darts. <laughs> I feel like there should be a, an ominous countdown, like, dun, dun. three undergraduates remain. <laughs> Uh, and, yet, and yet still we're not going to learn their names also we're going to use the loop right uh, what are people doing you've wandered around you've reached the shore of the river and the pond full of prehistoric fish and you've sent two students to start the two day climb back to the surface three students well, three students even that way, um, that way if any of them fall down there's two more to keep going so what are you doing? Are you going to cross this stream? It's it's not very deep. It's about maybe half a foot deep. I I, I look around expectantly. I, I feel How big are you across the stream? We got. I, we're going to have to cross this. I I, um, I'm, I think I can probably make it, but I'll probably need some help. We can. We can. We are not above assisting the professor of the original stream. Lifts up the professor and crosses the the pond. Uh, Gregor and um, Wayne, if you carry the wheelchair across. Oh, I think Marina's. Oh, cool. 
And I, as a refined lady, shall walk across the pond unassisted because this I is don't need help. The 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah, we, we will get to the other side of the river and then we'll wait for our owner to return from being summoned. He's been summoned by his chicken, maybe? Or his mum? What do we reckon? Chicken or his mum? Could be his mum with chicken. We're having steak today. We are having steak today. I think, do we still have some of that steak um, steak seasoning stuff, honey? No, we're pretty much out of that. Um, so I'll have to figure something else out. Yeah, because we don't have a sauce either. I'll season it with something. Finely ground, dried um, salt and pepper. I'll probably put some pepper on it and maybe some garlic salt or something. Oh, I do like garlic. Any excuse for a load of garlic? A a really good steak doesn't need that much seasoning, just like a, a little bit of salt rubbed into it. These were expensive steaks. They were like nine pound. Pass them gently across the stove and then directly onto a plate. No, mine needs to be actually cooked. Oh, don't get into this. <laughs> no, um, it's okay. Everybody's entitled to their own level of cooking for a steak. That's why it's a thing. You're you're fully entitled to cook a steak however you wish, even if it is the wrong way. No. <laughs> the only wrong way to cook a steak is, like, I don't know. It, 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 deciding to grind it up first and, and but still serving it rare that that would be bad. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've I've eaten that once, um, and that was enough. Yes, or uh, or going to a steak restaurant and having one of the waiters say uh, how how well done would you like your chicken. Mm. <laughs> Didn't that already have that? Uh, no, uh, well, yes, I, w- I was there, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'd like my chicken rare with extra salmonella. So it's time for my annual purge of the humors. Uh, I remember learning about the humors. So I've been... I've been feeling a bit off. I need to spend two days straight vomiting. I I keep slightly forgetting that this is a modern day campaign, possibly because we've got an eccentric 1920s professor with us. (laughs) Hmm. You can have eccentric professors in any year. I mean, effectively, uh, Craig's character from our first like big eclipse phase game was the eccentric professor. 
<laughs> oh, Craig's character from that game drove, drove Rona mad. Rona had all these exciting adventures planned, and Craig was like, I hack it! I hack their computers! I hack their computers! I turn off their security system! And in the end, Arona had to have the NPCs unplug their computer system from the outside internet network to stop Craig. Because he was just like... Which you'd never do in Eclipse Face. Craig was just like, I've hacked everything, it's mine! It was also great because uh, Craig's uh, other main character trait was the wonderful GM annoying um, Echolalia. Craig, Craig, I think Craig like, likes playing game, uh, playing characters which, uh, which, which uh, make Arona go mad when he's uh, when he's GM. It's great. <laughs> so, what do we think Arona brought back with him? What did you bring back? We saw the tray. Is it chicken? Oh, it does. It's Sunday lunch. I guess it is one p.m. on Sunday. Yes, <laughs> and we started an hour late. Was, was was I was I correct was I correct in saying it was both your mum and chicken? No. Oh. No, you were not. Oh, is it not? Chicken? Anyway, what happened? Uh, nothing. Uh, you're on the other side of the river and back in your wheelchair. Yeah. Um. I immediately start trundling onwards. Yeah. Uh, it takes uh, about 20 minutes to cross the rest of the cavern to the archway. It, the archway is illuminated with a soft green light. And on the other side, there is sort of like a collar of stone that sticks out. And then clear crystal glass and what looks like darkness on the other side of the crystal. Hmm. Hmm. I um, approach the crystal cautiously and peer at it. Okay, roll me. Your, do you shine a light through it? Um, no, no, no. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's the ocean. It's it's the sea. You can see the seabed. You can see water. You are inside some sort of crystal tunnel that makes off across the seabed. Wow. I'm getting Minecraft vibes. Oh. Fascinating. Stop that. I wander into the tunnel and peer out at the ocean floor. Yeah. Uh, your spot hidden, Doctor Gualmond. What? Um, what sort of thing are you seeing out there? I mean, how deep down would you say we are? Why are you asking me to roll spot hidden? It never works. Oh, it worked. Doctor Gualmond, roll your oceanography as well. Extremely successful. I'm going to send you a message so you can tell them this. Inc- Dr. Grauman wanders up to the crystal wall and peers through it. A big old fish looks back at you. A yet undefined expression passes over her face. <laughs> she waits for the GM's message to see what possibly could be out there. Could be anger. Could be screaming. Could be anger screaming. 
surprise, fear, fascination. All of the above. Arousal? <laughs> no, not for... Oh, uh, well, I mean... My character is French, and there may well be tentacles. <laughs> Ooh, a message. A message. Oh, I want to roast dinner now. Well, I bought three things for us to have roast dinners with, though, honey. Mm. We have a beef. We have a pork. Well, no, we have a beef, we have a ham, and we have a um, one of those chicken things. Cool. Though I was tempted to turn the beef into jerky. <laughs> Why are you always tempted to jerk everything? Because jerky is nice, and I haven't made any for months. I could make some beef jerky for next weekend and um, share it with the Saturday group vicariously over webcam. <laughs> Get on with it. Like a, you can like a monster. Watch you eat jerky. Uh, looking out through the crystal walls, uh, I exclaim, We are at the bottom of the Puerto Rico trench. This must be nine miles deep. I count on my fingers. <laughs> Does that comport with how far we've walked? Oh, good use of comport. Yes. Did you get a, did you get a word a day calendar? No, I'd say no the word means. <laughs> I think it does, but I'm not doing any more trigonometry today. Um I mean, I'm just a little bit like okay, I could explain we we came up with a lot of good rational explanations as to how the pit existed. We've even come up with a rational explanation as to how they have a map of, you know, the ancient ice age. The paleontological pre-historical plants are pushing it. A crystal pathway which successfully is holding back the pressure of the ocean, uh, but is clear enough to see through and is still functional, is is pushing it. I like. Presumably they built it before everything was underwater. Um, oh, well, I suppose that's true, but like it's holding back the pressure of the sea. That's a lot of sea. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Like, if we were outside right now, wouldn't we just, like, squish into a small ball of death? Yes. Isn't... Explode, right? Isn't archaeology a wonderful thing? You can often find a civilization was more capable of something than you thought they were, I say. But... I mean, oh, where no. does it go? Oh dear. That um, is the question that we are about to find the answer to, my friend. Press onwards. Dr. Garland, you said oh dear. Uh, no, that's uh, out of character, oh dear. Um, one of my work colleagues has just joined Telegram. Uh, I'll send you a message as to how to deal with that. Is it having them shot? Oh, no, no, no. There's, there's a procedure. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. Um we're not that close. Let's, let's press on into the tunnel, the scary 
high pressure tunnel. Oh, um, uh, well, you you fellows better lead the way. I'll take the rear on this one. Thanks, Professor, says Michael. Um, Dr. Garman, would we still suffer from pressure sickness if we ascend from here? Uh, no, because we've come down the magic walking tunnel, or...? If we ascended very quickly, we would die of the bends. Um, however, if we walk slowly back up the tunnel, uh, we'll be fine. Oh, good. That's that's nice to know. I was just thinking about that. Like, like we sent those three students back up to the surface without really well, thinking about that. If we if we pass if we pass some dead undergraduates on the way, we'll have a break. <laughs> <laughs> I move to the back of the group, playing everyone else. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, Michael wanders ahead with Dr. Garmond. Several, um, something moves on the outside of the um, tunnel. It's it's one of those fish with the dangly things that glow. Oh, an anglerfish. Mm. This would be an excellent place to send an oceanography research trip. I'll uh, I'll start drawing up a budget for it next year. <laughs> I mean. I really, really want to install radio transmitters up the length of that tunnel before I brought an entire expedition down here. Yes, but we've established that no one listens to you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> You're an NPC. Your opinions are less important. Yeah. <laughs> I just won't with, come next year. And with, someone with, else. with the benefit of hindsight, I agree with Michael. <laughs> Um, is it too late to radio back? I think it it would be. It is indeed definitely too late to radio back. The radios are not working. Oh dear! You are you are eight miles out of range. Uh, indeed. Well. I'm overcome with excitement at fulfilling my life stream of exploring the ocean floor, so I'll wander forward looking agape out of the crystal tunnel. Explore it more closely! I shoot the crystal. No, 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 of course not. That would be that would be preposterous. <laughs> or would it? You are trundling along the passageway. Um, while everyone is ahead of me and I have nobody's attention, um, I start scarfing down those fruits like there's no tomorrow, carefully avoiding the seeds. Okay, roll your constitution for me. Oh no. At hard. <laughs> Russell, my constitution's 45. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Ooh, how about what it? a trip! Ninety-eight. <laughs> that's a critical failure. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh. You choked on those. <laughs> um, can I push this roll? <laughs> <laughs> No, you always yes. already Yes, it. I know. I know I can't. Oh, so you, if you already critically failed. 
We've already critically failed in Call of Cthulhu. It's already too late. Look at his little face. He's writing an essay. There you go, Kay. That's, that's, the, that's the procedure. To prevent it from ever happening again. Uh, it's fine. I don't. I don't really mind. Um... Oh, a message from tele- on Telegram. Well, it would be rude to read that in the middle of the game. Read the message. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, else? I'm I'm getting ready with the force transformation box on the uh, on Russet. the on the bingo sheet. Russet, what a delight you are. That's what happens if you critically fail after eating mysterious fruits you just found under the ground. Can I take my EpiPen? <laughs> <laughs> Your EpiPen doesn't help. You're not having an anaphylactic shock. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's have a bit of sanity then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is worse. This is the worst outcome. Why? Because something bad has happened, and you think it's fine. Um, do I lose any sanity, or is that fine? It was extreme. Oh god, another telegram. Oh, thank you, Russet. I love you. Have I mentioned what a great birthday this is? You you chose this, Arona. You chose to scarf the mystery fruit. It is my life's work. Um what does prehistoric fruit taste like? Well shit. Uh, I scream, no, no, not you too. And I, um, I could have sent me that one faster, Russet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you, you hear a gunshot. What? That's um, a bad I, noise. I run towards it. Everyone turns around to look. Uh, I'm, I'm aiming a gun at Wayne. I'm aiming a gun at Wayne. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, grab hold of the shooting arm, I guess. Roll initiative? Your... <laughs> yes, initiative. <laughs> it's time for a Barney. The professor's having, a, the professor's having an episode. Uh, right. Hang on, I will do everyone's I t- initiative. I take it, I take it he didn't actually hit me. Uh, no, his first shot was wild. I'd noticed. I'd I'd noticed the hole. <laughs> uh, roll me your luck. Who's got the lowest luck? However, are we on the same team? Um, no, <laughs> not the luck. Everyone else, check your luck and tell me what it is. Probably not. Probably not me. I'm eighty three on luck. Could be me. Uh, I got. Where is it? Uh, come on, come on. 41. Mm. You're letting the side down there. That terrible luck score. 
Okay, so if Peter's got the worst luck, what's your luck, Renee? 80. Okay, so Peter, roll me your luck. Yeah. Not that bad. It's just lowish. And look, a hard success. The professor's first wild shot did not hit the crystal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there has been a shot. It's gone wide and missed Wayne. Gregor is first. I would like to... Let me just... I'm just... I'm going to look at some stats here. Yeah, I want to try and, as I say, uh, grapple his arm so it, so to restrain it and get the gun out. Well, using, that, you, using that special technique to get guns out of hands. Disarming. Fighting brawling. Disarm. Oh, come on. <laughs> lunge at the professor and he slams the reverse with... Uh, Got a stick on his um, wheelchair, so you miss him as he just moves, toddling backwards. Okay. I'm like a fucking whip at me. <laughs> he is still screaming and flailing and shouting, no! Renee, the professor seems to be having a turn and has a gun. Uh, well, my brawl skill is 25, so um, perhaps I can try and talk to him and be like Professor, no, stop firing the gun, you'll kill us all. Well, you're persuade. You need an extreme persuade. I got a regular persuade. He ignores you. Uh, Professor, you're up. Um. You're still seeing strange things and mysterious, terrifying hallucinations. Let me just send you a new message. <laughs> mad, they called me mad, but I'll show them. I'll show them all. No, <laughs> it's the worst thing to hear, especially from a professor. What could possibly go wrong? I'll be right back. Uh, technically, Victor Frankenstein never finished medical school. Um. Yeah, all right. I don't like that. I don't like that. <clears throat> all right. Okay. Uh, I, I I jump out of the wheelchair uh, and I um I run towards Rene. Okay. This catches everyone by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing anything else, Professor? That's a move action. Yeah, that's my move action. Well, I, I'm I'm trying to grab her as I run. Roll fighting ball to grab Renee. Um, I don't actually think I have that. <laughs> Base. Let's see what this. I'm just going to clock her in the head or something. Hmm. Uh, you try to grab Renee. <laughs> she moves out of the way. <laughs> well, it's these, it's these new legs down the corridor or back towards the plant cave. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, well, she was further down the hallway, wasn't she? So, um, I'm running towards her. Basically, I'm trying to get her out of danger. 
Yeah, okay. Are you screaming anything at her as you run past her? They're monsters, Rene. We have to go. Wayne, the professor seems to have gone bonkers. He's also just jumped out of his wheelchair and is running on his legs. Which is unusual for him. (laughs) Which is incredibly unusual for him. It's unlike him. Very... <laughs> Very out of character. <laughs> the professor never gets out of his da- gets out of his chair on Tuesdays. Um... <laughs> I've not seen him do this before. <laughs> this was considered a funny turn. Um... I don't know if I'm now narrating this. Um... I clearly shoot the professor. No. Um... How far away from am I from the professor? Maybe three or four feet. You were kind of all just bimbling along. Uh, yes, I wish to um, grab... the. I, I also wish to join um, the captain in attempting to wrestle and get get the gun off him first. That's the main thing. We can all run faster than his... Oh, wait, no, he's not in the wheelchair, of course. Um, he's, but yeah, we're all trying. Okay, brawl. Uh, you lunge at the professor and miss. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Back up. It's Nineteen luck. I'm not spending that. Run ahead and is like screaming at Renee to run away from the monsters. Mm. Renee is looking perplexed. <laughs> Very well. Um... But it's Gregor's turn. What are you doing, Captain? Um... Dan. Can I try to take him down again? You can indeed. Roll ball in. I want to sort of tackle, I suppose. Um, That's better. Roll dodge, Professor, as someone tries to tackle you. Professor? Dodge is under art and craft skills. I think the professor is just having a quick word off screen. If you're talking to us, you're muted and we can't hear you. (laughs) 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 Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. you, 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 because you were looking off to the left, it looked like you were like having a quick conversation with somebody not on screen. <laughs> if I'm looking to the left, I'm looking at you. If I'm looking forward, I'm not looking at you. I don't know why that's hard to understand. <laughs> the camera is here. The video is here. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do, I do that at work all the time. Like it's like it's not on the same screen. Yeah, sorry, it went, all, it went all quiet for a bit. Did what did you ask me to do? Whoa, dodge. Ah, that makes sense. I don't think I've got the stablest internet connection at the moment. Oh, no, the 68-year-old failed to dodge. Who'd have thunk? Gregor tackles you to the ground, slams your hand so you let go of the gun. Roll me your sanity, uh, Professor Armand. Uh... The 
you you seem to you come back around. The shock of being knocked over has knocked you back to reality. You kind of find yourself lying under Armand, who's like a Gregor, sorry, who's like, oh, that hurt my legs. I laugh. That's novel. Um, <laughs> Professor. Yes, yes. Either get off me or buy me dinner. Um, you can take the gun. I'm all right now. I take the gun. <laughs> I, I I stand up slowly and uh, like take a few wobbly steps around. <laughs> I I start laughing gently to myself. <laughs> I cautiously it worked. Move it worked. Aside. <laughs> How is that possible, I say? Professor? I, uh... I, I, I sort of gesture down at my legs, and I'm like... Anything look different to you, Wayne? How are you walking? You're, you were paralysed by that thing at our last adventure. We literally just had a for we literally just had a foretelling discussion about it. <laughs> a foreboding discussion. This is this is not God's will, I say as I press the desert eagle to the professor's mind. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> what well, yeah. I, I may have misinformed you of what happened on the last expedition. You see, I was poisoned by these, I say, holding up one of the half-eaten fruits from the bag. The, um, the seeds, to be precise. And my research led me to believe that the fruit of the flesh itself would negate the effect of the poison. And as you can see, I say, I, I, I actually jump into the air and do an arthritic sort of leg tap. Uh, but when I land, it's obvious that I'm not going to be doing that again anytime soon. Sing us some about how you've got a golden ticket as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a golden twinkle in my... Um, um, <clears throat> Michael, shoot I, you. have clearly got insane. <laughs> uh, I mean... I think we're all kind of like, okay, that's great, Professor. However, um, if if you wouldn't... An ancient historic fruit you found in a cave under the ocean. Well, I figured sometimes you've got to take a swing, haven't you? What about the bit where you tried to shoot everyone? Well, obviously there were some negative side effects as well, but I'm over those now. Are you sure? Hallucinogenic! fruits from the prehistoric era. I'm still keeping the gun for now. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't shoot to the tunnel. I, wa- I wave my hand as if all these are just words. Perhaps, Professor, next time a word of warning. Oh, I, I find that if I tell people what I'm going to do in advance, they try and stop me. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, we would have, you know, helped you safely consume this material or 
you know, perform the required medical research, potentially, if you believed it was the cure, just, you know... Under supervision. Yes. Without, without a, gun. a gun in your hand. I wave all these concerns away a second time. I was paralyzed and now I can walk. Don't you think that was a miracle? Um, I mean... Maybe this is truly the place where the gods walk. <laughs> I mean, if what you say is to be to believe, no, it was not a miracle. It was an antidote. It was science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the captain has a point. Whew. I I fan myself gently and I say, well, that's, uh, that's quite enough of that for now. And I sit back down in the wheelchair. Um, well, I'm not yes. pushing again. Yeah, we're not pushing you. <laughs> That's all right, bitches. It's electric. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. It has been a while since I used these noodles, I say, slapping my leg. And I'm like, <laughs> I realize it hurts. And I start hitting my leg some more. One of them just mm-hmm. comes clean off. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we do now? I suspect we should take the professor back to the boat to have him examined by the doctor. Preposterous! No, we must keep. We must keep going on. Um, I'm. I'd. I'd say yes, except yes, that will take hours. Um, days, days, days. There are hours in days. Um, we should probably keep going. Um, I'll assign some undergraduates to keep a close eye on the professor. Um, and he's not allowed again. You will, you will do no such thing. Professor, I am the leader of this expedition. I think yes. Dr. Ramond is in charge right now. You just ate hallucinogenic fruit. Yes. Um... Look, you giant panda bears can just behave, all right? <laughs> that was a joke, I add. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Michael is looking concernedly at Dr. Ramond. <laughs> Oh, I wave. I wave my hands. Distracted. I'll sit in the chair and be a good boy. Let's just keep going. Looking mistrustfully at the mad old professor, who clearly has nothing to lose. <laughs> oh, I love this character. <laughs> Other characters, you're like, well, maybe I wouldn't do that right now. But this one, you're like, yeah, why not? <laughs> oh no, the most dangerous thing character where the player doesn't care if they live or die <laughs> um, very well, we're, we're all going to continue I think but under very careful eyes on the professor now to make sure he's not continuing go, to be mad I'll go at the front if you like I say so I assume walking or wheeling along the mosaic patterned floor of this underwater wonder passage I'm drumming my feet, irritating me on the footrests as we go. It weaves back and forth. You walk for about two miles, and eventually it starts to weave. You can see it switchbacking up a ridge. You can see the outside of the uh, passageway glowing ahead of you. And eventually you reach the top of the ridge. And on the other side, the tunnel slopes down and then opens out into a huge plaza and rising up in the water are glorious spires of glowing green stone and glass and crystal buildings with 
the the light, the glowing green light is coming from windows, underwater windows in the depths. Uh-huh. It's the entire plaza endomed in crystal, or, or is uh, it? Yeah, yeah. The, the tunnel opens up into this plaza, which is endomed in crystal, and then there's a doorway that seems to lead into one of these spiring buildings. I I keep quiet to lull everyone into a sense of security. Hmm. Well, this is uh, uh, very strange. But I'm not sure. Press on. I mean, this this seems like even I might have like a like this is this is not possible. <laughs> I'm just thinking about reporting Professor Talbot's behaviour at the end of this and really opening up that tenure spot. <laughs> <laughs> as well as confirming my ancient aliens hypothesis. <laughs> they're, they're glowing green. What more do you want? That's just sulfur. Do you head down into the plaza? I say we press on to the plaza. Yes. Hey, you walk I'm, down the slope. The tunnel comes out into this large plaza. There are a set of gold and silver doors set into the tower the tunnel abuts against, and they rumble open slowly, revealing on the other side a storied hallway of stone, soft green stone, illuminated by glowing green, they're almost like crystal lamps that are attached to the wall, full of green flowing plasma. <laughs> um, this doesn't look like any of their shit anywhere else in the world, right? This doesn't look like anything Taino at all, no. Mm, fine. Um, the Taino weren't known for building underwater spires of fabulous stone. Nor inventing plasma. <laughs> I'm so glad I was brought here as an expert. <laughs> Perhaps this is an even older civilization, um, the fables of Atlantis or something. Hmm. Still desperately trying to rationalize what she is seeing. Everyone roll constitution at extreme. Oh, Russet, come on. Extreme constitution. Alarm. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, I've become desynced again. Uh, did it roll for me? It has not rolled for you. Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to refresh it. I think my internet connection might be a bit flaky today. I don't know. Oh, God. I forgot you turned me into Professor X. You want me to be Professor X. <laughs> I've lost the icons. There we go. Con, 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 where are you? Oh, yeah. Everybody fails. 
think of it as a failure. Think of it as a. Uh... Gregor stumbles and falls over unconscious. Then the Wayne collapses. Then our man falls out, slumps out of his armchair unconscious. Very. Uh, grad students are collapsing to the ground unconscious. The last thing you see, Renee, as you turn to look at them all, is you see this. Oh, am I getting a handout? You are. I'm just going to show it to everyone. You see these creatures emerging from side passengers inside the uh, great uh, city the hallway that the doorways open into, and they're turning to walk towards you. Often they're wearing long flowing robes and strange golden ornaments. Then you also pass out, René. Are you an alien? (laughs) (laughs) Talbot, you wake up. You're lying on a slab. Uh, the air is thick and heavy and humid and there is some sort of stone and crystal apparatus like around your head at the end of the slab. So it's like built into the slab curling up over your head. And um, you look left, you can see Dr. Graumond is lying on the slab and to your right is one of the grad students. They're also (laughs) lying on this slab. Oh god, me and me and Doctor Grauman are in great danger. <laughs> uh, you can hear deep, quiet voices whispering behind your head, like towards the centre of the room. It looks like a circular chamber from where you're lying. Uh. <coughs> um, I, I try to sit up. Uh, you have to kind of shuffle down a bit, and mm. then roll spot hidden. So that you're out from underneath the thing arching over your head. Uh, no. <laughs> you slide down, you sit up and turn around and look straight at the two deep ones standing in the center of the room at some sort of circular console covered in protrusions and nodules and they both are staring back at you. And one of them says something, and starts walking towards you. Um, I say stop in Taino. Roll Taino. Oh. Thankfully, this language isn't quite 100% dead. <laughs> Unlike us. (laughs) (laughs) It stops and looks at you. Hello, I say cautiously in English. Growls when you use English and lifts the trident it's carrying. Uh, (laughs) I I say say wait in Taino. It stops again and looks at you. Why have you broken the compact? Um, <laughs> yeah. For, for fun? 
Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, um, thousands of years have gone by on the surface. The details of the compact have been lost. I, I hazard. It looks at you. It looks back at its uh, companion and they talk quietly in that strange droning language. And as you look around the room, roll me to your spot hidden again. Everyone is here except for Captain Crenatine. Neat. It's uh, he's about to meet his ancestors. Neat <laughs> one stares at you for a long moment, and then it's like, "You are not welcome here. You have eaten the fruit, however." So you have a choice. Lie back down and you will awake in the temple and forget that you descended into the earth. Or... Or, <laughs> or I'll poke you with this trident. <laughs> it seems to be working its way through the language as if it hasn't spoken it in a long time. Or... You remain here in the glory of the sea forevermore. May I offer a third choice? I listen. Let me bring my companions back up to the surface. And I, I am a scholar on the, on the surface and I have led a research team here to find this island's secrets. If you let us go, we will say we found nothing, and you will remain undisturbed forever. I would prefer to extract the memories of your discoveries so that all you have found is the temple on the mountain above the sea. Uh... Uh, you better get me out of here too, because otherwise, good luck getting those navigating through those methane bubbles on the way home. We got the second engineer; it's fine. Um, <laughs> Helen will do it. <laughs> Hashtag Helen can do it. Where where is our captain? I say I I can't see him here. The child is being checked to see whether his blood is true enough to come home, or if we must return him to the surface. Oh, I... <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I thought this might happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you leave me with my memories of this place, I will be better able to convince people to not return. Humans are a... Persistent mistake. Hmm? You are a mistake that was not meant to be released into the wild. Nevertheless, 
There are seven billion of us now. An easily rectified mistake. The <laughs> great return. Uh, I pinky swear. Roll <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, your persuade. <laughs> the sacred of human oaths. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, they can't even do it. They got webbed fingers. <laughs> the pinky swear is just impossible pulled. for our people. Deep offense. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> just, just spit in your palm and hold it out for a handshake. Uh, what was what did you desire? Persuade at hard. Oh wow! Exactly right. Oh, so it is. Yay! They consider you for a long moment and then point <laughs> at a bench and are like, "Sit there." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> While we go and speak with the principal. <laughs> Uh, Gregor. Yep. You were in a really nice room. Uh, you, don't, right. you wake up lying in a bed. There mm-hmm. are blankets. There are tall, fluted columns of twisted stonework. There is a huge framed window that seems to look out onto the ocean. And you can see the tunnel disappearing into the distance below. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I call out hello. Ah, hello. Um, your grandmother says as she steps around a uh, corner and looks down at you. Hello, Gregor. You are um, be here. Just to, to clarify one thing. My grandmother's still alive. Uh, she is still alive. She's supposedly living on Puerto Rico. Ah, right. Okay, because I, I was just wondering. You came here. Yeah, I, I, I just wasn't clear on how alarmed I should be. Um, <laughs> it. What, what are you doing here? They came and got me. <laughs> came and got you. Um, it's complicated. Well, I apparently have time. Uh, apparently, our family is carrying the blood of these creatures. What creatures? Uh, she points at a wall where one of the, the like there are two carvings of the strange creatures. Um, what does that mean? Well, apparently. You shouldn't be here, and you have broken some sort of sacred pact between our people and these creatures, that we may only return to the sea if we are called by the sea. Where are the others? Don't 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 name drop Call of the Sea. Oh, I did, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) If we're Call of the Sea, TM. The others, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here, but apparently we have to be checked to see if we can embrace the ocean or if we have to return to the surface. Okay. 
This sounds very unusual. Yes, it is. So you need to make the choice to stay down here in eternal splendor beneath the waves or to return back to the surface and never come back here again. Um, that's kind of a lot to take in, Grandma. Um, <laughs> we'll leave you to decide. She then fades away as if Wait. she was never really there. Oh. Well, great. Ah, we have attained this form that you would find pleasing. Um. I'm unconscious. <laughs> I'm being probed. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, Gregor? You can see the door that leads out of this room. Uh, I, um... I'd like to go towards the door. Door. As yeah, go, in, go into door. the light. That's always, that always works out, okay? As you approach the doorway, it slides open. Mm-hmm. And there is a long, spiralling ramp that leads down. You can see other doors. And mm-hmm. in the centre of this ramp, there are, like, columns of glass full of water and seaweed. Okay. And it's all slightly glowing green. I don't suppose there's an exit sign. There isn't. The ramp goes up or down. Hmm. Well... See, my concern is that I don't know these people, and also I'm pretty sure... That without me, it may be difficult to get this boat off of this island. Um, which means I need to find the others again. So I go up. You go up. You start yeah. climbing up. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, in the room with everyone else, Wayne and Dr. Grelmond, you come around to find the professor gently shaking you. Uh, you've been given permission to wake uh, your companions. And you're all going to be given a choice. So, I say quietly to you as I'm waking up, there's good news and there's bad news. You are lying in this glorious chamber. It's just you and the professor. The deep ones have wandered off for now, leaving you locked in here. And, um, yeah, there's just this fabulous room. The, the ceiling is this glass dome, and you can see this ocean, and you can see more spires, taller spires around it. I mean, how much of what we saw before we passed out do we remember? I can't remember whether or not I actually saw well, any monsters. Any monsters. Only Rene saw monsters. Ah, okay. Um, check my bacon. You carry on talking. Uh, Professor, what's going on? So, um, Renee, oh, you remember, you remember you were like, oh, this, this has to have been built by aliens. Yes, I saw them. They were green. I, I don't think you're entirely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking like, 
like I'm not re- I don't look like I'm ready to believe yet, but I'm also lacking a more logical explanation right now. <laughs> I don't mm, they They've been here a long time. I secretly think they might have evolved before us. So I'm not I don't think they're aliens per se, but they're alien enough from us for it to be a tedious <laughs> academic difference. And fortunately I am a tedious academic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that certainly explains all the strange magical technology. Um, I check my pockets to see if my pistol is still there. Your pistol is gone. Oh, uh, Russell, Russell, you sound like you're on the moon. Hang on, it changed. Oh, I forgot that. Hang on. I know, I'm into it. It's very, uh, <laughs> very spooky. It's like they're radioing in from 1932. I put my um, wireless headphones on so when I go to the kitchen I can still hear you, but it also switched microphones. Ah, you crazy. Bluetooth, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Uh, your guns are definitely gone. Rats. <laughs> Did they explain to me the choice they, they have to make? That It's the same no, one I had, right? Not yet. Uh, they said there would be a choice to make, and then they left you alone. Uh, well, they've told us that they're going to pop back in a little bit and ask us what choice we want to make. How are you communicating with them? Um, well, they speak Taino. Poorly. Better than I can, probably. <laughs> Well, I think I've. We'll uh, we'll get up off these slabs. I mean, it, it, this is one of those situations where it's like this is impossible, but also I mean, an undersea city. Roll with it. <laughs> Possibly slap the professor for bringing us here. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point actually. Like. Professor, oh, you, both, you both could beat up an elderly man for volunteering yeah, it, to go on his expedition. More of a symbolic slap. Well, it's more of like, you know, how much of this did you know before we came here? <laughs> Gregor? Yes? You walk up the spiral and arrive at another doorway that has... Um, strange words inscribed on it in a runic language you do not understand. But as you approach, it slides open and you see into this domed tower at the top of a spire where everyone else is. Oh, um, I approach the tower. You enter the room. Uh, Gregor walks in on you all looking perplexed and lost and baffled. Oh, you're all here. Hello, Captain. Um, what are you doing? They Three haven't, haven't killed any of us. That's a that's a good sign. Where's well, the undergraduate? Uh, 
He's still unconscious. No one cares about him. <laughs> Look, we're going to run out before we reach the surface. If <laughs> we're not careful. Um, uh, I was in a room. It was a comfortable looking room with, um, with a bed, uh, and vaguely, I say, someone explained to me that I had a choice whether to stay or leave here. Um, however, I'm not sure what's going on, and even if I did decide to say, stay, I think that would put you all at risk, wouldn't it? I, I hard vote leave. We've already... <laughs> We've already sent students back I'm, up with bizarre samples. Um, I'm very confused about what's going on, but I think it has something to do with my ancestors. Yes, I say non-committally. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I slightly wish that you hadn't said out loud the thing that when we don't know who might be listening to our conversation, but still. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, don't worry. We'll definitely leave and not tell anybody about these things that we definitely have already discovered and told people there's a thing down here. I'm I'm hard voting to leave because I care nothing for your ancestors, and this expedition is going to make me super famous. Ah, uh, I say quietly. <laughs> about that, um, I think the choice we're having to make here is, um, well... Uh, we can either go back up to the surface with our memories erased, or we can stay down here forever. Hmm. How much of our memories are we talking here? Um, I would imagine at least the past few days... Having got a good look at the... Um... I still think they're aliens. I'd rather not live the rest of my life down here. They're hideous. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can learn to love anything in time. Um, hey, that's my relatives me. you're talking about. <laughs> that's my daddy. <laughs> uh, oof. I make small talk until the GM comes back. You, um, did anyone see the game yesterday? Um, they sure did a sport. I'm glad <laughs> team won. <laughs> that uh, that player, oof, he uh, he sure played a game. When we when we get back, I'm planning on releasing this new coronavirus I've been working on. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they took my weapon. <laughs> I I press my pistol to the professor's <laughs> temple and whisper not not while I still have breath in my body as I pull the trigger. Ah, the catalyst, you fool. Uh, well, I'm going to have a brief nap until he finishes. Neither of these choices seems to result in death. Um so my sandwich, my lunch wasn't ready when we started, so I had to go and make it. That's fine. It's just, it's just that we ran out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. 
Um, you seem to have a choice. Wait for the deep ones to return. Try to leave on your own. Or possibly just, you know, give in to despair. Well, I like that option. Um, I'm all about that giving in to despair you mentioned. Oh. Hmm. Um, I faint back onto the slab as if it was a chaise long. <laughs> And get a concussion. <laughs> Crack. Ah, oh, how come he got a bed and we got slabs? Oh, because they think they might be related to him. Hmm. Um. Gone. Oh, yeah. <sighs> hmm. uh, I think we should. <clears throat> I think all we can do at this point is trust them. I mean. They've demonstrated they have the ability to knock us out with little difficulty. Also, that is a, yeah. that is I a had, point. I, I must admit, I had a little chat with them before you woke up, um, and they threatened to end the world. Hmm. Can they do that? Um, I wouldn't want to risk. It. They have built a city at the bottom of the ocean, um, which is something that we definitely can't do. Yeah. They they said that we were violating some sort of compact, which, from context, I'm thinking is a, a deal that ancient humanity made with them, the Taino people, which we've just forgotten over time. Hmm. I th- I think our part of the bargain is to just leave them alone. Maybe they could give us a copy to take back up to the surface to remind everyone. <laughs> it's um, it it's one of those things where it's like, uh, yes, yes, we, we you know we're powerless to help. Well, they they can only be a few of them, and we've advanced quite a bit in technology. <laughs> this isn't the same deal that you might make several and a hundred years ago. Um, I, I think our best chances of survival here are allowing them to do whatever it is they want to do to us. Uh, mm. I say ca- casually forgetting that I've got, I've gotten, I've excluded myself from that clause. Um, I, and just forgetting that we were ever here. I mean, otherwise they're going to keep us down here. The doors swish open. There are two hulking, robed, begemmed deep ones standing on either side of a tall, slender gentleman wearing long silver robes. He has dark, um, tanned skin, and his eyes are white. And he's wearing a very large golden crown atop his head. Uh, I, Upon <laughs> seeing someone with a crown, I bow. <laughs> I, I mean, I think... Uh, for a long moment, I have assumed this form so we may speak. Oh, good. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still like, Giant sea monsters. Oh yeah, sanity checks for everyone. <laughs> I, was, I was like, hold on, hold on. 
Oh, good. I um, see monsters. Except for you, uh, Gregor, you're not bothered by these sea monsters for some reason. They're odd and unusual, but you're just like not scared of them. <laughs> I give him a little look. Um, well, apparently, I'm, I'm not bothered either. <laughs> you feel like you should be going with them to Shadow Vaunted Yahanithle. You're in Shadow Vaunted Rakhthalai. <laughs> it's got an apostrophe in it, it's bad news. Professor? Sanity? Oh, sorry. I thought I'd, I'd done that earlier when I saw them. You didn't. I forgot. Phew. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now would not be the time to have a senior moment. You are not allowed here and should not have walked that path. But the fact that you apes are able to walk the path concerns us. So you now have a choice to make. You are all invited to dwell here in splendour beneath the ocean, learning our ways, seeing our world, and exploring the oceans of the land of this (laughs) beautiful planet. Or you will be returned to the surface with no memory of anything after the cavern with the plants. You shall not remember finding a passage along the ocean. Just a strange little pocket of prehistoric plant life under the earth. May I ask a question? You may ask a question, Professor. Though you have already tasted forbidden fruits. Oh, how how wonderfully metaphorical. Also, literally. Um, <laughs> I'm going to eat it, Gregor. <laughs> he just he just like stops. It is time for our people to eat bagels. <laughs> um, what, what is your medical technology like? I am an old man. I am 17 million years old. Our medical technology is without compare. Do you know what? (laughs) This sure beats dying. If you stay with us, we will care for you and we will teach you our ways. And in time, you will be able to venture forth from our spired halls and explore the oceans of the deep. Oh, is this I, what they call a temptation? I, I, I turn to Wayne and I, I, I put my hands on his shoulders and I say, Wayne, you are a much better student than I ever gave you any credit for. Certain, certainly, Professor, you very rarely put any credits on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so, I'm sort of considering things that's like, given this situation, and I, I, I sort of say, compared to that, most of us are 
young even for our people i feel that if if we may return to the surface i i think we will be satisfied with what we have found um if this is goodbye professor then i i wish you well <laughs> I, I was a hard vote to leave until they popped the offer of exploring the oceans for millennia free from the the ethical concerns. Yeah, you can fuck whatever you like. Deep ones don't care. Yeah, but is there anything to eat except fish? (laughs) That's true. Statistically, every so often a cow must fall into the ocean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have like whole botanical gardens full of crops. How else did the deep one get that bacon bagel? <laughs> He's just standing there eating it. Are oh. you seriously considering staying? What, an- what animal do you think they use for bacon? Come on. <laughs> we haven't seen that undergrad for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Uh, I, I ponder it for a while, but then I realize... Um, if I if I do stay here, I may make the discoveries of several lifetimes, but I'll never be able to show them off to anyone. Mm. One of those, um, what's it called? Things where you get a oh. benefit, but there's a massive downside to it. Are you that's referring, not what it's called? You're referring to a Faustian bargain? <laughs> no, that's that's. That's where there's a guide, says the creatures. <laughs> I'm done with this conversation. I don't have time for this. I'm 17 million years old. Um, then I will stay with you, I say. Yeah, I, had, I had a full life on the surface, and now... Then you are welcome, Professor. <laughs> Do all others wish to leave? Oh, it's a tough choice. Um... I mean, the, my yeah, my problem is still that unless we can, you know, clear the surrounding area of all those deep one farts that are sinking <laughs> all of the ships, then uh, uh, I don't think they have a good chance of navigating their way out, even if uh, if, if if I did stay. Um, so I. Okay. I you could ask the deep one to. I, yeah. So I guess I say um, the waters around this island are treacherous for our vessel. Um, we were at some risk of sinking when we came to this island. Uh, I'm sure we'd be at a similar risk when we leave as well. Um, Your vessel will be safe to leave. It is only approaching the island that the defences activate. Oh, they're deliberate. We wish to be left alone. You could put up a sign or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Humans go home. (laughs) We did. 
we made many of your vessels vanish over the years. One would think one would put up a navigational hazard and just be like, let's avoid that space. Oh, no, you see, what you did there was you created a statistical aberration, and Mm. humans are deeply attracted to those. You need to have exactly the right amount of boats go down there, because if it's more or less, we'll come and have a look to try and figure out why. So what I'm hearing is we should wipe out humanity now? Look, look, you don't have to... We've got plenty of time to talk about it, I say, and I pat him on the arm. (laughs) Condors, anyway. Um, Okay, I think in terms of... Okay, so I guess if we're free to leave... it's unlike. Are you one... staying? No, we'll go back to the surface. We'll need a. Well, I say... as he raises one hand and points it at you. I was about to finish my sentence, but yeah, he's interrupting you. That's success. You fall unconscious. Wait, I had a point to make. Are you staying? He asks you, Gregor. In the end, I am still loyal to my ship and my crew. I am leaving. Okay, roll your constitution at extreme, as he points at you. (coughs) There you go. You don't fall unconscious. Mm -hmm. He blames this on you having some of their blood and asks you to lie on a slab. <laughs> One of the deep ones just hits you in the head with a baseball bat. Bam! You should have taken the finger, bitch. <laughs> uh, I will <laughs> lie down there, Doctor Gualmond. Oh, the the better angel of my nature says I should leave, but there's no one else here to witness me, so I'm I'm gonna stay. <sighs> <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. That was the wrong moment to eat a mouthful of bagel. <laughs> Ask you a pretentious question. And then like, crunch, 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 crunch. See, I would have asked for more deets before saying, yeah, I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wayne, Gregor, various non-named undergraduate students. Michael, you all come round. You're lying in the dip at the top of the mountain. Um, The last thing you remember is you were exploring the underground grotto when your presence, someone, either the professor or Dr. Gramond, disturbed something and the whole unstable geological structure started to collapse. You had to flee... And you remember desperately running back up that uh, curved, descending stairway in the darkness. But now you're all lying here under the sun. But the island itself is, itself is still shaking and trembling and experiencing some sort of seismological event. Would you like to flee to the boat? Um. Yes, I believe we will. Uh, like, is it very? Is there any sign of like we? No sign of professor. No. Do we remember anything about what happened to them? They were in the cavern, and the rocks started to fall, and you all started to have to run. 
Last you saw, they were Dr. Graman was desperately trying to push the professor's wheelchair towards oh. the rest, but the rocks were falling. Um, let's go quickly now. Yes, uh, we you flee as quickly as you can back down to the beach mm-hmm. and board to the boat. Um, all of your recording equipment has been lost. There's no sign of the grad students with all of the samples you sent back up mm. and all the copies of your recordings. Uh-oh. <laughs> we definitely we defo shouldn't have mentioned those guys on the way back up. I told it, it, you, Kay, I was not going to say anything. I was like, if there's any way for me to say, yes, yeah, sure, we'll get to the thing and then like leave myself like a message or something in a pocket that I'll then like, you know, finally say, messages. Russell wasn't here. I, how was I to know he was listening on wireless headphones? The GM is always, always listening. listening. Look, the GM is always listening and assumed that the bad guys are too. <laughs> oh no, what a tragedy, I say, filling out the form requesting more undergraduates. <laughs> no, you don't. You're not there. I know. You, know. you flee in the Peasley. The expedition is a failure. You're We'll have to return with more careful equipment. Well, as to see if as can... you are put steaming to safety, you literally watch the shale pre-Cambian mountainside just sheer off into the ocean, collapsing into massive chunks of shale as it rolls from the seismic activity. There will be no return expeditions. Well, The only proof of the fabulous temple you found is a single platinum statue that someone brought back to the ship at some point. And all your recordings, of course. You have recordings of that, because you back it all up. But any proof of the uh, long, dark descent, the mysterious, magical cavern full of prehistorical plant life, no proof. And you've lost both accredited members of the university's expedition team, (laughs) So um, that's going to be some questions when you get home, Wayne. Gregor, of course, is exonerated in all matters because he was just the ship captain. You lost both the doctor and the professor. It was a tragic accident. There was nothing I could do. Someone, you know, disturbed this ancient um, island and there was an earthquake. I mean, yeah, it's a tragic accident. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't think you can blame. I don't think I can hold the blame for what is clearly a seismic event, given the fact that the island dissolved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was as far as you're aware. It's just an earthquake. I mean, mm. you're not going to be able to tell anyone about the underground cavern. It was just a tragical tragedy. An earthquake destroys the island, and mm. not everyone got back off. Skip to a thousand years later, and the other two are in a room. They're like, oh, caviar again. <laughs> 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 Dr. Grauman it's, it's worse when you think it's coming from the deep one is just there like yeah. I laid that fresh <laughs> oh. Dr. Grauman and Professor Talbot you have chosen to remain in the splendour beneath the waves I'm sure you did not regret this decision was this a mistake the deep ones look after you Yay! They help you adapt to living under the sea. You will never see the sun again. Happy birthday, Rona. 
<laughs> I get to dwell in splendor and shadow vaunted Yahanitle. That's all I've ever wanted. I mean, you probably get to visit Yahanitle. Mm. I assume we get flippers at some point. There may be some genetically modified. Um, there may be some time in large tanks being genetically modified. Yeah, tanks. Everyone um, likes a good tank. Um, Unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't work on you because uh, French people are sufficiently different from human beings that uh, more research is required. Oh, God, am I, do I have to ap- formally apologize to France again? Yeah. Uh, I think most of that is my fault, and I'll accept the, the apology on their behalf. <laughs> You're not even a real French person. <laughs> I lived there for many years. Nevertheless. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed. Yeah, it was very good. Thank you. I, good. I quite like that one. I like the mystery. I like finding a big tunnel. I like turning into a fish man. Everything, everything you need. I got out alive. Hooray. Yeah. I with most of my sanity intact. Nobody died, the undergraduates. Nobody important died. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who's, who's to say they met a fake... Who's to say they're dead? This, yeah. this pork is excellent. Where did you say you get it? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the deep ones were listening in on you, and uh, you mentioned the people you'd send back to the surface, so they were like, yeah, mm. yeah we can't have any proof of this. They just quickly nipped up the 16-mile hike up the... Oh. <laughs> you say you that. The, um, the map floor oh. ascends as some sort of strange, oh. mysterious, mythos-powered elevator, so... That we couldn't find the on button for. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you mean there was a lift the whole time? Yeah, we don't walk up the stairs, Jesus. The stairs are for emergencies only. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh no! No, I like that. I like that. that was a good. That was a good. Well, marvelous adventure. The, the the lucky thing was is that there wasn't a PC playing Michael who also has a mysterious backstory, and then <laughs> at least one of the grad students can be a player character, and they have a mysterious agenda as well. Agendas for everyone. Look, the important thing is: did I finally get to steal the professor's slot? No. Oh, I mean. Yes, it was a tragic accident that there was an earthquake and he died heroically saving your life. But yeah, they're not giving you his job. Mm. <laughs> Are you, were you trying to bump me off this whole time? No, 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 no. It was, it was more of, uh, it was more of just I wanted to make sure that I got as much credit as possible for the expedition. But given the fact the expedition was a failure, maybe uh, avoid as much credit as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the call you made yesterday where you were like, I wish to take as much credit as possible for this. And then the day afterwards, you're like, well, of course, I can't be held responsible for any of this. Well, well thankfully, you and uh, thankfully you and the other professor were taking as much credit as possible. I wasn't able to get a look-see in. So, uh, yeah, it's all it's all on your heads. Now, I mean, you probably do get hired by the university, Wayne. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have a tenured professorship yet. Look, this is how it works, Ryan. We take the credit. <laughs> you take the blame. <laughs> No. And they're living forever in splendor beneath the waves. Maybe, maybe I'll remember just enough of that one time during while well, while we were underground, where the professor was actually nice to me. I'll uh, I'll treasure that always as my last memory of him. Remembering last, my name. The last memory you have of him is him uh, waving a gun in your face, being like, "Die, monster!" Yeah, that's 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 why I didn't uh, 
didn't tell you. That's why I told you all that because I knew you wouldn't remember. <laughs> what? Um, what? Uh, what? So yes. What was? So basically, you managed to um, poison yourself on Mythos seeds and have been searching for it ever since. Or was, yeah, that, was that your backstory? Yes, basically, I'd been, I'd been, I'd been received. I was poisoned by a trap in the last thing we explored, which had uh, a poison based on those seeds. Uh-huh. And my research led me to conclude, conclude that the fruit was probably the antidote. Ah. Seven out of ten, the antidote. I did not have a mysterious past. I'd lucked my way onto this as a delightful Caribbean holiday. <laughs> was, and was just looking to get some credit. You got, uh, you got a cocktail on the bridge and you're like, you know what I don't have? A hidden agenda. <laughs> I mean, I just... I think maybe um, when the professor started going mental, I could bump him off and open up a tenure spot and get myself a really posh office. But uh, you know, yeah. what, what I've learned what I've learned from this game is that academia is much more cutthroat than you'd imagine. Oh, apparently, it very oh, much pro- is. Professor, why don't you come close and look down this pit? <laughs> it's a nice try. <laughs> tenure uh, I mean, position for life. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's uh, the, the. I mean, Terry Pratchett and the whole, uh, you know, the unseen university's cutthroat nature. I mean, that's not too far based off real life. <laughs> I mean, someone has moved into both of your offices as soon as they heard you were dead. <laughs> so, oh no! How terrible! Call the porters! Call the porters! Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, I've got Doctor Grauman's office key. It's mine! It's mine now! <laughs> oh, we have to clear out all of those strings of onions and baguettes that she kept around the place, even though she wasn't going to be back for six months. Uh, no, thank you very much. That was a, a, a lovely birthday treat. I, 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 I've always wanted to be a deep one. <laughs> and now, and now you're... I, I, I mean, you were right. This is your lifelong... You, it, this is your lifelong work. <laughs> to become a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that was genuine. That was genuinely a great character. <laughs> just a, just an asshole who's given up, <laughs> uh, but who importantly still has power. Yeah, I do feel sorry now for making Russet do those levels up. Although I did, did any of us manage? Actually, yes. I think Arona was able to get one thing because he managed yeah. to level up easy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I failed it as well. Yeah. <laughs> when it I had to roll, I failed it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Fine. All right. Th- thank you all for that. It was wonderful. Thank you for running it, Russet. It's very good. I yes. We had fun. Very good time. Do, do we want to do a do we want to sign off? Yeah. Yeah. Pete, come on. You got to say a thing. But there's no next time. You've got to say a thing. You fucking coward. Join us next time for our next adventure: cooking with deep ones. <laughs> <laughs>
As far as I've heard, the fight's still on. The line's not cut and, and the whale's not gone. The wellerman makes his irregular calls to encourage the captain, crew, and all. Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Oh.